Ladies and gentlemen, we're just going fucking live today. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm already lost and all that kind of stuff. Uh, honestly, I just need a drink. I was just telling Wes, I just got lied to for like an hour, a little bit over an hour. Honestly, it was, uh, I ended up leaving early because uh, fuck my shit here. I need this before it gets all echoey. There we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are over the age of 21, this especially today is uh, not there. I'm sorry. If you are over the age, see what I mean? My brain's all discombobulated. <laughs> if you are over the age of 21. Check your ice cube situation. Check your uh, glass situation. Perhaps you're only looking at a dirty glass. Maybe you accidentally grabbed a dirty glass and you didn't realize it. In a second, go grab one. Uh, go check your Cheetos situation. Or I don't know, maybe you need some uh, ho-hos or ding-dongs or I don't know what else. Uh, chips and dip, whatever. Go check those uh, situations. Uh, drop in to see what situation your situation is in. That's the thing you should do. Uh, folks that are under the age of 21, uh, we have some bad yeah, news man. for you, West Engine. Bad news. They can get out. They, they can't stop here, man. They have to get out. Gone. It's not. Uh, it's uh, is it like maybe the show for them or just definitely not the show for them? Nah, this is this one. Definitely not a show for them. Yeah, none of the shows is for them. They, they, they keep trying to get in and there's a continual problem. Now, look, y'all need to get out and go and go do something else. You can't stop here. It's not for you, man. Sorry. Uh, I almost uh, lied to Coot. Apparently, Big Sur 11.5 is available and will be installed later tonight. Whatever. I literally had to restart my damn computer like in the beginning of that shitty meeting. So, yeah, so technically I wasn't lied to for an hour. I was lied to for like 50 minutes because I had to restart my goddamn computer because it wasn't working right. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's uh, ex extremely inside baseball probably. Whatever. Uh, what was it? What I was going to say. Uh, welcome, uh, folks, to uh, the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society's Chronic Table. Uh, this is Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. I realize this is probably a surprise to some of you guys. Also, some of you are like, "What the fuck? Why are you guys so late?" Sorry, I had to go to a meeting. Literally, couldn't avoid it. Um, not a pleasant one either. Like I was telling Wes, like, dude, these fucking people. Like, oh my god, if fist fighting were legal, it would be so bad-minded, wicked-hearted people, man. Oh my god, you'd like to just whip them with like, uh, get some of these mean. They can't do that, man. I tried doing that one time, man. Got in big trouble, man. Yeah, man. Can't do that. No, like somebody's mean grandpa. That's not gonna work. He's gonna get in trouble. Um, it's like, yeah, you can't do it. You can't. Oh my God. You can't. No. It would be nice if you could. Alas, you cannot. Uh, again, maybe space catapults are on the horizon. We'll have to figure it out. If you folks knew, you would you would be ahead of me in line to to catapult these people into space. You would honestly be. Uh, I'm pretty tolerant, honestly. And if uh, we're just going to leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you guys would like to listen to the show, please uh, uh, go check us out at uh, iTunes, Spotify, Chromecast, uh, no, 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 uh, Google Podcasts. Although you could uh, check us out at Chromecast. Uh, let's see here, uh, uh, Pandora, a bunch of other places. Uh, if you guys would like to listen to the show, you know, just check out the podcasting platforms. Look up Chronic Table. We're actually, as far as I know, not shadow banned on the podcasting platforms. Go figure. So uh, please do go listen to us. The, the, the title is Chronic Table. So I realize it's a little confusing. People are in flavors, blah, 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 but the show is called Chronic Table. Uh, as for where we are shadow banned, I used to say for weeks and weeks and weeks, ah, if you guys would like to see the show be bigger, faster, stronger, go look up at uh, Patreon. I realize now that you can't do that. It's uh, pretty unfortunate. We are completely shadow banned over there, or, or at least my content over there is completely shadow banned. I was literally logged in on my own page and I was searching. I couldn't find myself on my own page. So uh, we're pretty much shadow banned. So the only place you can actually click the link to uh, go to Patreon is literally the hard link on the have, I have on my YouTube about page. And also, by the way, my new Fumidoro uh, page, I'll tell you guys about that in a second. Uh, but uh, on the YouTube about page, there's a, a link that you can actually click. Uh, I don't know why Patreon is doing that. They they kind of disadvantage uh, 
cannabis content and I probably signed up, honestly, I probably signed up as Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. Obviously a mistake in retrospect. I should have lied to them. You know what I mean? I like to not lie to people, but uh, you mentioned the word cannabis and all things are off. All bets are off. Uh, I bet if I renamed it Hemp Society, it'd probably be, even be better, but uh, who knows? Uh, let's see here. I'm clutching this glass. I don't have to clutch this glass yet. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, folks, after much ado, after much tricking, uh, hemming and hawing on my part, banging sticks and rocks together and stuff, Fumadoro.com is live. Actually, a couple different websites are live, but they all go to the same place. Fumadoro.com, uh, Fumadoroseedco.com. Uh, Let me see if I got that right. Fumadoroseedco.com and uh, Fumadoro.net. Those should all uh, redirect to the same place. Uh, please, my friends, go check it out. Go hopefully buy some seeds. Uh, yeah, man. The deal is, uh, well, the I guess finest genetics. A second here. I, indeed, my friend, dude, we, it's so late that nobody thinks we're doing a show here. Let me post the link while we're talking about this. Please do, honestly. Like, uh, I hate to, to say it the way I don't want to it, I, 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 was, I was dumbfounded how good your site looked. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe that yourself, man. That was awesome. I, I was I was browsing it. I was looking all through it. It looked real good. It looked real good, man. I'm real impressed. Appreciate I'm it, real man. impressed. You put a lot of work into it, and, and then it shows, man. Cheers. Thank you. I uh, hope you guys will go check it out. Even if you don't want to buy anything, please go check it out. And uh, I don't know, just let me know. Let me know if, we, if you'd like to change something or whatever. I have a lot of different ideas for the website um, in the future. So uh, don't be ashamed to give me some ideas. I guess that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, oh, don't give me more fucking ideas. Like, I already got my own. Uh, but uh, don't be surprised if I'm already working on something. And I'll be like, oh, that's a cool idea. I've already been thinking about it. Uh, but uh, that even sounded weird. Like, I'm just stealing your idea. That's not what I'm trying to say. I have a lot of big plans. Hopefully you guys do too. Please feel free to share them with me. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, the site is fumidoro.com. So actually, I guess I can show that right now. Uh, especially since thanks to restarting my computer, I lost my entire session last time and I hadn't saved it. And actually, I'm kind of pissed off. That's okay. We're going to move on. Uh, I don't know why I have to restart my Mac like almost once a week these days. Uh, but that's, again, you guys don't want to hear about that. Fumidoro.com. Yeah, it's so new that I don't even remember the, the goddamn website. Fumidoro.com. Beast. Oh, dang it. I thought I changed the color on that header before the show. I probably didn't press save. Uh, so this is it right here, ladies and gentlemen. Fumidoroseedco.com. Uh, Fumidoroseedco. Uh, what was I going to say? It's also Fumidoroseedco.com uh, or Fumidoro.net. They all, like I say, redirect. Uh can't figure out how to, I actually forgot to press save. All right, I was doing some work before the before the show and evidently I didn't press save. So uh, bear with me folks, there's a couple of freaking glitches there, but there's a story, there's the freaking guarantee, there's contact info, and uh, perhaps most importantly, there's actually some genetics here. Uh, folks that have been sending in, uh, so testers, uh, please, if you guys have hard copies, if you're anyone's listening right now, you guys have card copies there's a decent chance i have texted you already if i haven't i'm, I'm probably gonna uh or i don't know maybe i've forgotten because i'm i have to be honest a little bit busy <clears throat> but i'm gonna try to text you guys i'd love to have some hard copies on hard copies not like mailed copies i'd like to have some uh, <laughs> high resolution copies if you have them uh, of the photos some people don't like uh, uh some people take the photos directly to uh ig in that case the photo on ig basically Basically, it's the best photo you have. Dang it. Hold on a second. Somebody's trying to call me. I'm going to try to just, uh, uh, they're probably going to call back too, which is kind of annoying, but that's okay. We'll, we'll deal with that when it comes. What was I going to say? I would love to put your guys' photo. That's that's the long and short of it. I would love to put your guys' photos up here. Uh, folks that have grown the, the Lime River Rose. I haven't had a, ch a chance to grow the Lime River Rose. I've had a chance to grow a lot of Morgana, uh, a 
sort of decent amount now, at least a little bit of the Black Prince Ruby, although that photo, that photo is Black Prince Ruby, that was Ruby Jack 8. Uh, I've grown a little bit of the Thousand One Nights, but I haven't grown, like I said, at all the Lime River Rose. I haven't even grown the Dread Persephone, actually, now that I think about it. And uh, actually, you guys can see that uh, Silago the Bat isn't even up here yet. So I would love to have some of you guys' pictures on here. So, for example, when I click on uh, Lime River Rose, this was Uncle Trip growing it. Uh, Uncle Trip did a great job. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Dread Persephone only has like one picture. Yeah. So, like I say, I, I very much would like to throw you guys' pictures up there if you guys would like to. Uh, share them with me, uh, please. Uh, please feel free. Other than that, I don't know. Go look at. Oh, what's the deal? I guess since I'm talking about it, uh, prices do probably seem a little bit higher. Like what the fuck, you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I don't know. How do I put this? Uh, I've noticed in life that if you kind of, uh, uh, how shall I explain this without sounding like a jerk off? Probably no way. Uh, if you make your the way that you are aspirational <sighs> to, you know. Yeah. Well, no, that too. Uh, but also, what it, that also makes it easier for you to give a deal too. So it makes it easier for you to cut it out. But the thing is, is if you make things too cheap, people associate them with being cheap, and that's not what these are. These are fine genetics. These are high quality cannabis seeds. These are the best on the market. I mean, I would like to think so. I, I, without sounding cocky or anything else, I'd like to think like uh, whenever people look up sugar tits, it's unavailable. Nobody else has sugar tits. That was a tester from Subcool's the last thing he sent me, and and that was kind of rare. Same thing with Cuvée. That was a little bit on the rare side. There's a few other people that got that, but uh, you know, the guy passed away not too long after that, and it didn't end up becoming a a, a viable strain, the Cuvée F2. So it's somewhat rare, you know what I mean? And then of course every breeder has their own perspective. So I guess to say that uh, I do see this as a premium seed company. Like I don't see this as necessary. It's not to say that I, how do I put this? It's not to say that I wouldn't uh, uh, breed a field of seeds or something. That's not what I'm talking about. But I do definitely see this as a, a company that's interested in the, the highest quality uh, genetics rather than anything else. I'm not going to chase hype or uh, chase particular standards <laughs> or anything else. It's going to be uh, what I think is quality. So anyway, with that said, hopefully the, the prices are okay. Uh, to make it a little bit sweeter, every single pack gets a five pack. This is so far the only way to get Silago the Bat. Uh, every pack gets a five pack of Silago the Bat. Uh, I suppose I was thinking about that before the show. I was like, well, so people get two packs or four packs, whatever. Shouldn't they get a little bit more than just the five packs? I don't know. We're, we're going to have to figure that out. If you guys get like uh, two, three, four, five packs, whatever, uh, we'll figure it out. You probably get a little bit extra. Don't worry. Your packages will be well fat up. They will seeds, be abundant. Right? Uh, also, yeah, the buddy. first uh, 10 orders, by the way, ultra generous. Uh, Tommy Trichomes has thrown in some really nice seeds uh, on his part. I may have misinterpreted what he was saying, so I didn't want to like, uh, I caught him off guard. We were a little bit stoned at the time. He was like, wait a second. I didn't mean that. But don't worry, uh, you're gonna, you guys can get some uh, really nice seeds. Uh, bread, as far as I remember, bred by Tommy Trichomes, because he's, of course, uh, also uh, going to be a breeder one of these days. I think a really good one. Uh, and then I think he was trying, don't, that's the part that don't, you know, don't quote on that part because it, it depends on friend. He was going to try to throw in some friend seeds too. But yes. That's an ultra, ultra bonus. You know what I mean? It's an ultra bonus. So, folks, uh, every pack of the Humidor Seeds comes with an extra five pack of Silago the Bats. The reason why I'm doing that, honestly, is because I think Silago the Bat is fucking fire. But when I sent out testers, I didn't honestly send out enough testers. This is kind of something that I'm learning. It's, it's kind of become a nice little freebie thing. You know, like it's, it's a, I'm making, I'm trying to make lemons out of lemonade. I didn't send out enough testers because some of the first testers I did send out, I was real excited about Silago. Uh, uh, I guess for reasons like it's, it's somewhat related to Dune and on and on and on, whatever. It, it, there's more to it than that, I guess. But I was really excited. I sent out some seeds and right away there were a couple of instability problems. 
Turns out, though, that I think those instability problems are literally just sporadic and early. And the rest of the strain has actually been really lovely. So uh, I think folks are going to really enjoy it. It's, it's a, a pretty high producer, pretty heavy producer. Uh, I even have a little bit more seeds than I have of other stuff because that plant, the, the bedrock wig number one, is a heavier producer, I've said before. So uh, I can get away with a little bit just kind of uh, putting them out. Consider these... Um, I don't know, freebie testers? I guess we can call it that. Uh, uh, how do I put this? It's been through enough testing that I could honestly release the line, but I'm not gonna because there was a little bit of instability, but I do think that the line is fire. So basically that's gonna be uh, where I kind of make the price hopefully a little bit sweeter. So like I say, every pack of seeds gets at least a five pack of Silago. Uh, By the way, if anybody, yes. there have been a couple of people who are like, well, what if I'm interested in the entire fucking line? I got you, fam. I hate the fucking word, but I thought that'd be funny. <laughs> Stay, uh, if you guys do buy the whole line, uh, uh, and by the way, what is the whole line? I'll have to say in a second. Uh, you guys will have access. There will only be a few people who have access to the bear. Uh, I didn't have a lot of seeds from Bedrock Boogie Number Two by the same Ruby Jack F2 uh, male that's crossed to all these other guys. Uh, I think that line's going to be fire. And I only handed it out to an actual couple people, and those couple people actually had a, a couple of uh, unpredicted uh, garden disasters. So you would be among the very few people in the entire universe, basically, to have uh, the bear Bedrock Boogie Two by uh, Ruby Jack F2. Uh, that's only the only way to get that is to basically buy the whole line. And that would be, I don't know, I don't even know. There's so few seeds. I don't even know if that'll be a whole 10 pack. That might be like an eight pack or seven pack of the bear, but we're going to have to figure out depending on how many, how, how many people uh, are interested in that deal. Because if there are like a bunch of people, I'm going to have to, holy shit, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I'll make it right. Don't worry, folks. Uh, let's see. Is that all that has to be denounced? Oh, I guess what is the line? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, the line is pretty much Morgana, Dread Persephone, Lime River Rose, Black Prince Ruby. Thousand One Nights, I realize Scheherazade, the Thousand One Nights. See, I just fucked it up. Uh, Scheherazade, the Thousand Nights is hard to say, so I just say Thousand One Nights. Charybdis. And uh, the funny one is the Fagioli da Tavola. That's, uh, people were asking about it, so I was like, all right, fuck it, motherfuckers. All right, enough people ask that you're going to get it. Uh, 42 bucks buys you 10 plus beans of just whatever the fuck. Like, I don't even know. I probably don't even know. I probably literally don't even know. It's stuff that I lost or misplaced or like it rolled off the table, like but not on the floor. Like that would be weird. I'm not gonna pick stuff up off the floor. But like if I literally don't know what it is, it's just like Man, I'm totally down for floor seeds. We, there ain't nothing wrong with floor seeds. <laughs> they would be inoculated <laughs> with floor microbes. So that's we can look exactly. at it as beneficial. Uh we can say it's uh lacto something or other, lactofluorosis. It's, uh, it's it's its own IMO. Carpet. Indigenous microbes. Yeah. <laughs> Indigenous carpet organisms. Yes. So the freaking, uh, if people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, that was by popular request. People were like, dude, we want freaking uh, table seeds, bag seeds, whatever the fuck seeds you got, uh, Fumador. And uh, the idea is that uh, it's a little bit of a lottery ticket. It's a lot of a lottery ticket, honestly, uh, more so than uh, Morgana, Dread Persephone, Lime River Rose. I breed. Uh, Subcool taught me a long time ago, every pack of seeds should have at least one keeper. And he was selling five packs. So you can tell that every single five pack has to have a fucking keeper. That means that almost all the plants are keepers. Uh, I have very much that in mind. So if, if I hear from you folks, oh my God, I got a shitty pack or whatever else, please let me know. Because obviously part of that premium seed kind of idea is that they are actually premium seeds and they're not just fucking swag. So uh, the guarantee, there is an actual page for the guarantee. Go check it out. I stand by it. What was I going to say? Um, I was babbling about something else. Uh, Fagioli de Tavola. Uh, so like some of those, uh, how do I put it? Some of that actually is going to be fire because there's been some stuff that, uh, I mean, it, it's lottery tickets. Don't, don't, don't buy it thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to score the lottery. 
please, my friends, uh, buy it like you would buy lottery tickets, which is to say, like, uh, just for fun, basically, irresponsibly, just for giggles with money that you don't give a shit about. Uh, because you might get a pack. I'm not going to guarantee the Fajoli de Tablo, by the way, because they are just bag seeds. Uh, in fact, I even say, like, I pretty much only guarantee that they're kind of seeds. Uh, but uh, other than that, there should be some lovely stuff. There's going to be probably some old stuff from uh, Platinum Yeti and some definitely some Ruby Jack crosses and all kinds of interesting shit. So uh, there's certainly, there should be some fun stuff. And obviously in the future, there will be even more because I, I might run out of how, however many people buy it. Obviously, I don't have too many table seeds. But uh, however many people buy it in the future, I'm going to start saving more and more table seeds and you know maybe even throw in random stuff that's actually fire into a pack. And so you, you might never know. I like the idea of like a, a wild card pack that uh, you never know what the fuck it could be. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, and by the way, people are probably laughing at Charybdis. Like, uh, I genuinely don't give a shit if anybody buys Charybdis because I don't have too many seeds of it, and uh, I like it. So uh, if you, I was just like, I, I don't, like, I, I'm, that sounds rude. I realize that does actually sound rude, but I was just like, dude, I don't, I, I kind of want to sell it, but I can't. So you're saying you like those seeds well enough that you are you don't mind not parting with them. I don't mind not parting. Yeah, pretty much. So, for so, example, uh, I probably shouldn't say grab those ones up, people. Those are the best ones he's got. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but fuck, I don't. I mean, people will have their own decisions, right? Shit, but uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't say this, but the next mail that I'm working with is going to be uh, 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 this. So I basically hunted through for quite a bit and found pretty much the plant actually i guess i kind of said that the other day that yeah like I, I found a plant that pretty much looked and reminded me of uh his mom more than anything else so like a vigorous uh arnold schwarzenegger version of his mom anyway if you guys would also like to look for a vigorous arnold Schwar or perhaps you'd like to have dana devito man i mean they're, they're they were twins dude after all uh perhaps you would like the dude devito is cool not, that sounded like I was making fun of DeVito. DeVito is super cool. If you would like to have either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny DeVito, feel free to get Caribdis. Otherwise, uh, it's chill. It's cool. The rest I'm really excited about. And Morgana, by the way, is a little bit more expensive because I have less of her. So that's that's the reason I'm not trying to be a uh, hot dog about it. But I have less of her. It's going to definitely sell out. And uh, uh, it's kind of unfair because Dread Persephone is the shit. Like Zozo was uh, uh, growing it lately. And he's like, dude, it's, it's like super strong. Like, it's like sleepy and super strong. <laughs> So honestly, most people will probably prefer that because most people honestly prefer like a little bit sedative weed. And it looks like the ghost is really shining through. So it's like, poor Dread Persephone. She didn't get enough testing. Morgana got lots and lots and lots of testing because I knew like, oh, it's got a sexy name and blah. I sent out just so many freaking seeds. And part of that, I sent out so many freaking seeds. So there's less of them now. So I have to try a little bit more. So anyway. Something uh, about folks, the structure um, of that Dread Persephone that just is, is just beautiful I, I just love the way that it just yeah it looks it looks different it doesn't look like other plants it looks like its own thing let me see i didn't have time to download um those little pictures uh also had some really good ones of um yeah the, the, it's his it's his i'm thinking of actually right. Dude, i seen him on oh, instagram a few days ago right? that's the rosin he just squished it's a couple of nugs of nice. it. Nice. That's beautiful. Right? I really like that structure. Yeah. It's definitely that. Uh, I mean, on both sides, it's the... So this is Sugar Tits number one by Ruby Jack F2. And the Sugar Tits number one, uh, it was a, a Sugar Tits number one, in that sense, is a phenotype that I selected of Sugar Tits. Uh, Sugar Tits, I realize it's a funny name, but Subcool named it. Uh, it's uh, Ghost OG by Space Dude. 
So both those sides are actually kind of notoriously frosty. Ghost OG was very, very gassy, very frosty. And Space Dude is notorious for just laying on neon frost on, on basically everything. Space Queen, Space Dude. And then, of course, Ruby Jack, I've had really, really, really good luck with. I've never once not found an extremely frosty phenotype. Uh, it's been one of, like, Ruby Jack's been one of these weird, like, calibrations. Let me see if I can find more of uh, Zoso's uh, Dread Persephone. Uh, Ruby Jack was one of those strains that kind of... Uh, calibrated me against all the weird stuff that everyone was said was super fire. Oh, actually, here's some, uh, here's some Dead Persephone from Dr. Fez. Let me see if I can show you. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like a lot of the hype stuff would come through my tasting society or, uh, you know, my friends would, 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 I don't know what I would see it on Instagram or a friend of mine would have it or whatever. And like my buddies and I would have frostier shit, like visibly frostier shit that was good. And it was a lot of it. It was Ruby Jack or it was stuff from Cannabisian. Like, uh, I don't know, it, it helped to have that kind of stuff. So I, I didn't get excited or I didn't get as excited, nearly as excited about, and I hate to say it again, Mac. I'm always kind of bagging on the Mac, but uh, I didn't get too excited about it because I had some stuff that was honestly <laughs> more interesting than the Mac, to be honest. If, if you could, ex if someone could explain to me why the Mac is so much better than um, Dread Persephone, I, I'd be more than open to listen, but I, I can't tell the difference myself after 20 oh, years of growing thank you so here's some dead perception oh that's one picture god damn it, of course i can never find them see this is what it is i need to save up these pictures and put them all on the website so people can see like oh that's freaking dead perception man and by the beautiful way beautiful is beautiful he shoots with an actual phone not like some fancy ass camera that's so crazy right uh, in fact, I just posted, uh, now that I think about it, uh, Zoso was on the podcast, well, he was on the show, and I just posted that episode in podcast form uh, just yesterday, so go check out uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. You can hear Zoso talking about how he, I'm probably mispronouncing his fucking name, uh, you can talk about how he, here's a nice picture, how he takes the pictures. Here's another one right here, I'm going to save these. Yeah, I love that style. And it looks so yeah. much like the mom, too. Looks so, so, so much like the mom. That looks like great for making hash or concentrates with. Yeah. It's absolutely just, just shake the trichomes loose off of it. There's a little bit of pink shining through, so I think there's going to be some other phenotypes in there that really color out. Let's see. Very nicely done. So looks like she's like dipped to... in sugar. Right, dude. I have to be honest. Like it does. It looks really nice. Oh, here's another one again from Dr. Fez, uh, Dread Persephone. I'm telling you, dude. Dread Persephone. I've been saying this all along, have I not? The Dread Persephone arguably will have a more popular high than Morgana because Morgana is like more giggly, happy, uplifting weed. A lot of people honestly like to relax at the end of the day, just kind of zonk out and play uh, uh, video games or whatever. Dread Persephone is perfect for that. You know, Morgana is more like. Uh, I mean, it's not to say Morgana is not good at playing for video, playing video games, but she's definitely more for. Going on a hike. Going out, going on a hike or yeah. doing fun stuff with your friends or working in the garden for a little bit or I don't know, like uh, having a meeting, you know, on Zoom or something, just kind of goofing off. You know? Here's Charybdis. This was, uh, yeah, oh, no, 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 this was, this was Dread Persephone. This was the Dread Baobab Persephone from Noob. You had to chop it down a little bit early. Uh, this one had uh, this really bulbous root ball adaptation and it was super donkulous frosty. But I don't know. It's so frosty. Yeah. Look at all. Look at that. Yeah. Look at those leaves, man. They're so, so, so iced out. 
and he called it Baobab because it had that. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. <laughs> crazy, uh, like lumpy, bumpy uh, uh, stem. Somewhere. Here we go. We got there smashed. <laughs> oh, Klaxonus. Oh, it's Coot in the chat. Cheers, Coot. He's in the chat. He's he in the chat. He's like nothing better than T.O. No, 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 no. Cheers, Coot. I'm uh, not reading this comment. I'll read it. Nine, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> nice looking plant. Like, really, like an honest, like, I don't know if I would stack it that much better than that. Like, there's plenty of room for, I guess I, I would probably, yeah, I'd probably want the next generation to have fatter nugs. This is still in week. Okay, that's day 25. Never mind. Uh, case closed. That was, uh, I was like, oh, I'd like it to have a little bit fatter nugs. That was that adaptation, like big old lumpy. It's too bad that he to finish it out. How fun would that have been? But I think he did chop it down. I mean, he didn't, he didn't throw it away. He saved the weed, I think. But um, what was I going to say? I guess the whole room had, I think, I don't know, some problem. Uh, I love it, though. You know, like I, knowing the Ruby Jacks, knowing the Morganas, this is so similar in structure. Even the leaf shape and everything else is so, so, so similar to Morgana, obviously from the dad, from the Ruby Jack. I thought, honestly, it was a little bit more like every time I saw people growing the, the Morgana and had these kind of shapes, clearly a lot of that is coming from that Ruby Jack because here's Red Persephone looking so much like Morgana. Anyway, uh, I love the stacking between the nodes. That means there's plenty of air movement if it's outdoors, indoors, in the greenhouse. You can have so many less uh, mold and mildew problems. That was one of my big issues with uh, why well, I didn't have mold and mildew, but I knew that uh, you could, like with Cuvée, uh, it had this really recursive, like uh, uh, almost like a fractal growth pattern. And it was really, really annoying. So basically breeding in that Ruby Jack, it extended the Cuvée and it looks like it also extended the, the sugar tits really nicely. So I personally like that, that spacing. Um, anyway, I'm gonna definitely keep working on that. And for what it's worth, like I, I definitely am looking at something like that. Like the, the dad, I am definitely looking at something that has good, but not gigantic spacing, good vigor, good shoulders and everything else. And, yeah. Hopefully, also like good looking plants. Like, I hate to say it, but if you're going to spend like nine weeks working on something, it should look nice, you know? Yeah, you want it to be absolutely. But th there's no no problem with that. They don't look, uh, they look great. Uh, that's absolutely wonderful. Hop on, folks. Uh, cheers, Clackamas. Oh, so now I got to read his comment because it's uh, promised to be hilarious. Uh, cheers, everybody in the chat. I didn't see your comments until now. So I've been freaking infomercialing my new uh, seed business. Uh, what do you got there, Smashed? Um, some gelato, live resin. Uh, looks really good. It is. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to women. <laughs> I mean, My palate's I, all I, fucked I up. <laughs> you can, I need to go down to Chris, uh, Chris Mertz's comment. <laughs> My palate's all fucked well, up, so I can't even tell you guys what he's is. making a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we're gonna drink, ladies and gentlemen. I only uh, bought one bottle today, but I have a little bit left of uh, last month's. I hate to say how little of it is left, but uh, what are you gonna do, man? It was tasty. Got a little bit of you're gonna laugh when you see it. <laughs> you got a little bit of the Woodward Reserve, like just barely enough to drink. I was like, fuck, I can't drink all of it. Uh, so a little technically, technically a little bit left last time. <laughs> And I was like, motherfucker, you don't always start a seed company. So I was like, all right, let's, there's a dog here on there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let us, uh, 
let us uh, celebrate a little bit. And the gentleman at the store was like, this is the shit. Uh, once it's gone, it's gone. And then once I saw the bag, I was like, fucking sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered. This is apparently super delicious. It's a Maker's Mark Private Select, a carefully selected combination of oak finishing staves. And evidently, it's a somewhat limited uh, uh, supply. Make it, Maker's Mark is a good brand. Um, I like the, they're a beautiful bottle, too. Mm -hmm. One of the only, or one of the few anyway, distilleries that makes their own shit, I think. There's only like maybe half a dozen distilleries. A lot of this stuff is kind of white labeled. Anyway, so the oak finishing staves that are in here are starting with seared French cuvee. And I was like, well, fuck, I mean, Morgana, that's cuvee by Ruby Jack. So now every time I see cuvee, I'm like, oh, I have to buy that. Whatever, I'm, I'm turning into like a baseball player that licks his thumb three times before they push the baseball bat 15 times or whatever. <laughs> Uh, seared French cuvee, Maker's 46, roasted French mocha, and toasted French spice with a signature that almost looks like Kobe. Anyway, uh, I'm told that this is going to be delicious as fuck and have like chocolatey notes. And what, fuck it, why don't we crack that open first? I was going to say that, but honestly, why don't we crack it open? Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, celebrate. Uh, let's celebrate the fucking day. I guess I'm celebrating, like building a website. Cheers! Congratulations! It yeah. takes a lot of hard work and uh, paid off. It's come Russian. so awesome. Appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys are uh, puffing and drinking some. Well, I should probably actually drink this instead of just cheering, cheering with a full bottle. Oh, that would be pretty funny too. Come on, open, motherfucker! There we go. Also, I should probably swear less. West Engine was talking about how much he swears, and I was like, dude, I easily yeah, swear three times as much as West Engine. So, I'm gonna no, no, yeah, not even, not even, buddy. Yeah, I nope. just slide, I just slide them in. They just slip in with my accent. So you're just like, oh, okay, they're just they're, they're just cool. They just go under your radar. You know, I'm just I was listening back the other day and I was like, oh my lord. I'm like, okay, you're, you're done swearing on this. I don't know. I don't I don't think anyone can get as bad as Ozzy. The thing is that Aussies, uh, Australians, they have, uh, Aussie is our friend, Aussie, who's not here right now, but uh, he's also Australian, as you might imagine. He's not mm -hmm. yeah. fitting, right? Like, uh, you, you'd think that an Australian would be like a New Zealander, would probably not go by Aussie. Anyway, uh, he knows, I think he got that nickname because he knows all the Australians. He's like the father of all of Australia. Anyway, he uses words that are kind of not like accepted here, but like yeah, a lot of Australians use some of those words and like uh, people kind of know that it's okay and. Like, if we use those words, oh, my God, it would be on TV. The next it's day. kind of the same way in Antigua. That word is acceptable in Antigua, whereas the F-bomb in Antigua is less acceptable. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. What? Pete was talking about it. In, uh... But for some reason in Antigua, they put an S in front of it, too. I don't know why they did that, but this is what they did with the dialect. <laughs> He said in South Africa, there's stuff that you would say that when he went to England, it, people just stared at him. Sorry about that. I've been fucking with this uh, vape. Man, I like it. I figured it out. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's the airflow thing since it's just one chamber there's no screen it heats up a chamber um, you gotta make sure your the pack stays down in the bowl pack and you gotta make sure there's enough airflow so you get a good like nice clean burn throughout it cheers cheers everybody
Uh, hope you guys are enjoying something good, uh, even if it's just water or coffee or uh, juice. Doesn't have to be alcohol. A lot of times, Weston and I come on here and uh, we get crunked, but uh, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, man, that's uh, what we're here for. That's it, man. I'm here for the moral way, support. You're, if you're wondering, do you have yeah, to get to come on here, man? You don't, man. Just come on, mm-hmm. chat with us, uh, say hello. This is uh, dude. It's a little bit like a pub, honestly. Like I almost feel like I should change the name instead of like chronic table. It should be like chronic pub or some shit. I don't know because like uh, that's how I describe it. Is it? I was like, I'm like, it's it's kind of like a bar. You can come, you can go, but there's the same kind of people that sit there all the time. They like kind of you know yeah, what I mean? It's kind of like a pub, but it's also kind of like a kitchen party because everybody's involved in it. Like, uh, like, yeah, so it's kind of like a little bit like a house party, too, where just everybody knows each other, too, kind of deal, or has gotten to know each other. Right. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm fucking it's, pissed. It's cool. I have to... I'm going to let this stuff finish downstairs, take out my everything and clean it, like, the uh, whole basement and stuff, and then try to start some new beans. Because hopefully I can clean it enough. And I'm not going to grow any more of that specific seed because it's the only thing that's given me trouble or been infected like this. So that's not going to get growing anymore. Um, I'm moving on. Smash. Like If it were fire as fuck, they'd be like, dude, it's, it's a one-off. Maybe try it again. But if it, Yeah, if you, if you smoke it and it's your shit, like, yeah, then I see trying it and see what else is in the pack and find it. But, like, I mean, you looked into it. Wasn't overly interesting to you. Didn't grow overly well for you. I mean, you have many other seeds to look into, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm glad either. Like, uh, I'm not saying it smashed is, but I think this is a common thing. I've seen a lot of people just kind of hang on to seeds, clones, strains, whatever, thinking like, oh. No reason. They've had for no reason, literally for no reason. Then sometimes because they think that that's hot shit and they they're not going to get anything better or whatever. But they'll have a drawer full of seeds that you could tell them like, dude, you have exotic, you have yeah, yeah, you have ten things better in there. You're like, dude, you have fifty fucking things in that shelf that are better than what you're holding on to. And people have to kind of let go of that. That I don't know. Is it like um? Is it like training wheels? Do they have to let go of the training wheels on some level? I mean, I'm not trying to be like pejorative, but is it on some level like letting go of the guardrail maybe? Because, I mean, there's been times, I guess not recently, thankfully, because I actually have a seed line that would have been bad that would have taken me even longer. But there's been times where I've kind of let the whole garden go or over time where I basically let everything go because almost everything else coming in was better. You know what I mean? But you, 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 you can't get in that perspective until you've already let some really killer shit go. No, that's the truth. That's the truth. Anything you hold on to uh, there's, means one more thing you don't get to look into in the future. So it's just, it's just that simple. So you, you better be hanging on to the valuable stuff and sorting through it real quick or else it's or else yeah, There's important. a couple of plants I regret. I keep. Yeah, there is. There is. There's definitely a few for me, but I mean, there's more. There's There's been more that I've been happy to find and have for a while and then let, uh, let go again. You know, yeah, the next I, round of seeds I'm pretty excited for anyways. This will give me enough flour to put away where I can be down long enough, take everything apart, take the fan apart, da 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 clean, you know what I mean? Ozone the basement and stuff. So if there's any spores going around, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just absurd that, like, I've never, it, it sucks when you haven't dealt with, like, a disease like this and stuff indoors. And you were growing, like, specifically, I was growing fine and it wasn't, I never had an issue. But as soon as I went into, like, the basement and tried a bunch of, like, different things and, uh, like, I think the seed might be bad also which kind of sucks but we'll see i have one outside anyways because i didn't know if it was a disease or not so we'll see exactly what really happens which i was outside today i trained the morgana i sprayed down the morgana with fatty acid uh solutions um i actually did neem yesterday and then the fatty acid solution today I don't think that neem is working out there. Uh, I was looking at some of those pictures and it wasn't, I don't know. I think neem is just, it's a preventative. I probably just pissed off Coot. Uh, it's, it's, I think yeah, it's it. it worked really, really well, but it works really well more as a preventative. It's the same thing as uh, method one PPS. It's a great spray, but more as a preventative than anything else. Once you start to have issues, I don't think it does enough. There's, I think there's a but lot. I, of the only issue I have is the scale bugs, which is, I see uh, different species. I think it really wouldn't matter what it, it would attack anything. It's been so wet out there. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I feel like I saw a little bit more on there and there's, I, it, it's not surprising. It's so fucking, you've been saying it's been raining like nine days out of 10. So yeah, they've been, um, yeah, they've been freaking underwater a lot. It's been raining cloudy, which like the sun hasn't been coming out. You know what I mean? So they've been fucking pissed off. I I don't I I go out there every day and I like today I was out there training them with like by hand uh, trimming them and stuff and I didn't notice anything crazy like there's nothing crazy I, I noticed a couple spots where the leaves are getting eaten like but then they eat a, a little bit of it and you can tell they don't like it and they leave you know what I mean so the neem does seem to be working. Um, none of my other plants have any bugs or anything. Okay. That's that's why I do the same. I do the same rotation: um, fatty acid, neem, and then I'll give it the rest of the week off, and then I'll start over. Have you thought about waiting a few days between the the preparations, like leaving the neem on for a few days, and then because maybe you're just washing the neem off? I'm wondering about that now. Maybe the fatty acid is washing the neem off. The could be. I mean, I, I do it at night most of the time, like right in the, like five, six. Well, sit, most of the time I'm out there at 6, 30, 7 o'clock doing this. Um, I don't know. So maybe it could, but it's like 24 hours, I feel like it would be. I do the neem first and then the fatty acids. I feel like the neem would be in the fab or the fibers or whatever, the cellular structure. By the time I'm spraying, the plants should have a pretty good waxy layer, especially outside. So I feel like the neem is probably not going to soak in too far. I wonder. I don't know. I mean, I just play by ear. Hopefully, it doesn't rain as much. Jesus, H Christ. Yeah, we had a nice day today. It was, I got to train things and shit. You know what I mean? I haven't been able to train it today. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Gray. We're in the house. Uh, who's asking your mailman's asking uh, if we uh, are taking questions and I was like yeah but we should only take questions that we exclusively cannot answer like they should ask <laughs> questions like 
please explain Where? quantum entanglement. Or yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, here and we we'll go. Like, but we have to drink like three more whiskeys first. Then we'll be like, well, it's some shit on Rick and Morty, man. It's uh, when like Morty and then another Morty and then they're like talking to each other. That's kind of funny. But then how would they know? How would they know if we can't answer? Like, what if they answer a question? We're like, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. What if we accidentally answer it correctly? See, that's the thing. What if like in a million universes, you actually had the right yeah, answer? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's only this one. We have the wrong one. Yeah, the fatty um, acid Claude, or yeah, Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. Uh, the fatty acid solution I use has a little bit of neem in it. Um, but I also use like neem concentrate separately the day before. I've always had good luck with neem. Um, I've gotten rid of spider mites and everything with it. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. If you do live in a fairly, maybe, um, if it works for you, use it, man. First of all, if it works for you, use it. Uh, if you use, if you lived like in a less weed intensive place, then I feel like neem probably works a lot better. Just like if you used, um, I don't know if you use it on tomatoes or something, honestly, like if you, if you lived in like a tomato intensive what's a tomato intensive growing place i don't, I don't fucking know people's gardens <laughs> whatever i guess what i'm trying to say is uh let's say for example where i you know in this area the willamette valley there's a lot of weed there's a lot of weed bugs a lot of weed pests and a lot of the pests will actually cross across stuff like thrips and spider mites and stuff they're happy to share pests or share plants with other plants um i feel like in those circumstances some of those things like neem are a lot less effective because there there are just so many pathogens like i was just just the other day i was like elbow deep in this garden that was filled with all kinds of shit like if i use neem as a preventative i don't think that that would be enough honestly like i had to spray soft oil and just kind of nuke everything i'm gonna have to nuke it again probably in a day or two just thinking because i'm already seeing you probably see me blowing stuff like i see fungus gnats and stuff i'm like dude I, I yeah shit if i were relying on neem right now i'd be thinking about burning my garden down because it would be it would outdoors is, well in my yard it's a little different gorilla growing also different um in my yard, I use the hose's defense too to knock things off the plant initially. Yeah, no, um, that totally works. That then, totally works. Like, you can look at the size of a little spider mite or whatever, you knock them off the top of your plant. That's like fucking climbing the Empire State Building again. And then, like Coot says, and like I've done it before, even Coot told me, but like he backed it up and he's like, when you have a pest, figure out its reproductive cycle because you're going to want to know when the eggs are going to hatch so you can spray in the right accession secession accession I, I don't know what word i'm looking for uh, succession i guess i mean in the right order pretty much no he's, he's right because that's the thing you can very easily forget that you got to spray once and then you got to spray again in a few three to five days later depending uh then you got to spray another three to five days later and people forget and they let bugs kind of perpetuate you know what i mean like let's say if you sprayed um you sprayed like now everyone's like spray days. on their life cycles every three days or whatever like whatever the life cycle, whatever your past is i prefer to double the life cycle of your past i i <laughs> i'm going they they, they, they there's three three days mine's one and a half like it's yeah, yeah we're, we're every second day we're just gonna we're not we're, there's gonna be no, no there's no retreat on this there's no retreat so speaking of dates 
um, that big plant got put into flower May 26th. May 26th, about a month old, right on. Which uh, the big flower that's having some problems? Yeah. So a little bit less than a month old, right on. Oh, like three weeks old? That's borderline almost. May? Do you have any veg plants you could throw in there? No. Well, so I would maybe finish it out. Because if it's like three weeks in, I would be like, eh, borderline, because it probably is. Wait, that, that doesn't make sense. I feel like it's More been around longer than that. Yeah, it's been longer than that. It's been like three weeks since you potted it. Right. And that yeah. was already like two weeks in the flower. Yeah, I feel like it's like week five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been like, yeah, it's been a while. May. What date was it? Wait, where's my phone? Let me go on my phone. I might be. I might have fucked it up. Might have been in the tent already when I seen it. I was trying to do it on video, but well, let me go on my phone. It's annoying when you. I've done that before when I was like, uh, thankfully I haven't written down calendar stuff wrong, but I've forgotten to write down like flower day one and stuff before, and I'm like, <laughs> what is this? You know, and some plans counting back. Different. Okay, it was three Sundays ago. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and sometimes you're never quite, quite sure for whatever reason. It's ridiculous. Uh, no, that was, the, see, the notes were so much more important when I was hydroponic and I needed to know days. when I was going to, when I was going to cut and start flushing and all that stuff. Right. It made, it made more, uh, it made more uh, sense then. Now I'm just like, whatever it is, it is when it looks, when it's ripe, it's ripe. That's it. I don't worry about it as much. It's in week eight, I think. It's in week eight? 50, yeah, 57 days old. Interesting. That's not going to finish in two weeks. So, yeah, that's a long flowering plant. Yeah. Uh, all the more reason never to run those seeds again. Like, that plant is trash and is going to take another three, four weeks to finish. Yeah, it may have just got stunted from the – stunted once, but even twice. So, like, it just may be running a couple weeks behind anyways. May 26th, yeah. May 26th, it's been how many days? It's been 57 days. Yeah, it's more than May 26th, I think. April 26th, maybe? Yeah. May 26th, it's been 57 days. 57 divided by 7 is 8.1, right? Oh, I'm skipping a month. I'm skipping fucking June. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like thinking I'm crazy. I'm like, my math is... I'm I'm bad at math, but I'm not that bad at math. Okay, and then the papayas are... When we had Chris Trump on June 22nd, those are like a month old. Mm. Those look good, yeah. Those look fine. Those look and amazing, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're getting it. Like, I, and the other thing I wanted to say is I think we haven't had an issue where it's because I was reading about like what viral stuff and what it looks like and talking to Ozzy. Um, I think like I wasn't letting it get to the point of sporing. You know what I mean? I was cutting the lease off and getting rid of them and, and like trying to get rid of anything that showed any like damage like that as fast as I seen it. And then when I kind of got lazy and I let it like start dying and, and, and it really caught up with the plant and stuff, it started to look like shit. And now I'm starting to see little dots on the papaya. 
little dots like uh, Potent's been talking about that leaf septoria. That's no freaking joke if it's those dots. Um, it looks like the same thing. thing. I was, I think that I, does follow I, rain. I was thinking that it was uh, uh, in the root zone, not in the, the leaves. So like cutting off the leaves, that's the symptom, but it's not the problem. Um, yeah, but the leaves is where it would spore out. Really? I don't think so. I think it would be in the soil. How would the soil spore? Like if it's a root pathogen, well, how would it be in the leaves? It would be systemic. I don't, I don't think a lot of people understand that kind of stuff. Like people say stuff, uh, uh, powdery mildew systemic. I don't think, I don't think that kind of stuff is the way that they the, the rust, well, the one, the rust virus I was looking at is in the stem. Like it's all throughout the plant. Well, but with that, so first of all, we're jumping back and forth between viruses and fungi. Those are completely different things. And we don't even know which one it is yet. And they're yeah. very, very different. So you got to keep those straight. That's the thing. Like, uh, you got to you know, take notes for this kind of stuff. You got to take notes of the symptoms and stuff. And when you're trying to like diagnose stuff, you got to remember that these things that a lot of people don't understand very well are completely different families. Like fungi and viruses are literally, they're unrelated, like literally unrelated for several billions of years. They have no relationship to each other. Fungi, even though they're incredibly fucking small, viruses are a few orders of magnitude even smaller than that. So, like, they're just, they're very, very different things. I might be using <clears throat> wrong terminology, too, because... Well, it's not just you, dude. Everybody does this. I've seen, like, uh, a potent fucking probably tears his, his dreads out all the time because I've seen so-called experts misusing all kinds of obvious words. Like fungi and viruses, they'll just kind of interchangeably use pathogens. They'll talk about bacterial infections like they're fungal pathogens, or they'll do the opposite, on and on and on. They'll interchange viruses and bacteria, Ba viruses are so small that bacteria can catch the fucking flu with the virus. That's literally a virus is so small it can infect the bacteria. In fact, viruses are so small that viruses have their own viruses. Like literally, this a virus is what I, yeah, fuck. I just dropped my phone again. This is why I don't have a phone. Nice phone, Fumi. This is what it looks looks like when the plant starts fading or it gets hungry or something. It takes over and starts doing this by a little, a couple little dots here and there. And you'll see them like here, you'll see a that couple and then it just gets me, worse and worse and worse. That to me doesn't really look like what you have. Yeah, no, it does. Trust me. When I'm like up close and personal, this is what it looks like when it first starts. All right, let's look this one up before we bullshit about it. By the way, like, uh, good old website. I, I, I'm surprised more people don't talk about him. I mean, he's not like uh, an encyclopedia of cannabis, but um, Grow Weed Easy has been doing it forever and ever and ever. And uh, she's got a pretty good uh, website going. I bet I can just search Rust on here. Find it. Pictures of marijuana symptoms caused by overwatering. Yeah, and it's a fungus, rust fungus. Sorry. I said rust virus. I meant to say rust. I said rust virus, but it says rust fungus. And that's what it looks like. And it looks like it came with it in the fucking seed because this virus, I keep saying virus, fuck. This infection, I think is the word I'm actually looking for. This infection, um, 
has never happened in my whatever since like outdoor indoor grows i've never had something be like this heard a plant like this you know what i mean like it's just kind of weird that i get these new seeds it was impressing me but then i even showed them like the guys like on the panel few me west i showed a couple other people and they, they no one really knew we thought it was a deficiency really and stuff and i, was like, I don't know man my plants never really get hungry to what i know unless i fuck something up or leave them out in the cold or yeah but i cut all the leaves off and then it looked like it was doing good um i outpotted it and now it's later in flower and it's still it it really just started to take over the plant and in, and it's eight weeks like well since may 50 may 26 that's that's 57 days that's eight eight weeks a little over eight weeks and it still looks fucking like it's got a couple weeks doesn't uh, it I, mean, I think you you you've already solved one problem that you had this is something that growers now that i'm thinking about this uh remember what you've been saying for weeks now you've had rain you're talking about an indoor plant, which a lot of people would not connect to the outdoor rain. The truth of the matter is you've been complaining about humidity for weeks now, if anybody's been paying attention to the show, uh, and your dehumidifier broke a few weeks ago. So if you had not replaced that, you'd kind of be up shit creek in the next few weeks, but you've already solved one of your problems. So unfortunately, growing is slow. It's time release. So basically, a lot of times you see a problem that happened several weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like you, you caused or something caused. It didn't have to be you. It could have been somebody else. Uh, something else. Something caused a problem a few weeks ago, and now it's manifesting as potentially rust. Same thing. A few weeks ago, you were struggling with humidity issues. Now it's manifesting again as something that is caused by overwatering. Traditionally, um, kind of dank, grow, you know, gross or overwatered situation. No, that's not what it looks like at all. Well, this is a different plant. Um, Chris, no, I'm not blaming the seeds. I'm just saying. Um, it's the only thing that's changed. That's the only plant that's shown it. So I don't know where it would have came from. I mean, fungus is definitely small enough to come on seeds. This is, oh, I guess I forgot to say this before. Uh, I do inoculate my seeds with, uh, what is it called? Uh, I always forget the name. I have other cuts of it, so I'm like actually testing to see if it does it again and stuff. It's like a mental illness. I always forget the name of this goddamn thing. Uh, uh, Mycostock. Mike. I think they even threw the bag of it away, so now I can't go look at the bag because I ran out. Um, so I have two of the cuts going, and then I have one other seed going, and we're going to see if they all do this, if they do, do or don't do this, I guess. If it starts doing it outdoors, I'm just cutting it down because the other ones look really good. Oh, is it in BioSafe? I mean, it's on the tip of my goddamn tongue. Hold on a second. Please bear with me. Uh, So you're saying you inoculate your seeds with a fun guy? Pretty much, man. A totally (laughs) fun guy. Uh, Almost. We're on the right website. Whereas there are fungicides or besides soil health. Oh, I have soda. No, wait, that's not the right company. Fuck, why can't I think of it? 
it's a it's a a, a powdered um easier if I just found it. It's a specially selected trichoderma that's exceptionally good at killing all kinds of pathogenic fungi. And it grows really, really well. And I'm just basically inoculating my seeds for a while now. Like I didn't tell my testers about it. And I heard back like, oh, this thing fucking grows really well. Da, da, da. So I just basically kept doing it. Uh, it doesn't take much to do it. So I just, I was happy to do it, honestly. And I thought like my, I don't know, postulation was that those seeds would just be healthier, happier and whatever else. Uh, but that is one of the answers. Like getting something that is... Um, a different version, something that will outcompete those pathogenic fungi, like labs. Steve's always talking about uh, uh, labs, or something that again will outcompete it, like the the. Cannot remember the name of this product. Fuck, uh, Microstop, Microstop WP shitbags, whatever. Um, One of those Myco Myco products, you know. Uh, the old friend of mine worked at like on like the, the wine industry and told me that product was legit, and everything else I used from that company was legit. So I was like, all right, fucking, I'll buy it. Um, I think all micro, I think all mycorrhizal is sourced from two main companies, if I'm not mistaken. So you're basically buying the product, the same product that uh, everywhere you go. Yeah. With. I wish I depending on who you want to support is the question. And if you don't want to support anyone, you go through the big business. And if you don't want to support oh, anyone, you go me. to the forum and you make IMO. You bring or your that, IMO yeah. home home and you collect all the all the um, i might do it outdoors i might do something cool like that I mean, put it in the shed to ferment instead of in the house just like a little show just check uh just check out uh uh I'm, what's I'm just chris, chris trump's videos yeah just check out chris trump's videos man he should he showed you how to do all that shit how to make the imo how to, how oh, to collect and- it and make it I probably have a message already how to do it. So I was asking about it already because I think it's cool. Oh, wait, probably not. I can't believe I never remember the name. It's Root Shield. Jesus Christ, call Root Shield. (laughs) You were way off. (laughs) I know, right? I was like, that's not even close. Fuck, I swear to you, I use it all the time. And I was like, oh, my God. Michael, how did you get fucking Michael from Root Shield? I don't even know. Fucking ball sack. I use the WP right here. Um, uh, Root Shield Plus Wettable Powder Biological Fungicide. Uh, This is, again, from the company Bio. What is that? Of course, BioWorks. Bio. There's BioSafe Systems and BioWorks. They're pretty legit companies. Is that what it is? It's a concentrate. Bioworks Inc. Yeah, I've had pretty good luck with their stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, grows in soil on roots, shields uh, roots from pathogens. Trichoderma actually go into the root zone. There's there's some really new interesting stuff about how uh, uh, both the bio, uh, uh, beneficial and pathogens, honestly, can come in and actually pass through the plant in weird ways. It's one of the reasons why the whole systemic thing kind of doesn't really bear water because stuff kind of passes through and comes in and out sometimes. Anyway, they say that this is... Um, Releases an enzyme that dissolves the cell wall of many fungal pathogens, promotes a healthier root system, da, 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 da. compatible with such and such and such, enhances nutrient uptake, yada, 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 yada. Uh, one thing I can tell you is that uh, it looks like, even with testers, like, so you spent $124. It lasts a while, though. I mean, you don't use it all at once, but uh, I mean, but uh, we know Ozzy knows what the fuck he's talking about, and he uses great white. What's the difference? Uh, that's a totally different product. Great White is a, a mycorrhiza. This is not mycorrhiza. This is actually a different animal. 
This is trico. This is a specially selected trichoderma, which is actually a. Um... You get trichoderma. You use recharge, don't you? Uh, smash. You get trichoderma yeah. in your recharge. I don't use right. I don't use trichoderma because I am a a microbe snob. I think I might get it with the I don't fucking fish use shit too. Either, but I do use that one, the Root Shield WP, mm. uh, and it seems like I said a friend of mine recommended it, and I've had really good luck with it, and everybody that I've talked to has had really good luck with it. So I changed my mind on that subject. So they're saying trichoderma is a genus of fungi in the family Hippocrisiae. We'll just go with that. That is present in all <laughs> soils, whether they're the most uh, where they are the most prevalent culturable fungi. Many species in this genus can be characterized as opportunistic, avirulent plant symbionts. Uh, say that five times uh, quickly. This refers to the ability of several trichoderma species to form mutualistic endophytic relationships with several plant species. And that's actually why we're using it because they literally suck up in, kind of like, like mycorrhiza, they suck up into the plant and into the roots. Trichoderma can be antagonistic to uh, mycorrhiza, which is one of the many reasons why people don't use them. Evidently, this selected trichoderma is not antagonistic to mycorrhiza. Uh, the genus was invented by, was described by some dude named Christian Hendrik Persson. Let's see here. Uh, the belief that Trichoderma was monotypic persisted until, oh, that's not that interesting. Um, never mind. I guess that was the most interesting part for our sake of argument. Uh, lots of people basically say, oh, I don't like Trichoderma. I like da, 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 da. And uh, we, I, put it this way. We had some discussions at our garden clubs and there were people who kind of swore. Oh, you have it no matter what. I just don't think you need no to. I just don't think you need to add any more of it. I think you're going to get enough of it naturally in the air and stuff. I don't. I think. I think most of that stuff you you don't need to get uh, in a bag. It comes in the air. That's how sports travel is in the, the air. Difference is you, could, you you can pour. I mean, to like an almost hilarious degree. Like you can pour a little bit of this, like uh, uh, root. Shield. Again, I was going to say microstop. You can pour a little bit of this root shield basically on a plant. And right next to it, outdoors, a few weeks later, one plant will completely rot, and that one will be healthy. Yeah. It's it's a little bit, it's that stupid, you know. And that's the kind of stuff I saw. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Basically, I was doubtful until I stopped being doubtful because I kind of saw the results. I hate to say it, but even though it is an expensive product, I do I do kind of swear by it. Uh, and all the seeds are basically inoculated slightly, like I, know, I guess I can show you the jar, but I shake them in the dust basically. So there's there's trace amounts of those those trichoderma on there. Um, I guess if you can't stand trigoderma, don't don't fucking buy the seeds because uh, I don't know. So far, I've had good results. God damn it! I got them for goddamn like free, so I don't know how That's to it, deal man. with that. No. So, I, mean, I don't know how many of you are getting, but hopefully a few. Yeah. The idea is honestly that as the seed germinates, it'll have a, a, a beneficial partner, basically, as it germinates. I was thinking it will have a, it with has a bodyguard. Has a bodyguard. I mean, I've, I've been thinking about doing a bunch of different things, but then I thought essentially like, okay, you know, allegedly Uncle Trip was sending seeds to, you know, other countries and overseas and you never know how the mail is. And so I was like, all right, like inoculating with, I don't know, lactobacillus or something. I don't know how long that stuff's going to last on there. It might go too dormant or whatever else. But I was like, all right, this stuff is already dormant. Like we'll just uh, inoculate it with those things. You know, not going to make a huge difference, I don't think, but it's a little bit of a, a little bit of push maybe, I don't know. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, what does it really hurt? I don't yeah, think it hurts anything. Why? I don't want to never mind. You don't want to what? Never mind. Forget it. 
Oh, so uh, the 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 uh, what was it, the fuck the big white or whatever great white great white great white is a predominantly I think mycorrhiza product with a little yeah. bit extra in it. Let's see here, uh, Smash. You got to understand that all those products literally come from here. So like everybody else that thinks they might know a little bit of things, I've talked to all those reps. I've talked to every one of those fucking people like a few times. Uh, literally, unironically, all the mycological shit comes from Oregon and Washington. So like, I, I'm not surprised by any of those products. Like people that come from a coot is not surprised by any of those products. Coot knows way more than I do about that stuff. And he's probably, if he's still in the chat, he's probably laughing at, you know, half a dozen things we're saying. Uh, what was I just looking up? Uh, great white. Man, I just want you, one of you guys to prove to me how, the, how those work though. Like just prove to me that you got more in your soil somehow than they, how do you, how do you count it? How do you, how do you add it up? How do you, how We'd have to get it? both. We'd have to do a side by side to get soil testing for microbes and figure out actually what's in there and have them break down the micro compounds to tell just me. Just like Stephenor said the other day, like we know like two percent of the microbes smash. Like, like we we don't even know what we're looking at. For me, I I can't tell if I put when I put this stuff in if it really works or not. If it actually if it actually boosts anything in the soil, and for most of it, it's, it's probably the saying, second crop, not like the first that. crop. I feel like all of them are like that. They're they're all kind of taking a shot. Uh, that's that's not true. There are far better and far worse products. That's kind of been shown a few times. Some of these products are basically just garbage in the can. Uh, I'm just looking basically at the if forecast. they have if they have the strain of mycorrhiza that works with your plant and their product, it's going to work for you. Yeah. And they, like, well, I was going to say something, but if you're buying if you're buying one that's generalized for herbs and shrubs and rose bushes in, in somebody's garden, it's not going to be the bulk of it's not going to be for your cannabis plant. There's going to be one two. the I think there's only one anyways. And like, uh, if you're specifically buying like specific microbes and bulk and stuff, um, and knowing what you're doing when you're adding a little bit of something, a little bit of something, I kind of just put my, I guess you <laughs> can say blind trust in people to have a decent there's no mix. Reason to. Yeah, there's no reason to put the blind. Yeah, in fact, you have every reason not to put your blind trust. That's what Kuth has been banging the table on for a very long time now. That's why I've been saying basically on the show, like, don't talk about these fucking products as if they're a solution. Like, none of them is a solution. They're, they're cans of Coke, cans of Pepsi. Like, if you want it to drink it because it's fizzy, okay. But, you know, you're not going to talk about it for three hours, how amazing it is, and it solved your problems. Like, they're, they're just kind of products. And that's actually the problem with a lot of these micro, micro products. The great white, I hate to say it, like I have heard very bad things about most of those products because so I kind of had to bite my tongue a little bit with Ozzy because I was like, dude, I've heard that's just dead fucking talcum dust pretty much. And even, I, honestly, I, I tend to, to agree, even BioAg VAM, I have heard people say like when you look at the propagules per gram, they are fucking low. Look at this, 104 propagules per gram of interadices, which is the one that you actually really more than anything, like that's the one that's been proven to have interaction with cannabis. The rest of these probably have interactions with plants, but we've for sure seen interactions with glomus interadices. So they have the most in there, 104 propagules per gram. That's still not all that much. That's a gram. Hey, who of is this? Solution. Oh, this by the way, yeah. And they're, in my opinion, they're the most uh, a legit company. This is the product that I actually do buy. I don't buy it all the time though, because I myself am a little bit skeptical. What I do with this one is 
just because I put enough faith. This one I do kind of put faith in, in uh, or at least I used to, I guess, before he sold it, uh, in Dr. Faust. Uh, Clackamas Putin said very good things about him. A lot of people, I haven't heard anyone say bad things about Dr. Faust, frankly. Potent said really great things about him. I'm a big fan of his uh, uh, fulvic acid products, some of his other humic acid and stuff. So kind of on faith, I have to be honest. I was telling you not to take stuff on faith, kind of on faith. I occasionally buy this product uh, because of all the other things. Dude, I have to be honest with you. It's like, I don't have a bag of it right now. So they nah, I know. I feel. I actually asked you for the website to get this stuff, so I went a little cheaper. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, once in a while, I'll get it. But I'm at the point where my free micro products are up. I've never used Great White. I've used a Recharge. I've used... Try to uh, Time to try an IMO or JMS. That's it. I do want to try IMO. That's the thing I well, want to make like, one. I like it. But make I want to do it outdoors. To make some rice. Make I want to do rice. it outdoors. That's about all you got to do. That's all you got to do. You need to make it outdoors. You have to make it outdoors. Well, yeah, but I mean, I want it for my outdoor plants and not indoor. I don't really want to introduce anything out from outdoors inside. Why not? Oh, but it, it balances. It has... It's yin and yang. It's it's positive and negative. It's it's deposer as well as builder. It's like it's you're you're just taking force. You're taking the strength of the force and you're putting it into your pots. Yeah, have you heard? Have you heard about? Or, okay. It's have like you, heard you don't about know what you if you don't really know what you're doing, bringing something horrible into your growth. It's well, like, not going to happen. Haven't you heard about Potent talking about um, about rendering and fixing all these problems in people's crops with IMO, not giving them problems? Yeah, but fixing. most of those it's a reverse. It doesn't. No, it's the opposite, man. Outdoor, like in a greenhouse. No, indoors too. In indoors too. He uses they use in IMO indoors. Uh, friggin' uh, Marty that were Marty the other the other half of uh, growing with fishes. He uses IMO indoors for sure. Well, yeah, the rice washes and stuff that they, they use. I would think. No, 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 the IMOs. I don't know. The, 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 oh, I've never heard him talk about indoor. Talk about Smash. We have definitely heard him. Like, we're not going to debate that. We have definitely heard I, that. I've never heard him talk about indoor IMO, like like yeah, actual like homegrown indoor oh, IMO use. They use I've it everywhere. People talk about it. Uh, but I'm saying I it. have. They use it everywhere, man. They use it everywhere that they do. That they do it. it, it this stuff is amazing. Basically, I mean, they're just in, like EM1. Like that's actually you could even probably get a sample for that if you just ask nicely. EM1 is like a commercial lactobacillus. I mean, it's not an IMO exactly, but it's like it's a lactobacillus serum kind of that you spray. Yeah, lactobacillus and bacillus subtilis, I think. I think that's what it is, something like that. And yeah, it, it eats a bunch of molds and stuff. Well, I put trust into Steve and I was like, you tried fish shit? And he's like, yeah, we tested it. And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's not bad. It's not it's bad not at bad. all. Read between the lines there, Smash. It's not bad. Like, in other words, he'll never, like, he's not excited. It's just, it's he's not going to buy it. Oh, here he is. Here we go. Boom. <laughs> speak of the devil. <laughs> It, it, it's okay. But I have it's, it. it's better than you using some uh, some G some general hydroponics or whatever, like or. <laughs>
Yeah, and that's Welcome what boat. I have. and that's what I have. Like I have the fish ship. I have a bunch Welcome of boat. random those little bottles of fish ship, and I throw it in the water every once in a while, right before I water. What's going on, Toby? What's up? I clicked on because I saw you were finally live because you weren't live earlier and Fumi uh, was getting beat up. Doing some other stuff. I'm getting beat, beat up. Several other ah. people. Yeah, it's 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 not a great story. We're we're getting like I and about 60, 70 people. We're getting we're getting yeah we're getting heated about IMO here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, let's the IMO. so so there's no evidence. The supports IMO is like fucks shit up. Um, uh, you got one moron. Um, I'm not even gonna uh, bother mentioning his name because he's that irrelevant. Uh, but uh, uh, you got one guy out there that's that's put out you know a one future cannabis project video about how in his uneducated ill attempt to create IMO and collect IMO he made a bad batch and fucked his garden up. Well. That doesn't mean that IMO is bad. That just means he doesn't know how to fucking do it right, right? Like that, there's a big difference there. Um, but you have people like Chris Trump that use IMO to cure things like viroids, uh, bungee top virus in and bananas, fusarium and bananas, mosaic virus in in nightshades and in squash plants, right? So um, you kind of have one or two people claiming it doesn't work. And then you have the other end of the spectrum with people that are curing incurable <laughs> diseases, uh, solving all kinds of mineralization problems. And I mean, shit, just last night I showed you the, the cat shit where the cat had taken a shit in, in one of the one gallon pots and the, and the, the IMO literally immediately inoculated that and prevented it from becoming a pathogen. So I mean, I I think the evidence is pretty clear, and the and the column of it works really well. And I could do that. I feel like if I wonder if I put like a block, like you know, I use like the mushroom blocks, or I have mushrooms and stuff. If I put that on a piece of poop, if it would do the same thing, if it would inoculate. No, because it has to be a, a saprophytic fungi, right? Not our, not all fungi are saprophytic. Some are endophytic. Some are uh, ecto ectophytic. I mean, there's a, a whole bunch of different ways that microbe uh, fungi work. I mean, some of them aren't, aren't either of those. Some of them actually consume radiation uh, in order to create energy. So like so there, there's too many different ways that fungi utilize energy conversions and mineral conversions for energy to, to make oh, anything. Yeah. Another one that's um, uh, commonly attributed uh, uh, to IMO is omocytes, right? So let's talk about omocytes, right? Yes, there's a bunch of bad omocytes that are things like um, potato blight, right, and, and other uh, other blights that are horrible, but not all omocytes are pathogenic. In fact, quite a few omocytes in an aquatic environment actually are part of the aquatic food web and help mineralize and break stuff down. There's a whole classification of omocytes that are strictly saprophytic that only help break down dead uh, plant materials. So to go around and claim that like all omocytes are are evil is is as uneducated as saying that like. Uh, uh, you know, all of, of any microbe, all viruses are evil or all bacteria or all archaea is it's equally as silly of a statement because it just has no basis in anything, right? It's just, you're, you're, you're trying to make a, a, a hyper-specific statement about some fungi that all have different purposes. That's why I really heavily push back on some of 
uh, Dr. Elaine's students, not so much Dr. Elaine, but a lot of her students that start to try and classify everything into good or bad when we we don't have that type of technology yet to, to make those decisions. Sure, some of those species, absolutely we can, or some of those species within a certain population ratio compared to other microbes, yes, we, we can make educated observations and statements on that. But anything beyond that is just bullshit because we don't know. The, the only answer is, is ignorance is we don't know the answer to that question. We haven't had time to research these fun. I mean, fuck, 20 years ago, we didn't know Archaea existed. And they're literally a whole kingdom, right? Like, <laughs> goddamn, like, like we learned so much on a, on a yearly basis about microbes that to, for anyone to make generalized statements uh, is just comical to me. Like literally the point of like laughing. Just before COVID, it came out that archaea are actually responsible for the bulk of soil nitrification, I think. It wasn't even freaking bacteria. Well, when you bury a log, like this is like people used to bury a log and let it sit for a couple of years and then plant there. When you bury a log, all, all it's doing is decaying. And what's decaying is, is fungus and mycelium. And it, yeah, it just natural thing that happens but i think there is some bad ones out there too they, hey, look at this right know. here so there's absolutely bad uh, anaerobic microbes yes no no one's disputing that but if you use the right competitive exclusion and you use the right inoculation methods to ensure that you have populations of microbes that will help competitively exclude the pathogens, you don't have to worry about it. And you don't have to know the species either, as long as you're doing regular inoculations of a wide range of stuff that's going to competitively exclude. And think about it this way, right? So um, we see this with like, uh, uh, let's think of something that you guys would, would have firsthand experience with, root rot, okay? Anyone that's ever had root rot in an NFT system, like a little flow channel for clones or something like that, okay? Well, that, especially in a hydroponic, especially if you're doing hydroponics and end up with root rot, often it's because you have root metabolites and the dead cells left over from the bark of the roots as it grows that schlefts off. It's part of the normal process. But normally that's food for mycorrhizal fungi that convert that into something that can then be, you know, turned into plant food. Instead, that builds up and becomes a waste product that is now food for a pathogen for it to become feed on and then colonize that local area and, and then get to the population level where now it's 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 out of ratio enough to become pathogenic and not part of the ecosystem right and then that's when you start to see it attack the plant same thing with fusarium fusarium is almost identical in that same way where it, it, in very low levels is actually beneficial to the plant and it helps activate the plant's immune system helps the plant defend itself against fungi better and even in um in the case of trichoderma uh, uh actually can help non-mycorrhizal plants such as brassicas uh, actually allow endophytic uh, mycorrhizae to colonize the root system uh, but if you overdose that trichoderma it will over dominate that soil and actually become the pathogen so it, it just goes to show you that you can't make these broad spectrum assumptions without a heavy level of observation on each individual species or genus at the very least uh, without just admitting ignorance right like it, it, it just we, there's too many variables, the, the plant life cycle, the plant pH, the soil conditions, the local soil makeup, the microbial species that make up that, like, there's just too many things that, that, that are variables and not to make these simple statements. Uh, you nailed it, I was about to cough. <laughs> 
I was uh, amused at that uh, right there. We were just talking about this the other day, speaking of things that haven't been categorized or identified or anything else. Uh, let's see here. How many different things here uh, were wrong about archaea? Archaea were initially classified as bacteria, receiving the name archaea bacteria, but this term has fallen out of use. They go into actually explaining why. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what was it? Uh, classification is difficult right here. Classification is difficult because most have not been isolated in a laboratory and have been detected only by their gene sequences in environmental samples. Once again, counting microbes on a slide with a microscope, like the fuck are you talking about? Do you know which ones are archaea and which ones aren't archaea? The scientists didn't even know which ones were archaea and they couldn't even figure it out unless they did gene sequencing. And they were like, oh, it turns out there's some of those in there because we have their genes. Like all of that is pseudoscience, you know what I mean? And then the idea that you can kind of justify you were talking about fusarium. Fusarium wilt is that catastrophic thing that's destroying everyone's favorite bananas or what used to be the favorite banana. But at the same time, you've been saying this for a long time that it can be proactive in a community. And fusarium is ubiquitous in the soil, right? So obviously like sometimes, how do I say this? If something exists in an environment and it's like always there, it's clearly doing something that everyone else doesn't hate, you know what I mean? Or they would have gotten rid of it. Someone asked, is that Bt can spray to fight botrytis on flower? Okay, so Bt is Bactillus thuringiensis. Uh, generally speaking, the commercially used one for cannabis is Bactillus thuringiensis israeliensis. Um, Latin names I can remember after seeing one time. If you ask me regular spelling on normal English, I'm worthless. Um, but uh, Bt is completely different than botrytis. Um, uh, botrytis is a you know, not remotely related. Botrytis is a, a, a saprophytic fungi, whereas um, Bactillus thuringiensis israeliensis is a fungi that specifically feeds on insects. Um, and uh, uh, it's definitely one that, um, you know, I personally don't even bother using anymore with the exception of for fungus gnats and for mosquito larva, because frankly, I just haven't seen it work well. Uh, I wish it worked better than it did, but I've applied it to a ton of fields at acres and acres and acres scale and shit don't work. I mean, yeah, it certainly impacted the level of, of caterpillars, but it didn't seem to get rid of them. And if it doesn't get rid of them, it's useless to me. I need to protect those flowers from secondary fungi. I need to protect them from being fed on. So I've had much better luck with assassin bugs and aureus and, and lace, wing, lace wings. And, and um, uh, uh, what's the other parasitic uh, wasp, little tiny one? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Someone's going to say it in chat. There's another little uh, tiny little parasitic wasp that's a pretty generalized caterpillar parasite. Um, those guys, uh, that combo, I've had a much better luck with in application, especially right. at the field than BTI. Parasitic, how? Hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up. I, I can't remember the name of it because of... Because being parasitic would mean it would go inside of it, I thought, right? It would, like, yeah. kill it from the inside. got a super cool picture of one of them, the other, well, of a, uh, something from that same genus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I smoked a bowl after a vape and I took this picture the other day in a, in a cannabis field in Oklahoma. And you can see the wasp is laying its eggs into each individual um, uh, egg from the butterfly or moth. Super cool. I wish I got a video of it, but he took off before I could get the video. Uh. That now, is, these are affecting both butterfly and moth larva or yep. eggs, correct? Yep. 
Okay, so what happens to my pretty butterflies? Fuck them. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my garden. What's going on? How's everyone out there tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah, but that blue cloud is actually a black cloud back there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up and let you guys get back to talking because just like uh, Potent said there, I can pronounce those names, but besides spelling it or telling you exactly what it is, I don't mean, I don't know shit. So I'm just going to shut up and smoke this joint. <laughs> Oh, we must pronounce that. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> Trichagama. That's it. Trichagama. Trichagama. Samurai Trichoderma. Yeah. So you need to look up like, like the right type for the right crop. There's ones for brassicas, caterpillars. There's ones for the different caterpillar species. But uh, let me throw it up on here. But these little guys. They are super tiny. Just to give you an idea, like that's him compared to a butterfly egg. Like that is tiny. That butterfly egg is like small, the head of a pin. Right? They are really small wasps, really small wasps, but they are really good. You just have to make sure that you target the right species that you're going after. Um, there's different trichogama species, depending on what it is that you're going after, what part of the country you're in and what, what you're trying to defend. Um, but they work pretty well as well. And then, um, from Arbico Organics, I've had really good luck with the Assassin Bugs and the Aureus uh, being a pretty good one-two kind of uh, combo. Thankfully, I've only had to deal with uh, <laughs> stuff that could be gotten rid of with Persimilis and stuff like that. Now, these guys are really good for, for that. Pirate Bugs love to feed on caterpillars, even ones that are... These guys can take down a caterpillar that's two to four hundred times their size. They have a venomous bite, so they'll go up, they'll bite it, they'll envenomate the caterpillar. The caterpillar will run and slow down and die, and then they'll come up and feed on it. Hmm. Sad for the caterpillar, but not too, not too sad for us. Uh, I was going to say, uh, there's parasites for almost every one of the pests that we uh, deal with, right? Especially like with wasps that you were talking about. Uh, wasps, uh, famously, there are wasp parasites for almost every bug that exists. We just haven't cultured them yet, right? I've actually had really good luck with IPMO made from an old wasp nest to spray on new wasps. So you can take fun of that that kills off other, other wasps. If you can find an old nest that's had time to mold up, you can take that and use it to make IPMO and just kind of cook it down and make a tea out of it. Uh, uh, not cook it down, but just turn it into basically compost tea and you can spray that on your wasp nest. I've actually done that personally. Um, but these guys um, are the other good thing for caterpillars as far as wiping them out. The other cool They're thing always with, chilling in my with garden. These ones in particular, they live for a very long time. These are like a two to three month uh, live. Yeah, two months uh, or, or longer, depending on your temperature. So they're, you know, you don't have to buy them as often. They're often on sale, too. But they, yeah. they're kind of underrated, I think. I, well, for that purpose. I mean, I, I think recently they've gotten a lot more known. Knowing what your local ones are, I was trying to, I think I got a picture of them. They, ha they have one that everyone got to know 
and they changed the name, and I can't remember what the one what it what it was, but there was an insect, and they had to change the name, and everyone always still calls it the old name. This is another one that I see with a lot of caterpillars uh, is the robber flies. That's like a three or four inch grasshopper to give you an idea of, you know. It looks like a horse fly. Yep. So those are, those are uh, robber flies um, and uh, they look like giant evil mosquitoes or like a cross between a mosquito and a dragonfly, but they are one of the best garden allies that you can have. Now, let me ask, uh, where is that uh, fly normally found at? Can we put them outside your, in a greenhouse in, uh, you know, like Michigan or Florida or California? So that, that whole gene, well, a bunch of members of that genus are native to North America. So you'd have to, you know, attract them or something. Maybe you might be able to do some type of capture a female to draw the males in or vice versa. Um, I'm trying to find a wheel bug. I know I got a picture of one on here. I'm just trying to learn. That's all. Sure. One of the other ones. Because I, I'll throw I believe it predator mites. If you can use predator mites above any type of chemical, by all means, because I do during flowering. So these guys, these, these bean thrips. So see how they're bumblebee striped, even though they're a thrip, and they look like they're almost like a bumblebee in terms of stripes. These guys are becoming very common in Oklahoma, uh, more and more common every year. I see them on cannabis and they're bean thrips. They're from beans. So again, something else to consider not planting, you know, as far as co-planting. I wasn't going to have a very insightful thought, but I don't know. It's worth uh, re repeating. Like, I don't know. We used to kill all the bugs in our gardens. We used to kill uh, all the worms. We used to, people used to pull worms out of the ground and throw them away. Uh, people used to spray bees. People used to think bees were stupid. Like now we're coming into this completely new understanding where actually you don't really want to spray at all. You would rather not spray anything. You'd rather have the bugs do all the stuff for them or for you. You know, like I remember way back when, like it's probably been a few years, but I remember Scotty on the Dude Grows show saying he was quoting the bug lady, Suzanne, who's apparently a friend of his from way back when. He's like, there's no resistance to being eaten. And it's kind of true. It's like how the wasps work and the persimilis and all those things. Like they literally eat the bugs that we hate as food. And like, how do I put this? They enjoy it. Like that's the food that they enjoy eating. You know what I mean? They're, and they're hungry all the time. So it's like, why not get those creatures that will do it willingly to go and do your dirty work for you instead of spraying your plants with stuff that has residues and chemicals and doesn't work very well and on and on and on. It's such a completely different perspective. Like I know my stepdad would have never used beneficial books, never in a million years. He would have sprayed the shit out of everything. You know? Now these mm -hmm. are, this is Check the this Eagle one. 20, Fumador. <laughs> How about Eagle 40 now? This is the better one. These guys are awesome. These ones will leave probably the worst welt of every anything that can bite you in Oklahoma. But they are, uh, you know, there's one feeding on a Japanese beetle, just sticking its beak through its head. Right on. Badass. Um, but uh, that's what the nymphs look like. The nymphs are like, uh, you know, not like the adults at all. But uh, these are, are one of the most metal and one of the coolest uh, ones. And then their eggs stand out real bad. They're this weird, 
for geometric pattern usually. So yeah, there you go. But if you find these, do not disturb them or spread them out around your garden, one or the other. There you go, little bug porn. But, uh, and just don't get bit by them as though the bite from them is really bad. It'll hurt for up to six months. It, it, it dissolves your tissue the same way like a chigger bite does. And it creates like a big crater in your arm. It is very bad. It's not one to fuck with, but they're super gentle, right? So they're, um, uh, like you can pretty safely handle them. They don't really fuck your, you know, they're not going to just try to stab your hand for no reason. Uh, and when you're working on plants, um, if you're pr pulling leaves and stuff, as soon as you disturb the plant, they're going to run and go to the opposite side of the plant. So they're not like a hyper aggressive insect in your garden, even when you're you know, manually working on the plants. It's not really a big deal. Um, just don't pick them up manually and you're, you're pretty much fine. I mean, most bugs are not very intelligent, but they're at least smart enough not to mess with something that's a thousand times their size. Right. Like every once in a while, they just kind of react and they'll bite you. But. A lot of bugs don't really want to mess with you. But to, to touch on what you were saying earlier, almost all my pest protocols now, we do beneficial insect releases along with beneficial fungi uh, sprays you know, to treat fungi uh, and, um, and powdery mildew and that kind of stuff. And then if we have to, as a last resort, we'll fall back to sprays like Bavaria bassiana, Isofuma fumasoria, and some of the other stuff that as a last resort to knock outbreaks down to knock the numbers down because if i have a whole bunch of aphids that that will chain through the population and collapse the breeding population faster than me releasing predatory insects and then basically using uh, as bane likes to say in the beginning of batman no survivors uh, <laughs> so uh coming in wiping them out with the with the uh, fungi that kills the insects and then anything that survives gets picked off by any of the predators that we uh, um you know survive that Welcome back after 420. Um, Stoner moment. <laughs> this is an interesting question from chat. So someone posted this. Someone asked, how do you kill lace bugs? So lace bugs, I had first seen uh, in 2019 out here on a cannabis plant and just saw it at one grow. And then last year I saw at three grows. And this year I've seen them at two grows. Um, they're not... They don't seem to have a huge problem like none of the plants that i've seen have been highly infected by them uh where they were you know totally wiping it out they had always been maybe like a threat population where they're maybe annoying but they're not really attacking the flowers or anything like that so we didn't really worry about them too much but um you know i would imagine because they're a soft-bodied insect just based on what they are uh, bavaria bassiana isofuma fumasoria probably just based on on genus would would probably do okay as far as controls uh, and then general predators lacewing larvae um uh you know uh, uh rove beetles uh and and aureus are all going to feed on them pretty readily um you know in that size so those would be good options um i haven't had to really battle them so i, I can't speak beyond that but i can tell you that that, that would be my protocol for treating them, you know, or at least the tools that I would throw at it to start off with and kind of see how that works. Again, I, I haven't had to sit there and fight them off, so I don't know if they're happen to be, you know, immune to stuff. Now, I will say that there's a new product called, um, oh, shoot, hold on. 
there's a new product and a new version of a very Abbasiana that's a little bit more aggressive than some of the other ones that I've seen. One second, I'll find the list here. Uh, oh shit, hold on a second. Mr. Garrison in the chat. I found it. So it's called Velifer. Let me pull this up. And it's uh, the only uh, Bavaria Bastiana. Here it is. This is the site I was looking for. So this is the only strain of Bavaria Bastiana that also attacks mites. Hmm. Normally, Bavaria Bastiana does not attack mites. That's why it's traditionally safe to use with predatory mites. That's good for that combo. But this particular one also will go after spider mites. Um, the Bavaria Bassiana PPRI5339 uh, is the exact strain. But this would be another one that I would say, hey, this is probably a, a pretty good, you know, I don't know the definite answer for lace bugs, but this is definitely something that probably would work pretty well um, just based on its, you know, ability to kill other stuff in a similar genus are not super far or related from these guys. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this point is related or not, but we were talking earlier in the show about beware of uh, large corporations, blah, 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 blah. But here's a, a website, BASF. BASF is one of the bigger corporations you can find for agriculture. Monsanto has Actinovate. Uh, Christoph is talking about uh, bud mold on plants. Well, Actinovate basically fights bud mold, uh, but it comes from fucking Monsanto. And I was just thinking to myself kind of while you were talking, I was like, all right, who better than, and just roll with me for a moment, who, who better than a gigantic corporation like these, these aforementioned companies to run through a sampling of a, not a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand phenotypes, but like a billion phenotypes, maybe in a laboratory of uh, fungal spores, trichoderma, whatever else to do kind of antipathogenic, whatever. And so they'll find, let's say, we were talking about root shield or Actinovate or whatever, they'll find those things. But then I thought to myself, you know what? Actually, a lot of that research really comes from places like Oregon State University or some of these other agricultural schools. And then those corporations slurp it up through some of their grant programs that they basically subsidize that uh, research facility or hire the grad students that worked on it or whatever else and just suck up those patents basically and create that product. So I was just thinking to myself, like, actually, it isn't. BASF, maybe in some cases it is, but a lot of times it isn't BASF or Monsanto that develops it, they just buy up that thing. So they get distinction without a difference, but still. I mean, you, there's a lot of companies out there. I'm not gonna name names because some of them are owned by friends of mine, but, uh, but there's definitely some companies out there that started off as research projects and, you know, found something very unique uh, in their research and then sort of spawned a company out of it. Um, but at the same time, I think that, uh, you know, let's just be honest, where the hell is the funding and academia gonna come from if these guys don't throw some money around, right? Like having access to a bunch of students that don't really give a shit if it's gonna succeed or not. Um, and I'm not defending any company here. I'm just saying strictly from terms of research, if you did have access to a bunch of multiple universities where the students that have no real skin in the game as to whether or not this thing succeeds or not, other than trying to collect the data, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a mild amount of bias if there's something particularly interesting that's going to be, you know, proven or not. But 
uh, I think that it does give you a way to do it because otherwise, I mean, we run into this in aquaponics, right? Aquaponics is stagnated for 10 years because everyone's growing fucking lettuce and, and the same six goddamn strains, right? So that, that was so frustrating for me when I came into aquaponics source was like, it's the same shit, right? Everybody's doing the same basic, like, let's grow the simplest, easiest to grow plant possible. Uh, doing this rather than trying to advance anything trying to how do we grow the hardest shit right like fuck all the rest of it like we, we learn so much from the medicinal herb program alone alone when all these different crops that need different hyper specific root systems or very strange mineral availability or uh, maybe they need something that's like mainly a calcium you know whatever it is but um uh, it just gave us kind of that shotgun blast of variables to, to aim at to try and problem solve that really helped us solve a lot of other problems that we didn't even know we were having. Um, but I think that, you know, that's because there isn't a lot of academic money until cannabis came along to start funding new research into it. It really kind of killed off the end, not killed it off, but it wasn't advancing in any way. I mean, maybe baby steps, but certainly not like it has since the last five years when cannabis has really taken off. You know, a single cannabis run has more data points than most universities do in a year in their systems, right? Because of our testing that we have to have, the tissue sampling and everything else that we have to have strictly just to be able to sell the product. Um, it, it means that just a standard commercial cannabis run in aquaponics produces just quantitatively mountains more data than a lot of these places have even had access to in a couple of years, you know? So so it really has created a sea change in, and how you know the progress of organic um so and even that too in soil too you know you see this a lot in in specialty crops that are similar to cannabis you know where the cannabis industry has really allowed that that at home uh, reduction of cost and grow lighting and, and grow kits and i mean look at how much stuff that all of us use on a daily basis in our gardens that 25 years ago cost four times as much per unit you know what five i mean five years ago fucking five years ago lights were really expensive leds were two thousand bucks a piece or they were total garbage and still eight hundred to a thousand dollars uh even hps lights were fairly expensive 400 watts were fairly inexpensive but thousand watts were over a thousand everybody i knew was paying over a thousand bucks for fucking lights. Were still and on and on and on yeah 315s were like six hundred dollars now all that stuff is at least half you can get thousand watt hps you can get double endeds for less than a thousand get leds that are really good for six seven eight hundred bucks on sale on and on and on and on i can get double-ended here out of china for 105 us dimmable and actually what they picture is the gavita light (laughs) (laughs) so you know things have came come way down i remember paying basically six hundred dollars for a bulb and a thousand watt unit in 1996. i was looking for a veg light today and it was uh cheers by cheers everyone um it's 440 watts for 350 bucks I got an idea. Watts for three hundred and fifty bucks, like a buck twenty-five a watt. So bad. Wouldn't it be like seventy-five cents? Getting everything backwards today. I'll take your word for it. I'm just, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. So if it's 
Man, you no, know how much whiskey we done had, man? You go fucking bring my earlier. touch right now. I was like, <laughs> so they charged three fifty. <laughs> yeah, they, they would think it might be like a little bit under a dollar. Maybe they charge three fifty, and you're getting four hundred. There we go. I was literally forty back watts. Back opposite. I was literally yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. Just I'm sure. Um, yeah. A dollar a watt. Maybe just take the exact opposite of what I say for the rest of the show. If I say up, consider it's down. So why use- don't you take why don't you take a dimmable thousand watt that you can buy for a hundred and fifty bucks and just dim it down to four hundred and put a metal halide in it. Because it changes the spectrum on a on a uh, on a on a HPS and it doesn't uh, it doesn't save you the electricity you think it saves. Um, if I would it. put if I would go back to bulbs, I would be CMH. I'm really fun to CMH. No, I would. I agree with that. I agree with that statement. But I'm all uh, LED, and I don't think I would go back. To be honest with you. I was say, throw I got, a couple. Ever since I've gone to Spectrum Kings on the 600 series, I I've, I've used nothing but four or 600 series for quite a while, and they just slaughter everything else that we've done the side by side against. I'd like to do two LEDs with like a CMH in the middle. Is like the, my ideal. Yeah. I can do that. That I agree with that. But I I was thinking the other way around of putting a big LED in the center and then putting four 315s around it. Because I am going for that bigger room. I'm just not going for a five by five or six by six area. I'm trying to fill a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 12. Yeah, so I'd get two giant bars setups, some nice bar setups, and then I'd put two or three CMHs in the middle, and then I'd get another nice bar setup. Ten, yeah. So you're going to need, like, if you're trying to fill a 10 by 10, uh, you're going to need, they say most of these lights can fill a 5 by 5, 6 by 6, and there's some maybe 7 by 7. That's just too much. But four, three, thirty-six square feet. A five by five is twenty-five square feet. I'd say that's too much. I'd say forty-nine square feet. I wouldn't. That's too much. I I would say seven by seven would be the max. Like lighting wise, right? Did I get that the exact opposite? Did I? Okay, hold on a second. No, no, no. I know what you're saying. You're thinking five feet. There, no, six feet's the max. Or five feet's the max. I'm thinking a little bit more. For what light? For what light, honestly? Depending. That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Depending on what light you're using. Any light. So I can't speak. To I probably go with it. something. I've used six fifteens. I guess double ended six fifteens. Uh, so two bulb six fifteen uh, CMHs. I've used double ended HPSs. I've used like six hundred watt LEDs. So kind of all equivalent. I guess the double ended uh, HPSs are about twelve hundred real watts. So that's actually more. Uh, but uh, let's see, what was I going to say? Um, oh, my, my brain just evaporated. What was the point of this discussion? I was actually driving to something. I was going to say, oh, I was going to say, fuck, I still lost it. We were talking about the square footage, I think. Oh, apparently I'm high. Uh, With high-pressured sodiums and LEDs. 
So we there was a specific point I was trying to make. Oh, whatever. Let's move on. Odin, go for it. I was going to say we used to do that early LEDs because we used to. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I used to work in the pet trade. That's how I got into the cannabis trade. There's a lot of people that overlap and have rooms under their pet shops and all that shit. So, um, uh, but pet shops used to be the safe place to come get um, uh, grow lights and grow equipment without anybody, you know, breathing down your neck or following you home. Uh, so we had thousand watt lights that are at our for coral, right? Like you got an eight eight light set up for your reef tank, right? Like how the fuck are you gonna fit eight one thousand bulbs on a reef tank? And I, just cook? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know damn well what you're. Don't, don't bullshit me. It's fine. Well, whenever the cop comes in, you be like, "Well, do you even know how a Tasmanian shark grows, bro? Do you even know?" <laughs> Bro, do you know how fire coral needs like 3,000 PPFD? <laughs> this is a South Japanese sea urchin. Do you even realize how many demands they have? Oh, your, your coral is not purple enough? Anyway. <laughs> Sodium molybdenum. Spider mites on my coral. Fuck. <laughs> 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 medications that you can use for plant care too in the pet pet aisles anyways that's a whole separate discussion for a different what time. do you need this rosin what? press for it's for my old coral <laughs> yeah it's <the> <laughs> <laughs> uh, how they the make reason. them isn't that isn't that where those flakes come from is with a rosin <laughs> press <laughs> the reason <laughs> i'm asking um, so, so, so we we were originally building Rapid LED custom coral lights from Rapid LED and buying the diode before Cree and then the Cree diodes and building them all from scratch, right? With with you know a soldering gun and an aluminum plate and the whole nine. That's how I learned LEDs before any of the gross shit, right? Uh, pre-made uh, before I ever purchased a pre-made light, I'd built probably thirty or forty of them. Um, so. Um, and that's how I learned it. And now we were, at, we, what we realized was the UVA and UVB was really missing from those spectrums. So what we would do is we would take a reptile UV uh, AB bulb like you use for bearded dragons or for turtles or for other, or for monitor lizards uh, and, and use that for that. And it really seemed to help boost the trichome production, but it will reduce your CBD output. So this we is one doing, of the biggest lights I've seen like LED wise. Is that all I was this whole time? I'm thinking like, what the fuck was I trying to say? Was that all I was trying to say was like the square footage? Yeah. Fucking God damn it. Well, whatever. I guess you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt smash and just finish my fucking thought. I don't think the 600 Watts can do more than about a five by five. That's even pushing it. A 12, uh, an actual 1200 watt, like a Gavita double ended. That fucker could do like a six by six. Honestly, that could fucker could probably do a seven by seven. Those things are amazing. Uh, but like a 615 CMH, little over a five by five, and you're good. Like a five by five is excellent, but more than that, you're already kind of falling off. And that's with the wide hood CMH, like the, so, the narrow hood ones. Those are, I don't like those lights at all. If I think like 10 by 10, it would be able to fit how many five like by 25 four? So I would be, I'd put four in there, yeah. I would even I would even potentially make that to be four four by four so that you'd have room to walk through. You know, I would actually do it what you were thinking, Cap. I would do it one LED in the middle and then on the end do the two CMH or HPS or four. Yeah, four. 
yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I think that would be dope. Like my way would like if you tried to do two LED. Well, you could still do two LEDs and then some in the middle, but that's whatever preference wise. I I think the LEDs will last longer. You don't have to change bulbs. We would have less bulbs to change less frequently. I think CMH lasts a little bit longer, but that's just my opinion, I think. This is why I like the S case, too. You can hit them with a power washer while they're on and grab the damn thing, and you're not going to electrocute it. You can't, you can't do that with an HPS, not, not without a trip to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, those, the cobbles are decent depending on what. I'm not gonna lie, my LEDs send you the hospital. <laughs> you could honestly put a couple cobs in the middle and change the spectrum, real like if you wanted to. You know what I mean? You can go all LED and save money, or uh, in the long run, because that's what we all think we're doing is saving some money on electricity in the long run. Compared to what's well, going? that. HPS or CMH or uh, Metal Highlight. Yeah. Because I am coming back and looking at doing something a little bit more than just someone's basement to help them out, which I do quite a bit in Michigan and out of my own pocket too, by the way. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm looking for something a little bit bigger and I've really seen a side-by-side comparisons that was done somebody that, you know, I respect. And I just seen the difference in between LEDs and veg, really, and compared to a regular old-fashioned metal halide. Now, the plants were given the same care, the same treatment, the same... uh, femming of the tops everything like that it was just the plants that were grown underneath the metal halides were a lot bigger leafed all the way around the stems were thicker everything was just more predominantly boom there instead of a more spindly looking plant that i would honestly kick that to the metal halide also has a little bit more spectrum, depending on what board you're using or nanometers and stuff like we use. I, a lot of people specifically switch to board style with um, 660 nanometer reds to get that more towards the Emerson effect. There is some blue and green in there. like, But when you're looking at like, a CMH, I'm saying like a lot, sorry guys. When you're looking at a CMH, like there's way more blue in it than an HPS would have been. Um, and I've always liked vegging under that bluer spectrum. It's just been, I, I, I like the way the plant grows. I'm going one step farther back, though. I'm going back to original metal halide, which is just basically a blue spectrum. And actually, I'd be using a Ventura bulb out of southern uh, Solon, Ohio, which actually has red in it. And they're great to leave in for flowering. I've had great results with them over years, and they last for a year before you have to replace them. 
But no, I'm going back to the old metal halide periods. <laughs> I like the HP, uh, HPS ballast that you could switch in between the two. Hmm. That sounds cool. Oh, um, from metal halide to like sodium and whatever. That sounds cool. Uh, MedGrower One used to do that a lot, right? Um, I want to say it was. Like I had one. Long time ago, I had one. You could switch the button, it it would switch whatever or something. So we did a bunch of side by sides with different lighting methods at Aquaponics Source to try and figure out what vendors to carry, uh, and we found a pretty big difference in the HPSs. One, a slight increase in THC and a reduction in CBD uh, with the HPSs versus the LEDs. Um, but the biggest thing was is that there was a higher amount of THC. Uh, in the LED and a higher amount of CBN uh, in the HID. And we attributed that to the infrared, the UV, and the extra heat output from those bulbs, uh, basically converting those trichome heads by almost 2% uh, THC uh, reduction, um, basically from that heating and that that difference. So that was the- Literally the what I think it is. I can talk it over you, I realize. Uh, on Zoom, you don't think you're talking over people unless you hear it on the replay and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, we were just to totally talking over people. Uh, here, it sounds like we're not talking over each other. Anyway, I was going to say, I've been postulating for the longest freaking time that it's not the UV, but the IR, that it's literally the downward facing heat of the CMH. And one of the reasons why I thought that is I was actually talking to a Hortelux rep and she was saying like, oh, our lights now have two times more UV or some shit. And I was like, well, so how much UV is it? And she was like, well, lots of UV. And then when she showed me, it was not very much UV. You know, like on a graph, it was not a whole lot. But she was like, oh, this is like five times as much UV as the Gavitas that everyone talks about have lots of UV. And that's why they're so amazing. And so basically, the long and short of it is those bulbs, bulbs are double jacketed. They're not really designed to allow a lot of UV through, I think. So I think if we were to actually sit there and measure the actual UV under those CMH bulbs, the nanoluxes and the gavitas and the hortoluxes and the on and on we'd get negligible amounts compared to a lot of the the strips that people will use but you get fuck loads of downward facing ir and the leds the infrared the, the heat whatever heat that they have just goes up through the heat sinks and so you basically have a lower leaf surface temperature but you also don't have that kind of enveloping warmth that the sun gives those plants you know, when you walk out in the sun, even if you're blind, you can feel that sun, you can feel that warmth, right? And that's, I think, what those plants are feeling. They're feeling that same kind of warmth and just that little bit of extra whatever. Maybe it is literally just leaf surface temperature. And people have said that, that if you just raise the room up to like 88, don't change a goddamn thing, but you just raise the room to 88, then everything goes to CMH levels. I haven't had a chance to try that, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's LEDs, you absolutely have to run hotter in order to maintain the same VPD because your your micromoles per square foot is the same, right? You, that that doesn't change. So you have to get the temperature up to get the stomata to dilate, right, and everything else. So that that's absolutely true with with LEDs. You do have to run the rooms a little bit hotter because you, you don't have that that light kind of making up for that difference. Um, but uh, you know, I remember especially we replicated this as well with another example just to give you something different than the CMHs. Um, we did Black Dog versus, or I didn't, uh, Fish Ganja Guy uh, did uh, Black Dog LED versus Spectrum King LED, 400 watts for each of them. And they have, uh, the Black Dog has UV and IR, 
whereas the Spectrum King didn't have either of those. And, and you can see a direct correlation, same wattage, uh, very similar light outputs, but completely different spectrum and how much of a difference that did. Because he, he, on that uh, episode of the podcast that we recorded, it's one of the first hundred, um, we, he actually shows the COAs and everything else so you can see exactly what the difference was. Um, but I'll tell you what though, the, the UV uh, and the IR plant, at least in that side-by-side, -side, um, that the black dog was significantly lower in total yield uh, than the uh, Spectrum King was, but okay. you know, who knows? Uh, and that's something too. You were talking about VPD. VPD. A lot of people take think that that temperature uh, on that chart is actually the room temperature. It's not. It's the leaf surface temperature. That's why it's really important to get one of those laser guns that you can lay, just laze the, 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 the canopy at different points and get an average temperature and then adjust your lights around that. Pew, 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 pew. So they say they like, I always thought they made IR LEDs. So they do make IR and, LED, and UV LEDs. The problem is most of them don't have a super long um, diode life length. So most of your IR stuff is like 5,000 hours or 10,000 hours or 5,000 hours, stuff that's not, you know, maybe a quarter of the length of the rest of the fixture. So just because of that, a lot of the vendors also have avoided them and they might have a supplemental power strip that's secondarily, uh, you know, just those light spectrums to, to kind of supplement. Cause if that burns out, you can replace it. You're not kind of out the fixture, right? Because especially when you start fucking with LED fixtures that have multiple diodes that have transistors to, to bring the voltages and adjust the voltages. If one of those goes out in sequence, it fucks the whole lineup. And then if you've ever seen like an LED light and it like charges up and then flashes or it's flashing regularly, most of the time it's because something in that wiring is, is um, there's not enough power to fully keep those diodes on. So it's charging up and then discharging, charging up and discharging. That's what you're witnessing. Um, so anyway, they're pretty easy to troubleshoot once you understand how the electrical works. Yeah. Um, I used to run like a cob setup with like IR and UV on it, like a, like a company. Uh, it was a decent, like I didn't mind it. it, it like it, I kind of like a little bit more frost on like my normal like my chem 91 calio i ran i started to run under this light and it was giving me a little bit more frost a little bit more color than it ever has and i was like huh, maybe there is something to this i was just looking at the chat's going was, like uh, it's so long people are talking about uh, honey in the chat still and uh nico's learning about honey uh, honey is the only food that doesn't spoil. And I'm looking for uh, it's true. a dog shit uh, website. There's so many. When you Google stuff, you got to be so fucking careful. There's so many fake websites like, come and look at our bullshit. Uh, we swear we're real. Uh, Best honey is the blue honey. The blue honey? Is yeah. that the new <laughs> honey or whatever? I don't I know like about blue honey, honey, but you too. should have your local honey because your local honey contains your local pollen. So it actually helps. It actually helps you, uh, like, if you're allergic to pollens and 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 whatnot. Blue honey is what the Vikings would take to go into berserker state to fight. Oh, and it was like a magic flower, or whatever. Take, no, no, no. They take magic mushrooms and they'd steep mushrooms. them, preserve them in honey. You can actually allegedly. 
you can take powdered mu uh, mushrooms, concentrate them in alcohol, create a concentrate, and then use that for mead and make uh, blue mead uh, if you are a chemist, allegedly. This is the fucking <laughs> shit. All right, we're going to work on this shit because I know some like uh, honey people maybe. Uh, it's gonna take allegedly. The... They fucking love honey. I got a really good source of honey. Fucking ball sack. Like, uh, the fact that no one's ever told me this is, is uh, disappointing to me. Of all psychedelics, this is a, just some website that I looked up, Zamnesia. Of all psychedelics, magic mushrooms offer the varietist, the widest variety in terms of how they can be taken. You can munch them down as quickly as possible, make them in a lemony mess to blow your mind, and brew a gentle tea to sip your fucking heart's content. I might be exaggerating this a little bit. Or if you Think like about to it. make blue honey, which looks and tastes amazing. It even sounds amazing, dude. Think about it, Fumador. Like, Dude, what like, is magic mushrooms missing? Like honey. That's what like makes it tolerable to right? eat them. Like, yeah. like totally. Like that's I'm fine with like, everyone. <laughs> that's what's mushrooms. missing. I love mushrooms. Like I, I don't know. I know what's wrong with you people. I love mushrooms. Like oh, I love mushrooms. Charge too. What? Sorry. Think about a that. chemical. Think about it chemistry problem wise. What what breaks down psilocybin and psilocybin? Oxidation. What's the best way to reduce oxygen? Sugar. So put it into an oxygen devoid environment, it stabilizes it. I often ask go. myself that question, uh, Potent. I sit there wondering, I'll be uh, sipping a tea. John, <laughs> I'll think to myself, what's the best way? Usually whiskey. Oxygen? Usually whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had, I thought it was dehydrated honey, but it, it wasn't. It was like sugar honey. This is kind of fun. What do you think, Potent? As I'm already mentioned, they're saying honey acts as a fantastic preservative. Well, I've already mentioned that honey lasts basically indefinitely. They found, I was trying to find this, maybe I'll find it in a second if anybody gives a shit. Uh, a honey that basically was found in uh, tombs of Egypt, yeah. essentially, pharaon, pharaonic tombs, and the honey was still edible. I mean, it wasn't all that awesome, but it was edible. Uh, it was all like kind of, you know, Calcify. You, you tell what it was. Yeah. Honey, you microwave it and it's back to normal honey again. <laughs> it was kind of that shit, basically. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> They're saying that uh, mushrooms famously go bad and the psilocybin compounds go bad. Like I allegedly might have some mushrooms next to me that are on the older side. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how weak they are. Whereas if I put that, that shit in the honey, Zamnesia is telling us, as already mentioned, honey acts as a fantastic preservative, preservative that will keep your mushrooms viable indefinitely. Uh, they're saying as there's no cooking required to make blue honey, there's no risk of destroying your mushrooms. High heat, high heat will destroy psilocybin, blah, 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 blah. And of course, they're all saying it's delicious. Well, I bet they're right. Plus it's blue, dude. The fuck? Have you guys ever like collected psilocybin crystals? You can actually grow crystals that are kind of like dab crystals. I haven't. I've been jealous of everybody that talks about that. But one reason why I haven't is the like honestly, I haven't grown psilocybin yet myself. So I've been thinking like the people who do, they say like you get so hilariously much out of it. Like even your first try that you're just like, wee, you know, you, you can't even give enough of it away and blah blah blah. I should probably should I, that I yeah I, I trip trip uh he trip trip. Trip, he has grown a few mushrooms from time to time. Trip gets and around. He is. Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's a busy fella. He's a busy fella. He's always up to. He's always up to no good. You know, today he took a nap. <laughs> but you know, the fucking guy. Right after what a guy. you probably was with your mama. That, that, that's well, not unless your mom was a grizzly bear, but <laughs> we used to, it was. So you can take. Grizzly. You can take mushrooms and you grind them up into a powder and you steep them in like 151. 
you want like a 70 to 72 percent alcohol to like 30 to 28 percent water to get the ratio right because it's very important for polarity purposes um, but you take you grind up your mushroom material allegedly uh, and put it into the uh, 151 mix uh, uh, or, you know, slightly above that uh, in terms of percentages. Uh, and then you let that um, sit with like a, um, uh, what's it called? Like a cheesecloth stretched across the bottom. So it has like a separation layer where it can fall through kind of like a bubble hash bag. Think of it that way, mentally. Um, and, and allow that to, that al that concentrated alcohol to kind of sift oh. through it uh, while keeping the plant, the material above that. And then let that sit with a little fan on it and evaporate off until that dries out down and you have the kind of skin layer of the mushrooms left over with the you know more liquidy concentrate underneath of it underneath the cheesecloth then you can take that and evaporate that off with cheesecloth on it and concentrate that until you have a nice little concentrate and then you can add that to your um uh what's it called um uh, add your maoi so your passion flower extract or um, uh, Syrian rue or whatever, depends on how hardcore and uh, good at chemistry you are and what you're comfortable with. Um, but add your appropriate uh, amplifier and then uh, add that to whatever your basis of so frosting or something else and you can make a, a pretty good mix I hear. Amplifier like I, I, I. Yeah, so, okay, so you guys know how, like, you guys have, you ever taken Benadryl and then get high on, like, swag because it's, like, when you're a kid and you're, you're, like, man, I need to get high as fuck because I'm sick or whatever, and, like, I'm out You can do that? I didn't know that. Well, I can't get into a lot of the other ones because a lot of this tech that I'm kind of mentioning is stuff that I'm, I'm NDA on, but there's a lot of different ways that you can amplify <laughs> THC and CBN with CB, uh, uh, CB1 receptors and some of the other stuff. So, um, but uh, a traditional one is um, uh, Benadryl. Benadryl is one that will work. Um, and you take a small amount of weed, uh, edible, and it'll, it'll kick your ass. But there's lots of different ways uh, with different psychedelics you can do that too. So, psychedelics, um, uh, you know, traditionally it's MAYs or MAOs, um, or MOAs, whatever the fuck. Um, but Syrian rue really is kind of the best one, or passion flower if you're a newbie, you can't really hurt yourself with passion flower. So it's, if you are less experienced, highly suggest going that route, it won't taste as good. Um, but Syrian rue, if you're really accurate with your dosing, you know what the fuck you're doing, uh, is the better way to go about it. And then you have tetrahydroharmaline, harmala, a whole bunch of other ones, depending on, again, how deep the rabbit hole you wanna go and how much you want to talk about synthesis or not i mean we're getting crunk on whiskey i guess go ahead i didn't know you could do all this oh yeah there, there's so many ways so you can balance a psychedelic experience to be more visually oriented or more emotionally oriented and i think it, that whole tech is something that really needs to be brought out to the medical side because look if someone's trying to go through psychotherapy to get PTSD, they're not going to want to sit there and have a visually intensive experience. It's not the point of what they're doing it for, right? They want to have that <laughs> introspective, emotionally heavy experience to heal through whatever the trauma it is that they need to get through or to, to, to get past whatever it is that 
that's that's holding them up mentally. At the same time, I don't want to have that experience if I'm at a festival, right? Like that's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Of yeah, exactly. So, so so being able to cater those experiences to those types of of client, you know, clientele, uh, really helps a lot when you're trying to maximize the experience of the user uh, in a beneficial, positive way. So that's there's, there's, so cool. there's so much chemistry to that that like. If you haven't had a chance to to really research it, you're not going to even be aware that it exists, and it's not talked wow. about a lot, you know, outside of the chemistry circles. That's so cool, though. I I had no idea you could do any of that. By the way, I'm just looking at something Matt showed off. These are nice looking lights. They look like those new Gavitas. Oh yeah. I like them. Um, I like the 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 VL one just because it like you can bend it up. It like rotates a little bit, and you can get a master control and stuff. They might be kind of cheap Chinese versions of it, but it's not always a bad thing. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm, I'm being unjustifiably critical sometimes, but. It breaks uh, down, you know, like the cheap Chinese version. It kind of breaks down a little bit more than the. Haven't noticed it. I bought the cheap Chinese ones. I don't know because kind of the cheap. You have two versions. You have the cheap Chinese version and the expensive Chinese version. What other versions do you have, really? <laughs> I, well, I have the Chinese version. I don't know which one. Right. <laughs> the Vol- okay, so company, and they just kind of got into the grow light space, but they've been in like lighting for a long time so i don't know i mean there is like now that i say that even when i think about it like i don't know sometimes it thinks it helps to think about something else so in photography there's certainly there's the expensive japanese version or the even more (laughs) german version but a lot of times there's the less expensive Chinese version that's still quality. The, the, the re-engineered Chinese, the, the reverse engineered the, Chinese the reverse version. Engineered, yeah, the espionage <laughs> stolen, let's be fucking frank about it. The intern stole this shit from the fucking the secretary uh, and then just straight up ripped it off in the factory. That's the version they have in China. But why is my computer locked? Right? Uh, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> but Philippe, I thought we were in love. Uh, then there's the cheap Chinese version. Uh, where was I getting to with that? Uh, dude, now we just sound racist. Now we sound like we're anti-Chinese or something. No, it's true. It's just like us. There's, <laughs> there's cheap American-made products, too. There are shitty American products, yeah. I mean, most of that stuff, there's less of that, because most of that stuff has, frankly, been cannibalized by the cheap Chinese crap. So these days, yeah. a lot of the American stuff that's left is actually the quality stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> so this, is, this is a super successful mousetrap was invented by an American and then they did a video on Mousetrap Monday which if you guys are a fan of Sean Woods one of the cooler YouTube channels but it just tips the mice out out the bottom it's pretty cool it works really well it's one of the best mousetraps we actually use it a couple different places Mm. into a bucket uh, immediately yeah just put water in the bucket and it dumps them in it's it's the single best mousetrap that we've used for anything at all hands down um but Use it for a chicken coop. We take it, you know, sometimes to, to wipe out the shed and stuff like that. But uh, um, uh, they copied that one, and within the whole, within a day of that video getting put up, you couldn't even find the original American-made version because they put 
4,000 different listings on Amazon and, and oh, eBay and everything else and just flooded the market with the same images and everything else, but they're manufacturing the same thing uh, with a longer delay. And it's like, look, how do you even fight something like that, right? Like you have to make sure that your brand is on the in every image that you ever put online if you have something unique. And if you don't, good luck because China doesn't care about laws. I mean, the same way that they don't care about, you know, World War II. I mean, China's got concentration camps. They have a different, they have a different culture. This is not, we're not trying to be racist about this kind of stuff. There is, oh, yeah, a, well, there is a very nuanced culture. They, they just weighed our politicians you have to remember, it's, Well, it's just like, and I like to explain this to people. It's like when we had Trump, right? Just because the, the, the guy that runs the place is a fucking idiot doesn't mean that that represents the people. Right. And, and if you think about it, that's not anti Chinese at all. Like, I'm, I'm if you're right, go ahead. If you're a right winger, just think of it. Okay. Well, then you can use Obama as the example. I don't care what, whoever it is. But just because their leaders are assholes doesn't mean that the country is an asshole. Right. Like, Israel would be another great example run by fucking racist douchebags. The, the government are racist pieces of trash. It doesn't mean that people from Israel are, are bad people or that they're racist or anything else. It just means that the handful of people that run the country, mainly Netanyahu, war criminal, um, uh, are, are complete shitheads. It has nothing to do with representing anything with the people that are from that country any more than, than we're represented by some of the idiots that run our country, right? It has nothing to do with that. No, that's it. And China is, is notoriously, I think most people know this is an authoritarian communist government. They'll throw you in a gulag, basically, if you say anything wrong. They literally, unironically, have uh, concentration camps uh, that uh, house Muslim Uyghurs. There's several million Uyghurs that are basically building iPhones and stuff. It's really disgusting. So like my new re-education program built by, yeah, re-education programs. My iPhone was probably built. It makes me sick to my stomach, to be perfectly fucking honest. Uh to uh, every time I look at my phone, I say, I think about this, that slaves probably fucking built this phone, like literally slaves, like uh, maybe you didn't like those slaves because they're Muslim or something, but they deserve life too. Everybody deserves, deserves life. Like I'm explicitly anti-racist is where I'm getting to. Like I'm explicitly anti-racist, but just because the Chinese governmental system is disgusting, how do I say this? Like, am I supposed to not talk about that? Like, I don't have any problem with Chinese people, any problem at all. No, no, it's it's, it's primarily the CCP. Their government is trash. Yeah, the CCP. Yeah, yeah. They need they need to get have a cleansing of their government. They need to get they need to change. Like, yeah. Do they kill? Like, look at that shit. People in Tiananmen Square, and then ban that, ban the information of any of them. Yeah. They they ground people up into pie and hose them into the street. Look this shit up. You guys think I'm making this stuff up? The communist government, and this wasn't everybody. There were plenty of people in the communist party that were refusing and they got bulldozed. Actually, they were some of the people that got bulldozed. Some of the general, there was a general that refused to shoot his own people. He refused to order his own troops to shoot his own people. And he got fucking shit can. They shot him. Yeah, Yeah, straight up. So uh, this is not this is not an anti-Chinese show. There's nothing to do with that here. So if you guys are racist and you think there's common cause here, whatever that's that's not what the show is about. Move along. Move along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we are anti like authoritarian bullshit. Get no, 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 no. You guys have started this. Now I I'm a little bit closer to China than everybody else. And yes, they literally have cities in Western China that are re-education programs. Yeah. And there's you know, not a million people, man. Um, there's tens of millions of people in these yeah, things. They, they make up large cities. 
And uh, the problem is, is all the new money Chinese, the people that have come into money within the past 15 to 20 years, and they don't know how to act, and they act like they're in their own country where if you have money, everybody else is beneath you. They come to other countries, especially here in Southeast Asia, and they act that way. They act like, oh, we have money. We are better than you. I literally stopped six to eight feet in front of a group of Chinese walking down the street. And I stopped because if I don't, I'm going to be pushed off the sidewalk. Or they're just going to bump into me and start on me like it's my fault. That's why I just stop. And even when I stop, I still get that look because they walk right into me because they're looking at their phone and doing something on their phone or taking a picture off to the right, but still walking forward. So I'm sorry. I have a lot of Chinese and Chinese Thai friends, but the new money Chinese tourists that that it's the only country that Thailand literally gives a code of conduct card yeah. coming into yeah. Thailand. They're and big, their biggest problem is science, code of conduct signs in Chinese so the Chinese don't piss on the sidewalk and stuff. It's not this is again not exactly. a reason thing. It's because frankly the Chinese government has been so corrosive to their entire society. They've removed the entire bounds of like civilization. Like China, China used to be known for its really uptight, like uh, 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 rules and politeness and everything else. And thanks to this whole kind of communist system, people compete against their own brothers and sisters. And cheating is essentially considered. I guess that's where I was getting to with all of this. I wasn't trying to make this a fucking anti-China thing. Cheating is actually kind of considered a good thing in their system. So if you can kind of get one over on somebody, it's kind of considered a good thing. Like you won basically in that circumstance. And it's just a different way of looking at it. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't, how do I say this? It's not because they're immoral people. Their system has taught them to function that way. You know what I mean? If they could have a better system like Taiwan, Taiwan doesn't function that way. When you talk to Taiwanese people, they don't function that way. But Chinese people, they do unfortunately function that way. They're trying to get one over on you. And they won't get one over on their friends because their friends are their allies, but their non-allies are people they don't know and their system. I mean, they've got a fucking one and a half billion people in that country. And most of them are not, they, they won't know those people ever in their life. So like their whole system has taught them to basically be kind of, uh, you know, I don't even know, animalistically competitive. It's really kind of sad to look at. <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually going to jump off, guys. Have a Here's good night. My biggest question is, is that when the Chinese... So the Chinese are building a lot in Africa, right? Um, the they do realize that like Africa threw off colonials once already, right? And the oh, and Africa the Arabs and Africa, slave yeah, trade. Yeah. So like, do they really think that Keep they're going to fuck off? Shit, <laughs> and then they're going to have some kind of debt that means anything to them that they're going to give a fuck about, <laughs> and not just kick them the fuck out or arrest all their people in the country? Like that's I just. I don't, you know, short of them being able to go <laughs> foreign bank accounts of, of the, the heads of state, that's really all they have to control these. Like, I see what they're doing in Zimbabwe, and it was like, dude, the next economic collapse here, they're not going to give two fucks about you any more than they did the British. Like, they, 
what, what reason to have to, you know, 80% of the country is somebody no will uprise, somebody will uprise and take new power. And then they're not responsible for the old people's bills. Why the fuck would they be responsible for the old exactly. people's bills? Like, like, like you have to remember like a lot uh, over half of Africa has never been more than 30 kilometers from their home. Right. What, what are you going to threaten them with? You're going to go fuck up his farm. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's going to go over. Right. Like, there's just nothing that you can threaten these people with. Mm. Half of them can, and that's something else too in Africa that I think that they really are kind of, you know, if shit really hit the fan on a global catastrophe kind of thing, they're gonna they're gonna take over because uh, uh, every single but a person I knew in Africa, regardless of whether or not they're from the city or anything else, could grow a garden, could feed them themselves out of their backyard. Most of this country doesn't know how to do that. Most of the Western world doesn't know how to do that. Half of them have never seen a garden in person, right? I don't mean that to belittle anybody, but our education needs to change. You're not wrong. Uh, And it's, you know, we don't teach people to be able to provide for themselves. That's a problem. We got to fix that. Uh, I remember reading about this when I was a kid that there was a point where recipes stopped assuming that you knew how to make a sauce and started actually teaching you how to make a gravy or a sauce. And that was even for like the housewives. Housewives were expected to basically like in the 50s, like, oh, here's how to make the bird and like the super complex stuff, but now just make a sauce. They would just like like, make a sauce, make a gravy. And like the the housewives were expected, like, oh, of course you make a fucking sauce. You do that every single day. And then sometime in like the late 70s, early 80s, they started to actually explain how to make a sauce because a lot of those quote unquote housewives were actually like doing jobs and doing, you know, real life, whatever. They didn't have time to make a fucking sauce every goddamn day. And it was just, it was like an interesting thing that now they have to teach the same people that are kind of making the same meal. Now you have to learn how to make a sauce. And these days when you jump like 20 years ahead, Nobody knows how to make gravy or a sauce or anything else. It's like this crazy thing. Like, oh, my God, you know how to make a fucking hollandaise or whatever. I don't know. Potent, what's your go-to? You, uh, Bernays. You were telling us about Bernays sauce, right? Oh, yes. I make a really killer medicated Bernays sauce that is (laughs) simply fucking orgasmic. Um, I like what I'll do is I'll make like a Capiano, like my own version of like a, a... I think that's how you pronounce it, the Italian dish with all the seafood, correct? It's Capiano. Uh, Capino. You mean Capino? Capino, yeah, yeah. So I kind of make like that, but instead of like a thin uh, tomato sauce, I'll make it with the Bernays instead, like right. my own version of Bernays and make like a seafood Bernay pasta. Cool. And I'll throw in pasta, like, like a rice sauce. pasta with it. And it is fucking bomb. But what you can do, too, is with the Bernays, if you're especially if you're going to use it right away, I like to put just a little bit of goat cheese in it, too, uh, to uh, add as a start culture. And then what will happen is you use the Bernays right away to serve the first time. And then what will happen is if you take that Bernays and you put it in the fridge, the goat cheese will like it'll like congeal into like this nice cream like thick cream sauce, almost like a pastry filling. And then you can put that on like bread and stuff. It is so good. And it stays good for like two or three weeks in the fridge that way. It like stabilizes it. It is so good. I I love, I, I love emulsification. I, that, that to me is like a whole bunch of other chemistry that I like haven't quite figured out all the different <laughs> stuff too. So it's this like 
fun thing to fuck with that has like no relevance to cannabis. So it's not expensive when I fuck up. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Some people fly drones for fun. Some people, uh, I don't know, collect dolls or something. Some people emulsify things. Well, it's also like I, I do a lot of lactobacillus stuff, so I always have curd left over. So, you know, trying to convert them into cheeses and like doing other shit with that since I make so much of it all the time for different projects and different test batches and stuff, uh, aside from just producing it for treatment and then to maintain a, a mother culture just for, you know, hey, if someone, one of my clients needs labs and needs a good mother culture, I can just bring them with me when I go show up, right? So it just helps solve a lot of my problems just for even, you know, treating mold issues on people's farms, uh, if I can bring in a good clean mother culture, you know, so. Apparently I have been ignoring Nico's emails and I didn't mean to, oh, damn it, I guess we're already drunk or something. As you guys noticed, that YouTube, uh, YouTube is suddenly flagging shit as age restricted now. I think absolutely every single video now, every <laughs> single video now. I was wondering if it was just me or I, everyone. I was wondering if it was me with all the f bombs. <laughs> the first one they flagged was the Frenchy one. I mean, I've had other ones flagged in the past. Yeah, well, once again, could have been me. They give you five free f bombs, and then anything past that, like. <laughs> Yeah, they had a, when we got into it with, uh, well, I didn't get into it. I had one of my guests get into it with someone else that has the same name. I'm not going to even mention it because I don't feel like bringing that shit up again. But um, they went and reported every single one of my videos as age restricted, which was a lot of fun. Morning. Morning. Sorry, I wasn't looking. Uh, morning, Green 13. Cheers, dude. I was looking at uh, emails that uh, Christoph sent me. What's up, dude? Welcome. Thank you, man. I wanted to come and uh, join in this morning. Cheers, dude. Good evening. Welcome. What's new with you? Nothing. Just a new day. The family, uh, they do this manic thing at this time in the morning. They hide. So... Uh, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> it's just frantic. I can't answer that many questions from a young child and a dog and a wife at eight o'clock in the morning. So I'll let them gather and then I'll go and kiss them and that'll be the start of the day. <laughs> um I guess I'm going to say this out loud in, in the chat. Uh, Christoph is showing me a plant that uh, I'm surprised it's having some problems in the, it's actually outdoors, the one he's showing me. Apparently, Morgana is, uh, uh, has a little bit of uh, like a mildew or bud rot, maybe outdoors. It's kind of hard to figure out. I'm honestly surprised. It still seems like she's in maybe week four. So I don't know. I, I want to know a little bit more about what's going on because um, that's literally the first time that I've heard it. Uh, Ruby Jack, I don't know why it would be any different. I mean that would be intriguing as fuck because uh, the the it's allegedly in France maybe arguably with you know Uncle Trip Uncle Trippe is uh, you know growing Morgana, um, so the the microbiome is a little bit different but I don't think it's that different holy fucking shit it's the same hemisphere so it's the same latitude whatever else potentially molding in a time that I don't think it should and that plant I don't know if I'm allowed to show the picture so I'm not gonna um, doesn't seem like it would. Uh, never heard of any uh, rot ever, honestly, from the cuvee. 
my phenotypes or other people's. Never heard of any from Ruby Jack. Stevie specifically bred against that. So that's a little surprising, honestly. I'd like to know more. Please tell me. Where's more. the rot, dude? Where is it? There shouldn't be even any bud formation yet. He's surprisingly got a little bit. Yeah, what is it, July? He's surprisingly got a little bit of bud formation. Yeah, it looks like he's in week like three, four. So Maybe it's light depth. Maybe. Interesting. I don't know if I'm allowed to show. Um, it's cool. Yeah, it's a good one. The plants looked fine, and then there's some fuzziness on them, so that's kind of bizarre. There is, I noticed the, this is, I guess, the downside. Be careful of what you wish for. There's early finishing phenotypes of the Morgana. They finish in, some of them, even less than 50 fucking days, but definitely less than 60 days. Uh, those are the most finicky phenotypes, though. Those are the ones that basically struggle. Those are the most cherry the most sweet cherry, not sour cherry. The sour cherry ones finish, finish a little bit longer. The sweet cherry ones finish in less than 60 days and are green, but are a little bit more finicky. Those are the ones that do have some susceptibility to uh, spider mites and stuff like that. It's been really interesting. The... <laughs> Cheers, <buddy. laughs> um... Yeah, that was right at the beginning. I guess I should say that in the fucking chat. Um, anyway, um, welcome back, Captain420. Um, I guess I'm babbling out loud. Like the, uh, I would have figured that the 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 more purpley phenotypes would have been the weaker phenotypes. Of any, like if I had to guess, if someone were to tell me sight unseen about a strain, which are the weak ones? I would have said, oh, the strong ones are the green ones, and the weak ones are the purple ones. But weirdly enough, with Morgana. So far, the purple ones are resisting spider mites and bud rot and on and on and your mama's advances and blah, 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 blah. But the short finishing green ones, those are the finicky ones. Don't have a final thought to that, but. I agree in 13. Hello, my brother. You okay? I'm Here's doing you. great, except internet. Why not? How's uh, everything on your side of the world? Good, man. It looks like your weather broke. You've got some blue sky or blueish. Yeah, that's actually blue. <laughs> the sun's starting to come out. We'll see how long that lasts. I'm we got sorry. another scorcher today. Sorry, dudes. Carry on. <laughs> no, it's a conversation, man. I was talking over you guys. I was like, uh, interrupted your introduction. Green 13, what's going on, man? Welcome. What's going on? Thank you, mate. Nothing. You, should be fighting. Um, you and you and Nico in the chat and Krista, we have French people watching. You guys should be fighting. Nico. Because they're historical enemies, right? Well, more than just historical, we fight about everything. We've been at war with France over um um Sounds for you. Uh basically people trafficking across the across the <laughs> ocean this whole last five, six, seven years, maybe. So We've just been fighting with the French about fishing rights over Brexit, like just, and I'm talking about warships in the ocean and shit. We're always fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just to flex a bit. Um, they, they blockaded one of our ports in an island that we own that's actually much, much closer <laughs> to France, but we own it. And so it's all that good stuff, you know, that it's sort of historic. Yeah, you can have France back, but we keep in this island just to fuck with you a bit. Right. Um, and even I don't want to get 
I don't want to get too into it because I might actually accidentally get really racist rather than just Frenchy, Englishy, <laughs> jokey racist. I might say Macron's an idiot. Uh, but Boris is an idiot as oh, well. Yeah. So. But to be clear, in fourteen fifteen, man, my family have a house in France, and we are actually, you know, it's a it's a love affair, really. And there are Anglophiles, which are French English people, and yeah. So French people—that's actually kind of fun to think because we in America know about. Uh, well, we know about Anglophiles. Those Anglophiles—they drink tea and crumpets and whatever else. And then we know about the Francophiles that famously like they love everything about France, the French pastries, the Louvre, and the fucking Eiffel Tower and everything else. But are there French Anglophiles that are basically sitting there in Paris drinking like English tea? What is it? I mean, I guess I meant Francophile, really is what I meant, but yeah, I guess right there are. Um, my father-in-law is, he has a house over there. It's where he's retired to really the south of France. And he is, he's thro- they've thrown themselves in. They speak full French, uh, you know, they hang out with the mayor and that's like a, you know, locally, that's a real, that's a deal, you know. Oh, you need a pool? Yeah, dig a pool. Oh, you need a window in the end of your house? Dig the rubber in the window. If you're in with the mayor, you're good to do your stuff. And yeah, I guess it's like, it's like whatever the state is next to you. It's just like that. In size as well, probably. Probably France is an American state. <laughs> Britain is smaller. Uh, dude, more the same size <laughs> big yeah when you, when you overlay like american states europeans kind of struggle with this like the state of oregon is kind of as big as france like texas is way <laughs> bigger texas kind of overlays like all of europe it's very hard for europeans to visualize the size and escape of america and when they come here they're like wait a second it took like how many days to drive across the country they'll come here thinking like oh i'm gonna see new york and then los angeles the next day and we're gonna take a road trip we're gonna take a road trip from new york to colorado to los angeles back to chicago back to something something how many days are you taking you'll ask them oh five wait a second you drove all day and all night with like rotating drivers you couldn't make this trip but they're like what are you talking about what are you talking about literally if you put Oregon, I bet, hold on, let's look at this up. If you look up the, the, the square area of Oregon, you guys probably think I'm making this up. No, I did this recently. England is about the size of Michigan. Just England, yeah. not Scotland, Wales, and those others. Just England is about the size of Michigan in square, square wow. meters or square miles. And Michigan has how many fucking people? Oh, shit, yeah. And we've got um, 66 million. So Oregon has 98,000 square miles. Uh, okay. England has, well, we'll do, we'll do the UK. Okay. The UK has, uh, all right, 242,000 square miles. So I guess you guys are like four or five Oregons, which is kind of fun, but the state of Oregon is like three and a half million fucking people. Uh, let's see here. Uh, California would be a better comparison. Even still, California has like almost 40 million people, like almost, and they call it overcrowded. 
they're saying thirty-nine million five hundred thirty-eight thousand two hundred twenty-three as of as of two thousand twenty. Uh, the area is one hundred sixty-three thousand square miles. So not quite half, but I don't know, two thirds of England, two thirds of the UK. And we have, oh my fucking God, it's overcrowded at 40 million people. And what was the UK? We were just at uh, 66 million. 42,000. And yeah, 67, actually. You were even behind 68 million even now as of 2020. Yeah. On a COVID. Uh, what's Germany? Germany. I think that's, that, that's, that's the refugees <laughs> from France, you see. I didn't have numbers as we speak. <laughs> it's the fucking the squid, the, the snail. They got, that, they got that tunnel now. They're coming in under the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the stupidest thing is they do not they cannot get through the tunnel but this, it's only it's, it's a very short trip across the sea like 30 minutes i wanted to give my buddy a quick shout out uh my buddy hot rock super joint makes a fuck ton of cannabis content he's also a big activist out in arizona he's funny as shit if you guys aren't familiar he's kind of like an 80s hair metal like twisted sister kind of shock jock kind of a uh, uh, personality in Arizona oh. but he helps uh, get the word out on a lot of patient activist stuff and <clears throat> does a lot of different things so uh, out there so uh, shout out to him on 100 episodes it's a uh, real really hard to get to 100 episodes with your podcast and your stuff so you know big props to him on that and it's funny as shit to listen to too <laughs> um, Wicked man, I'm gonna check that out. Congrats to that guy, right. dude. I'm just checking right now how many podcasts I have. I'm like, I'm not, I don't have a podcast yet. Yeah, I like the other guy that he has with him, but uh, I, I turned on for a brewer interview and it was 45 minutes of them talking and I kind of had to fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> but have 65 episodes. You have how many? 65. Okay. I mean, we have more episodes of the YouTube show, but 65 podcasts, because I, I, I upload like what I think are the, I don't know, the, we'll call it best <laughs> episodes of the week. We'll call it the least, <laughs> and least like, Nonsense. Defensive of the week, man. Yeah, man. It, yeah, Sometimes, we, man, we had a good one last week, even though we were well lit, man. Oh, man, that was a good one. <laughs> so of that, we have 65 uh, episodes. Yeah. I also edited up. I took all the episodes that Frenchie was in uh, and all the talks where, where he was kind of talking to us and put them all into one big giant super cut. So like four and a half hours long. Um, so uh, it's currently rendering on my computer for the second time today because the first time it crashed. Um, I also, uh, so that I'll have that up here in the morning as soon as it finishes uploading. I'm going to set it to 9 or 10 a.m. Uh, and that'll that'll be up if you guys want to just watch all of the content from, from our show from him. And then totally. I also did a, uh, I'll make sure I, I, I shout them out correctly. I did a recording on Wednesday as well for... The Grassroots Podcast, the Grassroots Fabric Pots Podcast. I'm not sure what their podcast is. Hold on. Anyways, they're um, 
we did a big long hour long episode with them so that was a lot of fun so we'll have uh have that on as well so uh, definitely check that out we talked a lot about how to run sips and how to make sips work uh, what type of microbial inoculants you need to have to make that work for those types of situations because a lot of people want to know how to make those um, fabric uh, grow beds work for those types of situations as well as uh, you know plumbing options if you do want to try and bulkhead them up to plumb through them uh, and give yourself some extra drainage and stuff how to how to do that and then uh, just some other fun stuff with soil and and you know some of the different trial and error that I did when I was at the aquaponic source of different crops and stuff like that so so little information out there on sit beds it's uh we all need to get together really sit sure. people but it's an em1 thing right is that what you were going to say uh, oh that's what the lactobacillus helps a lot with eliminating a lot of those negative uh root issues and root rot and um the other thing too is think about it this way so when your plants are finishing off flowering, right? They start to drop their extra fan leaves. They don't need them anymore. They'll, they'll take the, the bioaccumulates from, from dying off, put them in the oldest leaves and dump them, right? Because plants can't go to the bathroom. They have to get rid of those somehow. So that's one of the ways that they do that. Um, uh, but remember the root system is also doing that too, right? So the root system is, is starting to shut down sections of it doesn't need anymore. The, the fungi are starting to feed on it and that's fine, but it starts to become pathogenic, like we talked about earlier with things being in the right ratios, depending on the life cycle. So lactobacillus or even trichoderma you can use, uh, like you guys talked about earlier, root guardian. Um, both of those can kind of serve that function. Lactobacillus seems to kind of play nice, uh, a little bit nicer with a lot of the other um, uh, mineralizing microbes. So you don't end up with like a crash to your, of your nitrification process. You don't have any issues with them mineralizing other stuff. We, we actively dose lactobacillus into live aquaponic systems uh, and it eliminates things like non-pathogenic E. coli uh, and other types of things that might be a, an issue in terms of food safety. So um, this is the kind of stuff that I think that as we begin to learn more, I think that, you know, longer term, I think you're going to see organic hydro and aquaponics where they require a la regular lactobacillus dosing for, for food safety purposes and things like leafy greens and things that do have a higher chance of direct splash and contact with the water um, as, a, as a safety protocol, right? Rather than trying to treat things with chemicals because it, 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 in testing, proves to be a safer method and not only that but it's safer there's no side effects or anything like that and it's it's cost effective for farmers at scale you know even in, in poor countries so um, there's really no reason not to not to use it it's such a wonderful thing and not only that but people don't talk about the vitamin b complexes in lactobacillus as well um, one of their byproducts is vitamin b which is a growth accelerator right so you're just making your plants grow faster too so that was what uh, I just opened up my freaking photo editor so my computer can be super slow now. Uh, that was what uh, Super Thrive, Super Thrive, Super Thrive used to do. Yep, vitamin B. Yep. What else is in that? Is that a legitimate product for us? Uh, From an organic point of weed, view, I've heard, but it it works really well. But I've heard that it's like eh, for weed, probably not. You know what also works? Five hour energy drink. Right. <laughs> so uh, it's also a mixture of vitamin B complex. It's the same shit. It's not the same shit, but both of them will boost your plants. I'll put it that way. I just Here happened to see that on, on a shelf, you know, in a 
store and just thought, mm, I wonder, but nah. Sorry, no, Cap. Okay. It's been around for a long time, and it is a good yes. do. It'll, it'll definitely accelerate your plant growth rate. There's definitely nothing wrong with it. You can use it. I think it's even OMRI certified, correct me if I'm wrong. Can't, can't I get my uh, vitamin B complexes by making my lactobacillus with um, uh, kefir? Yeah, so the, the more lactobacillus species you have in it. So if you really want to diversify, you can get kefir. And then you can get, if you go to the, the, the pharmacy and you go up to the, the pharmacy counter and you say, hey, uh, I want to buy the probiotic that you guys have in the back. And it's not prescription only. They just sell it in the refrigerator. That's like a medical fridge. Usually they keep it with the medicines, right? So they have to get it out of the back. So you have to ask for it, but usually it's, it's over the counter. Um, and getting that that refrigerated lactobacillus, and you can throw that in your labs too, because that's going to replicate off the milk just the same. You're after the whey, which is the byproduct. It's going to be consumed pretty immediately once you introduce it to the plant. So it doesn't matter to you uh, uh, for that. And then you're just going to continue to re recycle that culture, right? So as long as you take a scoop of the last one, use it for the next one, and you just keep that cycle going, you're good. Like I, I make all my labs fresh. I don't cut any of my labs with sugar. I just use it all up and then make a new batch. Like I'm constantly keeping nice. a new culture going. That's one of the things that I think that um, uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't like storing the um, uh, the uh, labs and mixing it with sugar longer term is because you do lose some of those vitamin Bs and some of the other stuff because you know some of those are just it got made really quick. It got it has to get consumed real quick while it's stable. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Okay. So I think cool. that it, good to know. Better um, a, a growth accelerator for that application. Same thing with like the blue labs, like we talked about. Uh, yep. Showing you guys a ton of pictures with the the kelp and the uh, spirulina, that really helps with the phycocyanin and everything else for accelerating the growth rate, kind of in a different way. Um, but I think that getting down the uh, to different plant inputs. Um, and finding other compounds, I think we can find ways to boost pest resistance in molds, insects, uh, or even uh, secondary compounds once we can start um, fermenting individual plants and then mapping that out and starting to do some further analysis. I think uh, it'd be kind of cool to get kind of a crowdsourced uh, program going with a bunch of people that, you know, hey, okay, cool. You focus on what you have in your yard and you do what you have in your yard and we're gonna find like a lab that is willing to do like a fuck ton of samples and give us like a group sample rate and we're all going to mail them in and then we'll kind of pool the money together to like pay for all of them and kind of work out something i'm sure we can figure that out uh, but it's something that i would love to eventually try to put together when i have time um uh, and try to map this out because you know there's so much that we could learn and then not only that but like look at how simple and how well a lot of the different uh, knf stuff does think of knf more like a machine right it's a machine that you can put inputs in and and different things come out and the and the mechanical parts of that machine are the microbes right so depending on if you're using lactobacillus or if you're using um uh the uh the saprophytic fungi and imo or, or or some of the other stuff you know these these can all be really good different ways to break stuff down in different ways to unlock different compounds and stabilize different compounds uh for for later use for anything from agricultural use and plants to to animals and other stuff so i really think that this is where you know uh, knf really is is kind of to me this whole pandora's box of potential uh, that, yeah. that well beyond just the, the the wonderful stuff that Master Cho put out there it really is a way to unlock so much more uh, as more and more people get comfortable with yeah. it and, and start experimenting more as well. People criticize all the sugar you use. Is that a valid criticism? 
I mean, I understand their point on that and how it definitely can increase the bacterial ratios in your soil. But if you're diluting it down and using it appropriately, especially if you're making FPJs that are where you're trying to utilize the minerals on that, you're going to take that FPJ uh, and then throw it. Well, I like to throw it in a tea and mineralize it. So those microbes are going to burn off that sugar right away um, when I wake it back up. And, and so that sugar is is mostly consumed, but you know, after the 36 to 48 hours um, that I'm brewing it to wake it back up uh, in that compost tea. So I don't think it has as big of a negative impact and an increase in the bacterial ratios as, as people claim. Uh, I haven't seen it in, in microscope work. Um, once I get moved here, I'll have all the microscopes unpacked again. They're all packed up because we're originally we're supposed to move tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but we I got pushed back a couple weeks. But once we get moved, um, uh, I'll have all my stuff unpacked and we'll be able to look at that under the microscope and I can actually kind of show you firsthand what I'm talking about. I'm nervous about that sugar thing in my soil, but also sugar is really expensive. Like where we are, like I've tried to cost it up and it's not a cheap alternative. So it's a weird one. You have to be doing it for its benefits. Yeah, but the, than, the, the amount you, okay. So two pounds of sugar will go so far though. Like you can make, a, you can make enough FPJ, and F, enough FFJ for a year with that. Like, depending on your scale, I mean, like, I'm not doing a big farm like Potent does. Like, he'd obviously need a fucking shit ton more than I need. But for my little, for my amounts, you don't need that much. It's only calling for tiny amounts of tiny amounts of that in any of the mixtures. Yeah, we'll I don't do as much of it now, but I'm a Jadam guy, really. Quickly touch it I and chuck it in. <laughs> To me, to me, Jadam, because it's less structured and more kind of shotgun blasty with most of the methods, I think Jadam has a more better chance of going sideways if if you don't follow that quite as tight, I think, um, just because it isn't quite as structured, right? It's kind of the, the quick and dirty way, um, whereas yeah. <laughs> you can still kind of do a lot of that same kind of at scale stuff. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of stuff in Jadam that isn't kind of figured out yet for on the KNF side. So I think that you have all these different methods of natural farming that are kind of slowly being hybridized into this. You know, people are kind of generalizedly calling KNF, but they're kind of lumping in Jadam and lumping in a lot of even yeah. other countries' natural farming methods. Just natural farming, yeah. Yeah. So I think. Well, that I, I've I've literally stopped calling it KNF and Jadam and just started calling it in, uh, in my tags uh, natural farming because it's because it, I'm not sticking to any one. And I actually got criticized the other day for not being a purist and sticking exactly to exactly what I learned. I learned how to do it. Okay. I followed while I was learning exactly how to do it. Now I am playing with it a little bit to see what it can fucking do. I don't think I, Potent, am I wrong? Do I have to stick to exactly what I'm told? No, like, that's definitely something that some of the practitioners that push it really push sticking to the set programs. Uh, and, and I agree, like for the most part. I, well, and when it comes down to it, and this is something that took me forever to learn when I was at the aquaponics source, just to extrapolate this, this thought out, was that pe most of your people don't want to 
um, are interested. The cannabis community is kind of unique in that they're an exception to this generally, but most people don't care about trying to understand. They just want to go buy the solution because that's what the rest of society yeah. teaches them to do. They go, <laughs> they buy the solution, the problem goes away, right? So, yeah, so exactly. with the very structured KNF stuff, it, it is that exact solution. It's, it's that kind of part A, part B, this will work can't really fuck it up as long as you follow those directions exactly what it is it's pretty hard for it to go sideways right so so i think that it that because of that people are very comfortable with it and and they can guarantee uh that you're going to have success and they would rather tell you something that they feel comfortable will we'll get this on the other side i think that that also um you do need to experiment after a while, especially if you're comfortable with it and you are successful, you do need to, to, you know, fuck around and play and learn some stuff and ferment stuff that's in your yard, figure out what you can unlock from the different stuff that you have there. You know, if you have stinging nettles, stinging nettles, one of probably the single best FPJ that you could make uh, yeah. for your, for your garden. I have Which is what? Just because it's full of FPJ right now. Full of silica rose. Is, what's it's, the of, of everything that in North America that has a lot of uh, mineral uh, parts per million testing is the highest across the board as far as just a general multivitamin for your garden. I know a lot of ganja growers really do like it because it grows, you know, when you see a field of it, it's like, hmm. Potent. Uh, I want to say I was chatting with Kuwit about this the other day and we were kind of goofing off about silica. And I was saying, oh, you got to buy this super expensive silica. And he was, you know, laugh, laugh, laugh. And we were talking about nettles and horsetail. And uh, I remember people talking about how horsetail is effervescently bad. They would say it's bad, 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 bro. You got to use something else. You got to use power side. You got to use something else. You got to use uh, nettles. For some reason, they're trying to tell us that horsetail was bad. But I could never get a straight answer. Why? Why could that possibly? Horsetail is ubiquitous yeah, in the West so, Coast. So, okay, so this is the issue with horsetail, and this is the reason why, if you're going to use horsetail, uh, and you're going to do the ferment, I think lactobacillus fermentation is the better way to go about it with la with the the horsetail, and I'll explain why. So, um, there, I don't remember the name of the compound. There's a specific compound, uh, and I'm just, it's just escaping me because it's late at, at night, but. A specific compound in horsetail, thiamine, thia something uh, that reduces vitamin B uptake in both animals and plants. Um, and if you concentrate it, uh, it can have that effect where it kind of slows growth and can stunt growth if you use it in too heavy of an amount. So the 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 theory crafting on it is is that if you use a lactobacillus with like a vitamin B, it kind of helps offset that uh, in a way to kind of help supplement any adverse effects from that. Um, but again, it's not something that's been proven out. It's just kind of something that's kind of a theory crafted thing, but there isn't any kind of, as far as I'm aware, any white paper stuff that would hold up, but it is definitely something that we do know that, hey, if you take too much of that, it will fuck up your vitamin B uptake. Uh, so one would say that if you're bio concentrating it and bioaccumulating it in the roots of the plants, that that would have a, a similar effect. Um, uh, so that's that's the thinking on that and why lactobacillus uh, dosing is is and fermentation of it is the better way to go and what Marty and I generally teach if you're going to go that route. But um, uh, for salicylic acid, you you have. Um, uh, oh fuck! Coot was talking about it the other day. Um, you have uh, stinging nettle, and then you also have um, 
aloe vera and you have uh there's another one i'll think diatomaceous earth well diatomaceous earth is silicon dioxide that's a little bit different yeah it is stinging nettles native to europe yeah but uh i have a big old plant here uh, it's a lot more common uh, people use these people probably recognize it when i show pictures of it um a lot of older folks will use this for their uh, rheumatoid arthritis and stuff because uh, it is like if you walk into it, you're going to have a fucking bad time when you're young. But when you're older, you're going to have a bad time. But then it immediately apparently becomes a good time because uh, the arthritis and stuff is immediately affected by the the. there's a couple different uh, uh, relationships. I've talked to kind of uh, older people that had rheumatoid arthritis. It gets your mind off of it, kind of like a drug, a little bit like weed basically kind of takes your mind just literally off of it with the weird pain. Uh, there is kind of this like euphoria that comes from the- Couldn't you use hot peppers the same way? I think you might be right in some level. Yeah. I never heard this before, but it sounds believable what you're saying. Yeah, man, like, it that's, sounds like yeah. I have arthritis, so I might like try this. And I have, yeah. Oh, straight up. Yeah, that's right. You've said that before. Uh, so these fuckers, like it's a really bad time for anyone that doesn't have arthritis because they sting you like shit and they, 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 they sting, they sting, they sting. I'm sure they still like sting venomous, you, I think. Venomous. I think. Uh, nettle stinks. So according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia, uh, according to Wikipedia, a uh, nettle sting mechanism. Can you imagine if, uh, what's his name? Not Josie Wales. What's the fucking guy that runs uh, Wikipedia's name? Uh, something, Wales. Anyway, it'd be funny if his name was Josie Wales. It'd be funny if he was a stoner, I guess is what I was trying to say. Anyway, net, nettle sting mechanism and treatment. treatment uh, I just pissed off all the Latin people that listen to us. Uh, the Latinates. Uh, produces its inflammatory effect on skin. Stinging, burning sensation, often called contact urticaria both by impaling the skin via spicules, causing mechanical irritation, and by biochemical irritants, such as histamine, serotonin, and acetylcholine. We're going to fuck with that. It was tickly. Uh, Anti-itch drugs, usually in the form of creams containing antihistamines or hydrocortisone, may provide relief from nettle dermatitis, but blah, 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 blah. But let's see here. Do they talk about... Do they talk about... By the way, they talk about culinary use. Nettles are delicious. Um... Traditional medicine, let's see here. It's a substance that promotes lactation. I guess we've been trying to produce milk. Uh, most of the show is men, but uh, I suppose you never know. Maybe they've been trying to milk themselves. Guess you can milk a cat. You can milk a cat, maybe you can milk me. What's this here? It's not giving me very much. Maybe I have uh, looked past it. But I can speak from experience. Well, not ex personal experience, but I was- What did you say the bottom? God, people me. Who have uh, rheumatoid arthritis and deliberately, literally, like, rub the, the nettles on their skin and, you know, cultivate, like, we cultivate weed, they cultivate nettles and rub that shit on their skin every day because it hurts for five or six or ten minutes, they'll tell me. Uh, well, they've told me in the past, I guess, it'll hurt for a few minutes, but then it, it, it is a pervasive sense of kind of well-being. It soaks into the joints, and uh, I don't remember, honestly, after that, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, so this is a spreadsheet I made off of the Dr. Duke stuff. I'm working on this right now to try and combine some other data into it too. But um, you can see that it has up to 4,400, almost 4,500 parts per million um, phosphorus. Uh, it has up to 17,500 parts per million potassium. It has up to 29,000 parts per million calcium. Uh, it has uh, up to 86,000 parts per million magnesium, um, up to 42.
two parts per million iron, uh, up to forty. How many parts per million of that dank does it have? What's that? How much of that dank does it have? A lot, a fucking lot, Fumador. Let me tell you, by those numbers, a lot. Manganese, molybdenum, like it's got everything that you really, you know, at least in some enough a high enough value to be of some use if you're about, you know, concentrating. I'm thinking about field crafting uh, nettles and bringing them home to compost. Oh. As have I have much access, I have uh, I have access to unlimited nettles. Unlimited. Yeah, I've much. heard uh, our nettles. I'm kind of I'm probably throwing two unrelated things together right now, but let's just go with it. Are nettles and thistles in any way related in utility? Because I've heard that thistles are super super vitamin rich. I'm wondering, like, are thistles in any way similar to nettles in their like silica? So I don't know because the lacto, the lac, the uh, um, it just doesn't work. I don't know how well it would work for other plants, but I do know that milk thistle and holy thistle, both milk thistle in particular, um, if you if, if you're out foraging and someone eats the wrong mushroom, your kid or your dog eats the wrong mushroom, and you give them the milk from milk thistle or holy thistle. It will protect their liver and keep them from dying from a lot of different poisonous mushrooms. Cool. Antidote that you wow. can use. Um, I did not know that. Thing. You can also cut the flower heads open, especially on the larger species of thistles, like Canadian thistles that get the really big heads on them. You could actually take the outer leaves off, steam them, and then cut cut them down. And they're actually like artichokes. They taste almost identical to artichokes. Really. They grow in terrible soil, don't they, thistles? Yep, and they're also like the roots you can eat in an emergency situation in the dead of winter if you knew where they grew in the summer as like a last resort, I'm starving to death kind of food. Same thing with mullein. They're actually not bad in a salad, like this thistle flowers. You gotta kind of like cook them down a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I love I've had raw thistles. How did they have them raw though? Okay, I'm forgetting that part. Don't go eat a raw thistle because you might fuck yourself up. They did something to the raw thistle to make it less shitty. Uh, lemon juice on it or something. Bechamel sauce? Maybe. If you know in the chat, please let us know because I don't want you to go and eat a thistle. But I remember eating barely raw thistles and they were delicious. But they, they did something to them. Dang it. can't remember. Cook thistle, I know, is I've had the cook thistle heads all the time. I've had braised thistle or like seared thistle where they just like really quickly uh, fry it. I guess it like fucked up all the, the, the barbs or whatever. And what kind of poor ass, ass place y'all like people live in? Y'all have in yam thistle. But that was in, I'm so, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, said, I said, what kind of poor ass place y'all live in? Y'all have in yam thistle. That's true, but I mean, like, uh, dude, half the shit we eat, man, is garbage. Like potatoes? Who the fuck digs in the ground for some food? You're like, man, potatoes now is... Know. Now we know about like, Potatoes right, loaded with potassium, Jack. You, you dude, said, like, man. Starches, you're ready ago, to somebody, go, man. Dude, seriously, West Engine, 500 years ago, somebody tells you to dig in the fucking ground for food. And they're like, wait yeah, a man, second. Yeah, man, it was... It was... Bake it. You could fry Imagine it. Imagine it was an Inca man. It. it was an Inca man tell you for digging the ground and you can have a well, I mean, yummy, delicious meal. He's like, look, I have 6,000 types. And they're like, okay, we'll take two of them. Goodbye. Well, they didn't, though. Do you remember, like, uh, the, some French guy in, in uh, well, surprisingly in France, 
uh, he supposedly like for like a hundred years, French people wouldn't eat potatoes because they thought they were poison because they were related <laughs> to nightshade, right? Like if people knew what nightshade was, nightshade is poisonous. Same thing with tomatoes. People wouldn't touch tomatoes because they thought they were, they were fucking uh, poisonous. Yep. So evidently I should Google this in a second here. And by the way, I'm using Google in the Xerox sense, in the sense that like we're just like literally searching for stuff on DuckDuckGo because I'm, you know, fuck Google, basically. I used to be really fond of Google. I still have a bunch of Google accounts and stuff, but Google's kind it's of... It's web crawler, yeah. but yeah, I, I just... I, they're like I've all the rest, man. Giving in to Walker. And stuff, and they're just like... Oh, yeah, they're totally evil, evil now, but... They're totally evil, like Alphabet. Fuck off with that shit. Dude, I've had a Gmail account for like 15 fucking years, literally. I probably had a Google account like the day after they started fucking Google. Anyway... <laughs> Google knows uh, everything about me. Since 2006. Can you believe that shit? Like, who here has had a Google a YouTube account since 2006? I looked at my, my account. 2006. Oh, yeah. I before that. Yeah, my Steam account is older. Fuck off. That's crazy. Uh, dude, there's people probably listening. They shouldn't be listening in because they better be 21 and over. But allegedly, there might be dogs. We'll put it this way: there are dogs probably listening that are four and a half. <laughs> Potent Ponics yeah, Wolf yeah. Dog is listening right. right now. He's like, he's in the yeah. back. He's like, yeah, hey, hey, stop talking about me. My right. Steam account, my Steam account will be old enough to be drafted into the military and <laughs> be 18 years old. November. What's the oldest game you ever got? <laughs> What's that? What's the oldest game you have? So I, I think I bought it with the orange bar. I, no, no. My accounts from uh, when I worked at iGames, we had one of the pre the pre beta version accounts. Um, when I worked at iGames, I used to work at a place called Cyberspace Matrix in Hatboro. It was a cyber cafe. We had a, a small ISP that we ran out of the back, and uh, we used to have a land parties all the time. So we'd have fifty computers, and we had a bunch of bays where people could bring in their own computers and pay to to play with everybody. And we'd have lock ins and stuff and. Um, we kind of converted the basement into like a little rave venue. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Um, but uh, we did all kinds of fun stuff. We were on a first name basis with all the local police officers. Thankfully, my mother used to used to date the police chief. So that helped solve a lot of problems. Um, but anyways, that was a, a lot of fun. So um, I, I we used to do video game tournaments and, and all different types of stuff, but we had Steam accounts for all the computers, and they gave us one of the ones. If you're part of iGames or any other the the, uh, the cafe networks at the time, um, they, we kind of got access to a bunch of early stuff, and one of them was Counter Strike and and the, the early betas for Steam for running all the server updates. Because in the beginning it was just for hosting all that content, then they added the store and the rest of the shit later. I mean, look nothing like what it does now in the beginning. But yeah, that was my original uh, plan. I you know, was really into IT. I did that for a little while and then I hated doing it. And was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And uh, I got back into plants and animals and I'm really happy you know, that I did. Then got into weed and all the rest is, I don't know. Now I'm talking to you assholes. It's amazing how much time can pass without you even blinking and looking backwards. Like the the... The shitty meeting I was in right before this, people were talking about like, oh, we did something 10 years ago and blah, blah, blah. And wouldn't you know it, it's uh, 10 years later. I was like, fuck, I remember that like it was yesterday. And it's just astonishing to think that like, I don't know, I guess I'm drunk now, but I'm just reminiscing about time passing like 10 years. Okay, I am drunk. I'm just literally reminiscing about time passing. All right, let me shut my fucking mouth.
Do you ever? I, I I literally was having this conversation with my assistant because he was talking about how time is passing. I'm like, dude, you're like half my age. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, it becomes this thing. Time moves so much faster, and you, <laughs> right. yeah, I yeah I don't know. I, yeah. They say that mushrooms actually help reset that sense of time because I think a lot of people know what you're talking about. Your perspective of time changes because you've had more experience with time. So literally, I, years I, compressed. Mushrooms are my reconnection to everything, nature, everything. I don't know. Mushrooms are just like, just reset me. And I'm just like, yeah, I understand how I am connected to nature, how, how yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Bowden, what do you think? I don't know. I don't He's going to tell us about some DMT temples and shit or something. I fucking love DMT temples, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like mushrooms, like, especially for microdosing. Like, LSD for me is a better experience. I feel like right. I'm awake. My brain is more, like, firing on all cylinders, and that's really a better experience for me in terms of getting shit done. The, the couple times I've tried LSD, I've found it less effective to me. I've always found with any hallucinogens, I've needed more than the people around me to get there. Uh, but with LSD, um, I don't know if I just got a bad dose, maybe a bad blot or something, because like every everybody around me was so ripped and I'm like, I, I'm not with you. Number one thing to remember, and I made this mistake once, and it's the sickest I can ever recall being in my fucking life, um, was I made the mistake of taking acetaminophen while coming down from a poorly made batch of LSD that had too much strychnine. <laughs> I vomited every two to five minutes for like 18 fucking hours. I have never been more exhausted in my whole life. Whole life. Don't ever do that. That's, that's terrible. Now, Wes. Holy shit. Wes, I do have to say, though, uh, I've come across that many, many times where someone would take three or four times as amount of paper as someone else or 10 people. And 10 people are wheeling off one or two pieces and this person's taking four or five and they're like, nothing's happening. Uh, it's all up here. And it's around the people that you're around. You may not feel right on the inside or in the head. But see, I've done a ton of drugs with all those people before. Though that was my festival crew. Like <laughs> you could be happy as shit and I, saying, hey, I, I'm gonna take this. I don't know. I just maybe my ex a lot of times I felt my expectations for, for certain drugs were too high. I thought that they were gonna be more than they were, and then I was a little bit lackluster and disappointed because I actually thought they were gonna be more than they were, and they and they weren't. And that that was very much acid for me but i really feel that i got a bad blot that's i really i, I don't think i okay. had a fair shake on it so the yeah. so when i had access to an unlimited supply of mushrooms daily and was taking microdoses twice a day in the morning and then again in the afternoon once the first one wore off um 
I noticed pretty quickly how much my tolerance after a couple of weeks of doing that went up pretty rapidly and how, you know, I had to take considerably more to get to that same spot. Um, so that was something Double. else. Where, whereas with LSD on sugar cubes or sugar, that seems to be significantly less uh, of a ramp up uh, or a longer ramp up, I guess. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I was, as a child, I had unlimited amount of uh, mushrooms and um, took carrier bags full of the things. But um, I haven't for a long time. And I was camping the other day with my family and we were just leaving. So I was taking the rubbish over to the recycle bit. And I was smoking a joint, looking at the floor. Been raining all night. It's like, oh, mushrooms. I have never seen so many magic mushrooms grow. We were like getting in the car. So I spent like 15 minutes and I got a box full. I'm talking about someone's Allegedly. telling me something and I'm like, okay. My wife's like, you're not doing that, are you? And I'm like, you know, yeah, that will happen. Yeah, not right now, no. Um, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So um, my experience in the past was always with fresh mushrooms and I had a specific way to get very high very quick. What, uh, what am I doing with dried and what, what's, what is a microdose? Like not a carrier bag, I'm guessing. So, so if they're still wet, you could do the whole, Paul Stemmons is a really good guide on ice extraction, ice water extraction. That's a really good way if they're, they're still dry wet. now. If they're if they're fully dry, then you can either do an alcohol extraction. Uh, again, that seventy percent plus, right around seventy percent uh, alcohol to water ratio is what you want um, for that extraction. Why am I doing an extraction? I'm not just eating them. Oh, because if you do that and then um, uh, add that to something else, you don't end up with that upset stomach and all that, the rest of that bullshit. Hell right. yeah. So I used to extract them fresh, basically boil them until they froth and then squeeze them down, tip them in a glass, add some squash, drink them. You can get high real quick. So you're saying you can take one of my only adverse effects, products. Chemistry speaking, you want to try and always keep them below 110 degrees Fahrenheit or is it 108 degrees Fahrenheit, ideally, if you can, um, to, to not break that down um, as much as possible. That's why trying to do colder extracts or alcohol tinctures, steeping and things like that uh, at, at a room temperature or colder is, is a really good way to, to maintain uh, the quality, allegedly. But they do, they do get stronger as they're dried, is that correct? No, you're just basically, the, re the main reason to dry them is to get rid of those other mycotoxins. Because um, a lot of those are very unstable once they're oxidized after a very short period of time. So you'll have much less stomach issues than take. You can eat them fresh, but you, your stomach will get way more messed up than. Uh, oh, up. believe me, way messed up. Like, oh, so ill all the time. Yeah, I used to. I mean, that was every night. So, yeah, I was, I guess, 13, 14, 15. So I was not extracting anything. <laughs> Oh, it'll extract what, a lot out of you too. <laughs> That's one thing. What type do. of al What type of alcohol, please? 
Oh, like I said, you're one you're just diluting 150. So 151 is 75 percent. Okay. You're basically just 151 percent by volume of water, and you're it's it's the quick and dirty way to make 70 percent. It's by 151 dilute at five percent. You're good. Okay. Uh, and then you do your steep that way. And like I said, the, the best way we found is to have like a little tray basically at the bottom to have that alcohol so that the you, you can have it all just sit there and concentrate down and then strain it, which you can also do, or you can like French press it and then, you know, strain it that way. But uh, having that separated down and then evaporating that off to concentrate that at room temperature with this cheesecloth to keep dust and shit out of it. Uh, really is the best way. And then once you have that, immediately get it mixed up with like a sugar, uh, like frosting is really good or honey or some other high sugar amount to, to lock, you know, oxidatively lock it out. Okay, I appreciate that again. Yeah. I'm a little it's fucked a, up, <laughs> so I needed it twice. <laughs> it's a whole realm of chemistry that I have quite a bit of knowledge on that I'm gonna talk about a lot. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm working with, hopefully uh, in a company in Oregon and, and Canada that we'll see if that pans out or not. But uh, I got a bunch of cool shit that we're working on that uh, even for non-psychedelic mushrooms with like lion's manes and stuff like that, working on some pretty cool tech that we've been fucking around with with some other stuff that uh, uh, hopefully at the end of the year, beginning of next year, I'll be able to get sh show you guys. Yeah, but tell a friend of mine, Steve, what do you think about this? Uh, so I don't know, without getting into the, the biggest possible details, and I don't want to break up any of your NDAs and whatever else, but I've been telling a friend of mine who is a bit skeptical and quite knowledgeable about kind of medicine and everything else, I've been telling a friend of mine who has... Um, well, a relative with some sort of, sort of uh, being as vague as possible, uh, I don't know, behavioral issues, right? And uh, who doesn't have behavioral issues in their life, right? Like everybody has some kind of problem in their life. I've had problems in my life. And weirdly enough, I feel like lion's mane has been one of the most potent things. This is something I kind of keep a little close to the vest until I kind of it comes up in conversation. I feel like lion's mane is more significant for me anyway than psilocybin. I have a little bit of a different... Uh, issue with this i've had some kind of neurological issues and stuff from injuries but whatever even so uh psilocybin is amazing but lion's mane not psychedelic is i think actually potentially more potent on a long-term level anyway talking to a friend of mine about lion's mane and stuff they're very resistant to this kind of stuff because there's not a lot of like medical literature and dude i am fucking drunk because i'm slurring every fucking word but uh hopefully some of that's making sense what, what do you think steve Oh yeah, so lion's mane helps a lot with neurogenesis and helping the brain kind of create new new connections. Uh, it's definitely a, a good compound. But just to, to back up what you were saying about mushrooms being positive in a medicinal way, a really good friend of mine, actually, a friend of mine I played World of Warcraft with a, a fuck ton, thousands thousands of hours together with this dude. Uh, I'll leave his name anonymous because I think he works for a school district right now. Um, but uh, 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 his nephew, right? So his nephew. Um, was uh, really was bad. That Dick Johnson? Uh, <laughs> that's definitely really, Dick Johnson. That's it. Really bad. Who was that? Bud, uh, yeah, Bud uh, Schaffler. Yeah. Bud Schaffler? So he lives in Colorado <laughs> and his, his nephew is really badly bipolar. He was super like violent and, and like um, uh, he's uh, autistic spectrum, but really violent. Not, not like uh, stabbing people and stuff, but just kind of like uh, like yelling and screaming, being loud, being just you know, boisterous kind of stuff um, and was in, in and out of juvenile detention and all this stuff like that. 
uh, and then he started microdosing on mushrooms. Uh, and all of a sudden, all the behavior issues went away. He started getting straight A's in school. Uh, he graduated high school. Uh, he graduated college. He got a really good job. He's got a girlfriend now. And, and like, you would never know it's the same kid. Never fucking know it. And I've known this kid you know, over the years as he's grown up because he used to play WoW with us. It was one of the ways that he tried to keep him out of trouble was, hey. Regulate. That's one of the best things. You know somebody gets arrested and gets out of jail or some shit? Buy them a WoW subscription. It will keep them out of trouble. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I know plenty of people back in Philly that got themselves into trouble and it's just something to do, right? <laughs> I do feel like I could be a doctor in anything, though, with the same amount of time put in as well. Oh, yeah. But, or but I, I could fully speak Chinese or. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, though, like um, to watch this kid go from someone who had so many issues uh, and then just taking something in a microdosed way, completely get take it, you know, be able to get take his life back and, and do something with it and actually make something of himself on his own. Not with somebody else's help holding his hand. Like everyone is pretty fed up with this bullshit. Jesse, um, my buddy was the last person that was willing to take him in. You know, that's how he ended up with him. Because his, his sister had all but given up on him. Not, not given up on him, but, you know, she had reached the Born end. out. Yeah. So so he took him in, and uh, that really helped him a lot. So and that's the personal story that I have just from, from you know. And in your there. opinion, what happened there? His brain found ways around the areas that weren't functioning well for him. So it's not using the same areas, yeah? They found ways around or through or whatever to bypass those those um, frustrating situations. Is that is that how you make it? Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's a large part of it. But also, like, the, I think the psilocybin kind of helps his his brain kind of go back and self-regulate and, like, fix a lot of the imbalances in his hormones and other things that were just not in the right ratios. Um, uh, and, and that was causing it the same way, like, you see when your, your plants um, are out of ratio and the leaves change color. Well, his leaves were changing color, right? Like it's that kind of thing where his self ability to regulate the nutrients in his system wasn't working right in his brain, you know? So I think that that's where you see cannabis do this a lot too, where it helps with that kind of self bioregulation um, uh, and, and certain issues. Yeah, I thought um, Fumi put it really delicately and nicely, but. Um yeah, I have an area of my brain that doesn't have any electricity at all. The Broca's region. Um, and that is a region that um, talks to the different hemispheres. It's a rooting area. So I have my own issues with that. And actually, I was talking to someone yesterday. That will never be fixed. There is no way to fix that. But this person was suggesting that there are ways around it. Yeah, where have you seen the work with Ambien? Because they've had people that had head trauma to similar parts of the brain, and Ambien has rerouted it. And people have woken up from a coma and all kinds of crazy shit that, that can help with some of those types of issues. What is that you're talking about? There's a sleep aid called Ambien. They use that for, for uh, major brain trauma and people that are knocked out and put in a coma from car accidents or falls and things like that. But there's people that have been in a coma for nine years, 12 years or more, um, and, and that helps them, you know, wake up again. Um, and, and there's, I mean, it's lots heavily documented, but um, uh, uh, Hamilton Morrison talks about it in one of his talks on, Ro I think the first or no, the second or third time he was on Rogan. 
um, talked about it, but he, I think he even had a special. I know he talks about it in one of his other side talks as well on a different he podcast. Did. Uh, Hamilton Morrison. Okay, cool. Sorry, I'm just taking notes, dude. I think the I name of the series is Pharmacopia. Right. Yeah, we talk about him all the show. The funny thing is, uh, Green 13, I don't know his uh, show either. I know him from these guys basically talking about him all the fucking time. But I don't watch a lot of TV. So, like, uh, I just, I honestly have never seen his show. But I, I've heard Wes Engine and, and Potent Ponics and, like, half a dozen other guys on the show talk about Hamilton fucking Morris all the time. So, anyway. It's blasphemy. Okay. You have to sit down and watch it. It's the single best show on all of television. Is it? You've said that before, too, yeah. And so should I go watch his shit or should I go watch Rogan? Apparently you're supposed to shut off my show and go watch Hamilton. I hate to say it. But right. implications. Turn off, immediately turn off, Huey. Oh, download my video. Shut it off. Yeah, yeah download this video and then uh, watch the expanse and then... <laughs> Leave negative comments. Do smoking shit. No, but he has so many interviews with like... The, you know, the last of these chemistry wizards, you know, while they're in their, their waning years and all these different brilliant people and, and some of them, sometimes even the chemists that work on stuff afterwards. I mean, shit, his episode on Xenon was insane. Like, holy shit, if you haven't seen it. Which I haven't. This is, a, this is fun times. I'm sitting in the sun today listening to that shit. Oh yeah, you're gonna enjoy Green Thirteen. If you're a if you're a fan of Pecal and Tikal, you'll definitely like Hamilton. The reality is, I'm desperately looking for some help. Like, so I'm excited because there's potential that I can learn something that I can start to, yeah. you know. So if you're if get... you're looking for stuff that'll help, I would do the lion's mane. I would look into the ambient research and then I'd also look into Macuna Proensis beans, which is another one that's been used for dementia, brain injury, that type of stuff in Pakistan and India. Um, it, it helps the brain recover and helps with neurogenesis and other things. Um, uh, the Latin name is Macuna Proensis. The common name is the cowich bean or velvet bean. It also has a small amount of DMT in it. It has a small amount of a plant-based equivalent of HGH. So it helps with like muscle recovery. Uh, has it's high in protein, so it's good as like a protein powder. It's just an all-around really good organic health food, but it's also good for your brain uh, and brain health as well. Okay, so I've had uh, conversations with uh, like an actual doctor person who is skeptical about this, but uh, whatever, life life moves on. And uh, I used to be skeptical about all kinds of natural medicines and hippie shit and whatever. I, I grew up literally next to Oregon State University, Corvallis and stuff. And I was like, oh, you fucking hippies with your Volvos and your Birkenstocks. I'm, not, I'm joking and, and stuff. Those are people, the coolest people. But they do get a little over the top with the fucking mother guy and whatever else. Anyway, so I was a little skeptical about this stuff, but I've been basically uh, uh, turned around. So allegedly, I'm not going to get into my life, but allegedly, if you've had some fucking serious neurological shit where basically life is kind of a little bit skullpucked you a little bit, uh, literally, uh, this is quite helpful. Vitality blend bioavailable mushroom powder. Now you can pick another product. Wait a It make uh, your dick turn up like Rottweiler. I need a little some bit, of that. yeah. I'm not. I don't get any money from Myriad Mycology. This is not a sponsor of the show or some shit. Uh, we want to have him on the show, actually, 
but uh, Coot recommended him, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to buy some shit, and after Coot basically recommended it, been uh, using it fairly religiously, and wouldn't you know it, it's pretty effective. Uh, a spur of Garden's coming in. I've heard Painted Lady say that this stuff is pretty hard to get down. Painted Lady maybe have as a different palette. I don't know. I mix this with other stuff. I suppose you can mix this with, uh, I don't even fucking know. You can mix this with the maple syrup for all I give a shit. I don't know. Uh, the you, point you, so you use this? Uh, it doesn't work. For all I give do a you shit. consider it working? Do you consider it working? I do, actually. This is the point. This yeah. is the thing that I actually consider it to work considerably. And, How do you take uh, yours? All the mushrooms. Uh, I've been thinking about whether to kind of go open with this or not. I don't know. I guess I'll go semi-open with this. I take this every single day religiously. When I don't take it, I notice an actual difference. And I literally notice a difference. And I've I've done little experiments with myself where I've stopped taking it for about a week to see what happens is, or what, what happens is. Uh, fuck, I can't even talk. Uh, <laughs> forgive me, folks. I've drank about well, a yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I noticed. You drank about as much whiskey as me. So you know, I, it, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, the fucking, <laughs> when I don't, when I don't take the vitality. Now this is again, you know, I've been talking like an actual, like a educated, you know, fucking fancy doctor person. They're like, well, how do you know this and how do you know that? I don't, man. I don't honestly. But I've been as skeptical as skeptical could possibly be. You guys don't know me, but I'm a pretty skeptical fucking person. You just have to take my fucking word for my skepticality. Uh, I've been goddamn skeptical of all the mushrooms and the fucking magic yeah, and the potions and the the, the, the fucking hippie shit. And fucking uh, snake oil, imagine. My lifetime's better judgment. <laughs> Cannabis and mushrooms have shown through like a goddamn light beacon through the fucking ocean. Uh, something yeah. like again, I don't know these guys from a hole in the fucking wall, but Coot told me good things about them. They're in Oregon, so I said, fuck it. And you know what? I've been using them for a good long while now, and now I do vouch for them. I still don't know them from a hole in the wall, but I vouch for these products. Uh, the the Myriad Mycology, they seem to be legit. This is the product that I use most. I also enhance it with an extra helping of lion's mane, a couple other things I'm maybe not going to go public with yet. But uh, it's it's not a super secret. It's not like like uh, potent ponics is all NDA and shit. I'm just like I don't know. One of these days we'll talk about it maybe when it comes up in conversation. But uh, I I couldn't swear to you whether the reishi or the lion's mane or the uh, what is it there the shiitake believe it or not or even the agaricon any number of things that hear the turkey tail. All those things could be the cordyceps. All those things could potentially be giving me uh, beneficial effects. I honestly think it's the reishi and the lion's mane more than anything. But my circumstances in life are a little bit different than yours. I can tell you this, that I've had some shit in my life that was a little bit unfortunate. And this has been massively helpful. Honestly, massively helpful. Even maybe more helpful than cannabis to that degree, like honestly more helpful than cannabis. And so, for example, I've been telling a friend of mine that has, uh, I'm not going to get into it a little bit more than that, but a friend of mine who has a family member who has some problems, I was like, this is based on no information. Like literally, I'm a fucking monkey throwing shit at the wall, but my experience with this has been positive. Perhaps your relative might have a similar positive experience. This is based on literally nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's a personal experience. <laughs> But uh, it has been really positive, like really positive. Um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, like, uh, uh, like, like actual, like, not like, <laughs> oh, you're sad at life or something, but like some, someone fucked you with neurological issues. Uh, allegedly, you know, lion's bane ration shit is really good.
Go ahead, dude. Uh, this is the, I, I take the um, Dragonfly and Medicine Myco Caps. And this one is Red Belt Conch, Rishi, Chaga, Cordyceps, Lion's Mane, Turkey Tail, Chinese Licorice, Fotai, Ashwagandha, Hemp Roots, uh, Olive Oil, and Coconut Oil. So it's pretty good shit, man. Uh, it's, it really helps me a lot. I, we started taking it pretty hardcore once we got COVID back in January and uh, really has made a big difference, especially with, with, you know, recovering from that and all too. So also on that note, uh, you don't so use this one. Actually gonna, I got to, I got to hop <laughs> on in a second, but um, we actually know someone that got vaccinated two months ago and now is very sick with COVID. So I guess that's not working anymore either or something. That's so. happening here in Thailand. I mean, opinions differ, man, motherfucker. I'm vaccinated as a mofo, and I, I walk around with a mountain mask, and I'm not sick of sin. Let me just say that. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, I that's the second person that we know that was vaccinated a couple months ago that is now, you know, sick enough where they can't work. I'll put it that way. The beauty of this show, Potent, is that you can say stuff like that, and I'm not going to ban you. Because honestly, like, uh, you're welcome to, to, to say your piece. If you say it intelligently, you're absolutely welcome to say it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not telling people not to go out and not get vaccinated. I'm just saying that I, I, heard, I, I know two people that have been vaccinated. That's the thing. I've known a couple of people, and I've said this all along, that there are some concerns about the vaccines. There are, there are some healthy concerns about the vaccines, to be perfectly honest. So you make a conscious choice to take any vaccine. Dude, I'm slurring like shit. I can hear it myself. Oh. Anyway, forgive me. This is a uh, well. Don't forgive me. You're welcome. This is a fucking whiskey show. Uh, there are concerns about the whiskey or the 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 the. the <laughs> I can't even talk. Whiskey virus is is dead. The whiskey vaccines. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if vaccines were made of whiskey? whiskey. We'd all be drinking it. Holy we can shit. solve this. If we but just have to start whiskey. Uh, dude, I don't even know. It's it's one of these. It's one of these things that I don't even know. You almost want to vomit in your mouth when you say it, but like. Uh, I made a conscious choice to vaccinate myself because I thought that was the better choice. I'll just put it that way. You know? And I, I understand that too. I just think that if you have been infected with the virus right now, they seem to be at that and then get vaccinated. They are the vast majority of people having major complications, right. um, statistically speaking. So, and we had an interview on my show with someone that I knew that had gotten sick that uh, after getting vaccinated, I can't smoke cannabis anymore. Um, and then we also had Kevin McKernan chime in on, on that episode as well. Um, you, you can check that out if you uh, are so interested in such <laughs> topics, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to preach on the that. Of my, actually the same friend that I was talking about a little bit ago, uh, whatever, I probably shouldn't say who this person is, but they, they fucking know what they're talking about. You just can take my fucking word for it. Uh, they were talking about, you know what, your friend, because I was telling them my friend Potent who knows what he's talking about and his friend probably knows what he's talking about and on and on and on. Blah, 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 blah. This is not someone pulling out of his ass. So my friend took this seriously and said, you know what? I, I have to be frank with you. They didn't know your friend from a hole in the wall. Just, that's the second time I dropped that bottle of whiskey. I am drunk. They're hypothesizing as well. So please, everyone take this with a grain of salt. The third time I fucking dropped that. Jesus, H Christ. We're really all drunk here. If we move forward here so I don't do it again. Uh, so again, everyone's taking this for a grain of salt, but my friend said, hey, it sounds like your friend actually did catch COVID because 95% effective is not 100% effective. 
5% of those people will still catch COVID and suffer symptoms from that. So my friend, again, not having ever seen that person, that's that, that you know, you would never actually diagnose someone distantly, but uh, they were saying, hey, that shit sounds like something that I would diagnose as that the person fucking caught COVID. So for what it's worth. Well, we'll, we'll find out in time, I'm sure, one way or the other. Weird <laughs> times, eh? Yeah, straight up. Odin, thanks for popping on. It was awesome having you. Your timing was impeccable tonight. Impeccable. So, thank you. Impeccable. Thank you. Like a race car driver. Oh, no, you're right on time. You're right on time. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys. Peace. Peace, Odin. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It's like 1.15 a.m. It's five minutes until 1.20. I don't even know. Are we doing like a, another last call or more or less? I'm kind of drunk now, so I don't even know. Like, are we doing more? Are we doing less? Or what are we doing? I'm in I that state where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm I'm in it for the whatever. We're doing it. Are we doing like one more 420 or two more? Four? I don't even know. We're gonna we're gonna roll with it. I I can definitely do the one for sure. That's four minutes away. I can definitely we'll do the four one. Four minutes is not too much. We'll see how we're see what we get. I don't know one. Uh, the, the body is fleshy and bruised. Is that what they say? See, I I know my sleep cycles. I need at least so, my four. Dude, it is yeah. Wednesday. No, it's Thursday already. Fuck. See, we're drunk. We don't remember. It's, it's, it's well into Thursday. Trust Welcome me. Welcome to Thursday. <laughs> uh, later today, ladies and gentlemen, if you are not as drunk as I am, uh, please remember Potentonics. He's going to have uh, Growing with Fishes podcast. Uh, these days, excellent podcast. PM, uh, dude, it's a great podcast lately. Holy crap. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. No, no. Uh, Western time. Pacific time. Fuck. Ignore everything that I just said. 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard <laughs> Time. Uh, literally. Subscribe and like on YouTube and it will pop up when it comes on. <laughs> uh, great guests. Great people. Fun times. Hilarious shit. What else? I'm drinking entirely too much whiskey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, but I'm celebrating. I suppose I should show you my website that I'm celebrating. I put this website it's a together. a very fine website. Uh, Vitality mushrooms from my Miriam Mycology, although they make incredible mushrooms. I'm trying to show you second Humidoro only to Uh Ladies and gentlemen, go check it out. Tell me what you think. Uh, I wouldn't mind it at all. I'm not going to beg you, but uh, you know, I wouldn't mind it if you got and bought and uh, went out and bought some seeds. I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Morgana and Dread Persephone. I mean. Uh, We've been testing that shit for a few months now, six or eight months. Like, uh, I don't want to tell you what to do or anything, but uh, I mean, the testers shit. give that hard, the hard thumbs up. I mean, two thumbs up. Bit, I, mean, uh, I mean, a little bit of the fuck yes, but uh, I guess. I, I mean, have, have you ever got spider mites in your room and then everything else got spider mites and then one thing not get spider mites and then the spider mites are like, yeah, fuck it. We're going outside because we don't like that one thing. That's that's my Lime experience with uh, Lime River Rose. That's my experience. This is, by the way, Lime River Rose grown by Uncle Trip, but uh, he is referring to Kaffir Lime by the Ruby Jack F2. Lime River Uncle Rose. Trip knows what he's doing, man. Oh, good, man. Uh, by the way, don't be shy. <laughs> People are going to ask me, like, what the fuck is this shit? Dude, this was upon popular requests. Like it came up like every single show. Are you gonna go, go to new table beans? 
you do white label beans, whatever. I'm like, all right, man. But I'm going to label it Fajoli la tabula, aka table beans. Those are the only ones that don't really have a warranty. I mean, they kind of have a guarantee, like, because I'm not an asshole, but I mean, they don't really have a guarantee because they're just fucking table beans. But I'm a pro- basically, I was probably saying, <laughs> they're guaranteed to be beans. They're, they're guaranteed <laughs> to pretty much fucking be beans, basically, is what it is. But yeah. Black Prince Ruby, you can get a uh, back cross, basically, or an in cross, let's call it, of the uh, Ruby Jack. People ask themselves, what's Ruby Jack, dude? You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even look this up. This shit is some backyard shit, man. Some killer shit. People ask themselves, what is cannabis breeding? This is a fucking, this is a good segue, honestly. What is cannabis breeding, man? Like, honestly, what is a cannabis breeder? A friend of mine, frankly, the same breeder that was, or the same person that was making fun of uh, potent pondics and myriad mycology and all this different stuff that you guys don't know that person at all, but it's the same person that I know. Uh, they were like, what's what's a cannabis breeder? That sounds hilarious. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something from The Simpsons or something. I don't know, man. It's something somebody that crosses uh, cannabis. What's street. a dog breeder, Fumador? What's a dog breeder, man? A guy <laughs> that gets dogs to fuck, apparently. Like, okay. uh, dogs will fuck on their own. And they're like a dog breeder. Awesome. Like, Are you a dog? He man? puts on some oh, algorithm in the background. Matchmaker, matchmaker, <laughs> make me a match. Uh, dogs oh, take oh, you. Know, oh. man. Um, sets a mood. It's a weird show. I don't know. If Lights. <laughs> We've had uh, West Engine. How how much whiskey have you had? I've had a fair amount. I've had about a third of a bottle of Maker's Mark. Yeah, and, it's getting uh, low. It's getting low I'm here. Shocked that I've had. <laughs> I'm still still talking. And I've had another. Oh, too much of Woodford's Reserve. I had about two. Am I celebrating too much or something? Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're not keeping up shot for shot because that is honestly just not healthy. Uh, Morgana here. I don't know what I was talking about earlier, but I'm just going to start talking about something else. Morgana is one of Human or and I have above average levers. They're able I to think process. So, man. I said this earlier. This is not. Now I don't. I don't see this as a challenge, but I did. I do see this as a point of pride. I was challenged. Now, okay, please, everybody take this with a grain of salt. I'm going to stop the the share because people are going to think I'm fucking around. This is meant as a funny story. Uh, A douchey. I'll preface this with a douchey person. The guy guy was a certified douche, like certified stamp douche. He was a certified douche, but also an alcoholic. So please don't combine the two necessarily. Mm. The two things are not necessarily willing. You know, the guy was a douche. That was the part that I was like, all right, it's on, motherfucker. But the guy was like, all right. Season. As a foreigner, because I was a foreigner in a strange land at the time, allegedly dating a foreigner. And he was like, I'm going to fuck with this foreigner, motherfucker. This is a fucking American. Like, who the fuck is a goddamn American? I, I feel I feel you. Because you're fucking you. buying airplanes and your NASA and shit. Like, uh, what else do we have? Computers? They had computers too, but you know what I mean. Like, uh, fuck you guys, fuck you, Americans. Yeah, that kind right. of, you know what I mean? You're goddamn uh, saved by the bell. Like, yeah, it was that kind of. It was that, like, I'm gonna take you down, motherfucker. And he was like, and please don't take this as a challenge, folks. It's not healthy to to to, to challenge each other with like beer or anything else. This but is a circumstance. Fictitious character, obviously. He was like, I am going to challenge you to a drink off, and I have to be honest. I drank that motherfucking bitch on the. <laughs> I'm proud of it to yes. this day. Yes. It's not something to normally be proud of. This is not. Please do not consider this as a thing to be proud of. But that guy was a douche. He was a douche. Douches deserve to be outdouched. That's mm. what I would say. I would say a douche deserves to be outdouched. 
I've, so, I've seen some douches get out douched. That's for sure. I That's for sure. I out mm. I outdrank that motherfucker, and I was like, "Let's keep going." Oh, you're sleeping already? I'm still going. But again, that's not cool. That's just because that guy was a douche. I was, I'm happy about that. But other than that, like, there's no, there's no pride in like, oh, I drank more than you. But that guy I'm proud of because that guy was a fucking dude. Hell yeah. Cricket is perfect. <laughs> you're fucking Captain 420. Your cricket is perfect. Like every time I stop talking, Chirp <laughs> said it's like sarcastic cricket. I love it. It's like whatever you just said is, uh, has been moderated by Mother Nature. Like, uh, don't get too honestly. Those crickets were making me kind of a little bit homesick because that's exactly how the crickets sound in Antigua all the time. As soon as it, yeah, as soon as it starts getting a little bit, they come out like and just start singing like that. Yeah, I I think it's something different. Go ahead, Captain Turbo, talking over you. Go ahead. I was wondering how much this actually picked up and canceled out because it does cancel out a lot. Uh, my phone will cancel out those crickets for some reason because I've tried to get people to listen to them because at night after a rain, those and the frogs are just, that's all you hear. Yeah. It's funny. If it's too much for you, just tell me and I'll keep it's on cool. hitting like this it. button. Yeah, no, I love but, it. Uh, yeah, by yeah. all means, I, I love it. I love it. Don't it, know. And when I'm going up and forward, I'm not tweaking. It's just that I have to look at everything through my my phone. So I want to read the information on the screen. So I'm up here like this, and then I'm back here like this. So cool. I'm glad you all enjoy. I do, too. You should see dude, the butterflies that are flying like, dude, It literally reminds me of my home. So it's, I have zero problem with that. It reminded me of something completely different, which is funny. I was talking to somebody the other day about stargazing, and it reminds me of stargazing because I used to live out in the country. I totally can see that. I totally Dude, can see uh, that. In, oh, in awesome cities in, in America, in Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, even I mean, Portland's not a huge city. It's um, a little over a million people, I think, metropolitan area, but there's still enough light, light pollution that you can only barely see the Milky Way. But let's say Los Angeles, fuck off. You can barely see stars, honestly, and sometimes, especially if it's really smoke. It's gotten better, actually, in the last 10 years. But it used to be you could barely see stars. Places like New York, Chicago, you can barely see stars. I grew up in a place where you could see the Milky Way. You could see, like, all kinds mm. of stuff. But when you do it, you would hear crickets all the time. And so yeah. if you go out and you sit on a blanket or something, maybe with your girlfriend or something, it was a fond memory, right? Because you'd be looking at the Milky Way passing over. You just hear crickets all night in the summertime. So it's a, a, a slightly different memory. But anyway, so it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you know, was you know, it was weird was when I went back to Antigua last time. I didn't realize that I was seeing a bunch of different star formations, okay. like the Southern Cross and all that, yeah. like. Down on the south side, and I, I like I never realized that those were different shits that I'd never seen before. And then I started seeing those. I'm like, oh my god, I fucking remember these from when I was a kid. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, it's yeah. Too that uh, the North Star is actually like four different stars, and over a few thousand years, it kind of uh, what is it like Alderaan and Vega and a couple different ones. I can't remember what it is. Laris and- like over a few thousand years, they basically rotate. So we think to ourselves as humans, like everything is static and stable and the North Star is in one place. No, there's like four different North Stars. 
you know? Yeah, no, everything's <laughs> everywhere. We're all moving. Everything's right? moving. Yeah, we're we're very close to the middle of where the explosion happened, but dude, it's it's a trip. Like uh, you guys got me into Rick and Morty, and it's been super fun here. And actually, I haven't seen any episodes in a few days now. Oh man, I got it. Every episode is about the multiverse and all the possibilities and everything. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I I yeah no I I was just like man I was like this is like quantum physics for the masses like. This is this is unbelievable, but yeah, no, it's quite it's quite an, an interesting interesting series, that's for sure. I, I mean, people have probably never thought about this shit, but I don't know. You don't have to be a physicist or something. You could be a woodworker. Like, what is a, an inch? What is a twelve inch ruler? Who defined that twelve inch ruler? Who was the fucker that basically decided that's a twelve inch ruler and not this one that's twelve and a half inches? That could be it's like this. It was this, I think. It was like a thumb. It, it was. It was whichever longer. king was the last when we measured all this shit. Like <laughs> that was the last king's foot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Some douchebag. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was Henry's foot, man. This <laughs> is the foot. Do you think, dude? I'm gonna jump in. Go ahead, Green 13. Take it easy, Green 13. Thanks for stopping Thank, by. Thanks so much, guys. Pretty appreciate it. Have a great day. Cheers, dude. Dude, Peace. maybe it's time Peace. to uh, sign off. It's uh, past the 120. I don't know what you guys Man, we, uh, we missed her. Yeah, no. Perhaps maybe it is. I'm, I'm, I'm crunked as a motherfucker. I have to be honest. I, I, I'm I well lit, man. You are well lit as well. Yes, man. Are swearing more or less this week? What do you think? I, I've been good. I've been good. I can't speak for you, man. You, you might have you, you, took, you, you took the you definitely took the the tank of this week. Dude, I have to be honest. I was saying this before the episode, like uh Jesus H Christ. Like I think this is the end of every show, but like uh, if everyone tunes off before the end of the show, like holy fucking shit. If you have a choice today or tomorrow or the next day, or even honestly the next entire year to not be a fucking douchebag, I would take please that do it. Out. Yeah, like, it's it's an easy choice for this dude like i swear to you like a couple of those people used to be normal what i was Here's saying this earlier and i'm still saying this that the whole meeting i've been thinking about this and i'm i have not i have not moderated my opinion like it's weird that i've not moderated my opinion like if it were legal to gunfight we would be gunfighting <laughs> in the morning like I'm not even fucking kidding because like the situation is so. Well, I think bad. it's important to remember, Fumador. That people do good things and bad people do bad things. So like, let's just do good things, man. I know these people have wronged like, you in several ways. Fucking, I'm your Huckleberry, motherfucker. Jesus. They, they don't have any. They don't have good ganja. Can you? I mean, what'd you do if you had no good ganja in your life? You do terrible things like these people. Straight up, dude. You need more good ganja. That's it. That's they need it. more That's ganja it. in their life. I'm gonna show my website, ladies and gentlemen. Please go uh, website. Come on. My website. Uh, this is a brand new website. I spent like uh, I'm gonna, I'm not. Gonna <laughs> well, if your friend's uh, looking for some, I'm a little bit embarrassed at how long it took me to uh, build this website, but. Uh, Humidoroseedco.co. It's been a couple of years since I built a website. Uh, You know, you can forget about how to do stuff. Uh, Well, it's good you left me out of the loop because, in my opinion, you made it in 48 hours. Good work. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
visit my friends, Fumidoro Seed Company, even if you don't. I mean, this is not an infomercial show. I hate when shows become infomercials. I mean, I realized like everyone probably watching is like, oh my God, is this only going to be the, the Fumidoro Seed Co. show? I hope not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously going to be selling these shows. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to just fucking straight yeah. up with you. I'm going to be selling you, these shows. If you slip till now and didn't get these these as tests, you're gonna have to buy them. So you know, it's a good time to you know invest. I guess uh, invest in yourself, invest in your grow. If you want to go to dank, this is where you go. That's not much consolation because they're like, well, okay, so Pepsi good about their shit too, but uh, I uh, man, I I seen uh, I seen people smoke Morgana and lose their keys, right? Lose Lose their house. Yeah, man. Morgana is... <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's a little bit of exaggeration. This is, oh, I only have one picture. Grown Dread Persephone, but you'd like me to. Actually, that's the mom of Dread. That's sugar tits number one. Uh, I did not mean to say that Morgana would make you homeless. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant you couldn't find your way home. Find <laughs> Morgana and lose your life. <laughs> Great lesson. Ladies and gentlemen, pewdoroseedco.co. Uh, perhaps you'd be more interested in the Black Prince Ruby if you'd like to remain uh, home for uh, If you'd like to keep your house. That's right. Black Prince Ruby will uh, definitely help A little help bit cheaper as well. She has a little bit higher availability. I, I apologize for Morgana. I just realized like the seeds... It's kind of hilarious because the seeds are literally like three times as big as normal cannabis seeds. If you buy Morgana, you will laugh because you will see them. You'll be like, oh, Fumador was not lying. These seeds are actually gigantically hilariously big. Uh, Wouldn't you know it? There are way less Morgana seeds than almost everybody else. So basically, as a result of that, I'm not hot dogging it or being a bullshitter or whatever else. Morgana is a little bit more expensive because there's just Actually, I've more because, frankly, there's probably less Morgana seeds than there is even Charybdis seeds. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Uh, that's the mom of Black Prince Ruby, by the way. That's the Ruby Jack number eight. That's actually Black Prince Ruby. That's one of the Black Prince. This is in week, let's call it week six and a half with this Black Prince Ruby. This one finished a little bit nicer. She's very, very strawberry. I have to be honest, folks, I was a little bit uh, busy the last couple of weeks. So I haven't taken a lot of great pictures. Sorry, actually, there's no really good apologies for that, but whatever, we're just going to roll with it. This is the Black Prince Ruby that turned out really, really pretty. I hope to still get some good macro shots of that, but anyway, uh, we're going to roll with it. Just life was very busy. Very, 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 very fucking strawberry. Uh, That's a macro shot of the, actually, the mom. That was the mom, the Ruby Jack number eight. Same mom there. Uh, So this is an in-cross of uh, Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack uh, F. The Reb, Ruby Jack F2. The, the Ruby Jack was the Pink Panther, I call her. Uh, actually, that's the plant. We're looking at the Pink Panther right there. I, I can Pretty tell that that's one. The, I can ahead, tell that see. when you make bubble hash out of that, that the water is going to turn like the reddish pink color, like for All sure. <laughs> All day, oh, every I day. I love that plant. If you've ever been to In-N-Out Burger, so uh, Dan Carino, if he's watching right now, he's like, you're fucking racist to McDonald's. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm too drunk to do an, uh, an Oklahoma accent. Uh, well, whatever. If you guys can visualize... You're too drunk against McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> he says that I make fun of McDonald's unfairly. 
I can see that. I can see him thinking that, you know, Portland hipster, blah, blah, blah. I can dig it. I can dig it, but I'm not because I love. Have you ever tried five guys? In and out burger. Dude, in my time. Have you ever tried five guys? Have you tried in and out? Have you tried anywhere else? Like, I mean, we're talking over each other. This is horrible. Alcohol. In the podcast, we're going to listen to this. I'm going to be editing this. I'm like, we don't understand anything that just happened. People are gonna be like, those people are so rude because they're they're talking over each other. We're not. We're drunk. We're just drunk. We're really just drunk. We're having it's a good not time. Not a very good excuse. Really, it's actually a terrible excuse. But uh, you shouldn't actually be drunk. But we're gonna roll with it. West Engine and I are gonna roll with it because we're basically the only ones that really take whis- weed and whiskey Wednesday seriously. And uh, I you know the rest of these people are quitters, uh, amateurs, they just, quitters. They just yeah, I, I know they just come and laugh at us and Nancy's, you know, carry um, on. Hey. It, it's 10 a.m. in the morning here. <laughs> uh, excuses, excuses, excuses. Uh, what was I just saying about Black Prince Ruby? Uh, this was the Ruby Jack number eight. This was the Pink Panther. She tasted like pink lemonade from In-N-Out Burger. So if you've mm. ever been to In-N-Out Burger, it's one of my favorite. If you've ever seen Gordon Ramsay, he's considered to be one of the best chefs in the world. He thinks In-N-Out Burger is one of the best restaurants in the world. It's literally just a fast food restaurant. All they sell is burgers. Yeah. They don't even sell fucking bacon. They sell cheese. And a cup. their whole secret menu is just like different ways to grill the burger. Like, like there's no extra menu items or anything else. Mm. Anyway, their pink lemonade is lovely it's ruby red lemonade with a little bit of sour sweet perfect ruby jack number eight tastes like in and out pink lemonade and i can tell you that from experience because uh allegedly i may or may not have gone to in and out burger in sunset and hollywood no 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 sunset and vine about twice a week for three or four years and gotten double double with chopped chilies and uh, pink lemonade, whatever. We're not going to, we're not going to talk about my, uh, God damn that sounds shame. delicious. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, fries. Uh, Why'd you have to uh, do that, man? Fuck. No, dude, if you go to in and out I have to be honest, if you go to in and out and you don't order fries light, well, you might like crispy fries, in which case you could actually, in and out was one of those places you could actually order your shit the way you want it. You can order fries crisp. I don't know why you'd be a sadist and do that. You'd be like a masochist, actually. A masochist. You know what? Well, my best, my best dealer from Prohibition days used to order his fries that way, and you drive me crazy. Oh, I was like, God, dude. I was like, I I'm know. like, I'm trying to be your friend here, but like, what are you doing, man? I don't know, man. You ruined a perfectly good, good potato. Fries, or even animal style. I mean, uh, if you do crispy, you could do animal style in, in, in and out because then they cover it in cheese and grilled onions and stuff. Then well, that's sounding a hell of a lot better than just overcooked. Right? I mean, when you think about it, overcooked I mean, fries, even then, you're just disguising overcooked fries with all this other goodness. That's all it comes down to. Like, really, think about it, folks. Overcooked potatoes are garbage. Yeah, no. In the line, fries light, cover with chilies. If you get a a double double, get it with chopped chilies on there. You're gonna love it. Anyway, uh, pick up the pink lemonade. You're gonna enjoy it because actually, not Black Prince Ruby, but uh, this is how you know we're high because Black Prince Ruby strawberries. (laughs) Shahrazad and a thousand one nights. That's the one. You know what? You should pick up a pink lemonade and a Prince Ruby and compare the two yourself. 
That's you what you need to do. do. You have to list the That's a, probably the best way you could do. That's probably the best one, thing you it's could not do. Actually two for one, so don't take our words for us. <laughs> Ask for the cool guy discount when you go get the uh, pink lemonade. <laughs> Tell them West Engine and say, yeah. They'll, they'll totally know. They'll totally know. That's how it works. That's a macro, by the way, of the uh, Ruby Jack F8. I call her the Pink Panther. Only because I was a big fan of the Pink Panther when I was a kid. That Anyway, uh, she tastes like pink lemonade from In-N-Out. Looks delightful. Uh, Do you think you should really be talking about our gang? I mean, our gang. Or gang a gang or gang gang. Pink Panthers, you know. We are so fucking. I don't even know if we're speaking any sense right now. <laughs> Maybe need like a Rosetta Stone to talk to us anymore. Anyway, Shahar's on the Thousand One Nights. Gonna be working with all of this. Actually, I'm gonna be working with uh, almost all these lines. I cannot swear that I'll be working with Silago anymore, even though I think Silago is fucking fire. But there were a couple of herms in early testing, and so and even this is the thing. Not just testers found herms because. No offense, ladies and gentlemen, testers. Uh, testers are a wide variety of growers. Yeah, and, yeah, and shit happens too, right? Like, shit happens. And from a kind of macro perspective, you can kind of see a little bit more about what shit happens. So you get a little bit more perspective. Of like, oh, such and such and such and such. But I even pulled one herb from fucking Silago the Bat. So that was like, oh man, I'm probably not going to openly. But I think it is motherfucking fire so anyway uh, every <laughs> single pack of seeds is going to get a five pack of silago the bat you can consider that a freebie or a tester you can consider that a freebie tester you consider it a coupon discount code i don't you can consider it a slap on the ass i don't care what you consider it as silago the bat comes with everything uh, purchased here uh, Scheherazade and a thousand one nights on the other hand is uh, Ruby Jack I didn't actually say this but Ruby Jack number eight that's the Pink Panther by Ruby Jack F2 Ruby Jack F2 was uh, Ruby Jack Pink Panther crossed to a very 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 vigorous and incredibly stinky uh, Ruby Jack an actual Ruby Jack F1 uh, crossed to that same this is very incestuous when you talk about this this way. Like people are like, oh my God, that sounds really gross. But in plant breeding, it's not as gross as it sounds. Uh, basically crossed to its own fucking mama uh, to lock in the purple and the citrus and the freaking awesomeness. Uh, anyway, that Ruby Jack F2 would cross back to the Ruby Jack Pink Panther to create Scheherazade and the Thousand One Nights. Going to be working on this in the future because I think the Thousand One Nights is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story to tell. If you guys would like to listen to some uh, awesome music, go listen to Rimsky-Korsakov while you're sprouting uh, uh on Thousand One Nights. Black Prince Ruby, on the other hand, is Ruby Jack. I guess I did not say this. I, honestly, I should say this. Now that I'm looking at it, I should probably say this. I, I was thinking to myself, oh, it's stupid to say Ruby Jack number seven, Ruby Jack number eight. But now that I'm reading it to you guys, I'll fucking say it. I'm going to go back and edit this. So this is Ruby Jack number seven. You guys are actually looking at Ruby Jack number eight. I have to say it. Sorry. Apologies. I couldn't find a picture at the moment of Ruby Jack number seven. This is a lie. I realize the cake is a lie on this one. My apologies. I'm going to change it as soon as I can. This is literally the wrong Ruby Jack that you guys are looking at. I feel bad about it. Anyway, they look similar but different. 
This is Ruby Jack number eight. I call her the Pink Panther. Ruby Jack number seven was similar but different, but she tastes like these. I'm going to stop the share here for a second. She tastes like these. Of course, I can't find it right now because I am a dumb. No, give me one second. Tastes like these strawberry candies that everyone's grandma seemed to have in their purse. At least I can tell you my grandma had in their, her purse. Uh, these little strawberry candies. I can tell you, I bought these strawberry candies. Do not buy candy cart collection from Michael's because they are massively disappointing. When you look at the ingredient list, you won't even, you'll be disappointed even before you eat one because you'll look at apple puree, sugar, corn syrup, and then apple puree are the first third ingredients. Nowhere do they even mention strawberry. What the fuck is wrong with you? What does this Why was apple puree apple? two ingredients? Does this not look one? like an apple to you, motherfucker? I mean, seriously, it does not look like anything like an apple. It yeah, well, you know what it is is, is the apple can be used for an easy base. Or what are you born? Yeah, I am Uncle. You bet. You betcha. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing appleish about that. Anyway, those candies are disappointing. But ladies and gentlemen, you remember in your mind. Grandma's strawberry candies with the soft filling. Oh, for mm. fuck's sake. Those things were delicious. They were so fucking good, yeah. When they were made with cane sugar, when they were made with cane sugar, oh, they were so good. Fuck yeah. So that was yeah. Ruby Jack number seven. Let me say, say this again. The downside of Ruby Jack number seven is that she had a vine-like growth pattern. Mm. And unlike you are currently looking at Ruby Jack number eight, that I call the Pink Panther. I still have her. She is uh, alive and well. Uh, allegedly, she survives. She will be bred in the future. She's going to be baking citrus in the future. Uh, but Ruby Jack number seven, I let her go. Uh, it was a little bit of miscommunication, honestly, with the original breeder. He was like, oh, I want that cut, blah, 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 blah. No disrespect to uh, MZ Stevia, by the way, excellent fucking breeder. But it was a miscommunication with myself, too. I was like, oh, I didn't keep enough cuts and blah, blah, blah. And then I flowered out the right cut. And then I was like, in the end, I was like, you know what? That Ruby Jack number seven, she flowers kind of like garbage. Every third run, I get an amazing, amazing, amazing yield. And I can show it off to my friends and blah, 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 blah. And then two out of three times, she grows like a vine. And it's dog shit. And I'm embarrassed and tastes great. But I turn into rosin. So I bred that bitch, and uh, I probably shouldn't call her a bitch, but I bred her, and wouldn't you know it, I think that the, the, the breed is delightful. That's Black Prince Ruby. Uh, Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack F2. You're going to get 10 plus beans. What that means is 10 beans plus you get five bleen, beans, 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 beans. I don't know. We're, I'm a stone now, folks. Uh, you get five beans of Black Prince. Prince, no, 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 you don't get Black Prince Ruby. You all, you've already bought Black Prince Ruby. You get, uh, fuck is it called again? Um, Jesus, H fucking, see, I'll go to the bat. That's how drunk I am. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you get, let me stop sharing for a moment so you can actually see me talking to you. Hello, everybody. I'm not completely stoned. Welcome, Christoph. You Welcome, get, Christoph. You uh, log of the bat with every 10-pack, my friends. I, I am willing to actually send five, sell five packs. I was just put the website together and I just put 10 packs on there. I could technically sell five packs if you guys request five packs. Just let me know if you think it's uh, appropriate, interesting, whatever. I'll totally uh, five packs. But if you order 10 packs... Uh, every 10-pack comes with a five-pack of Silago the Bat, which is the Bedrock Boogie 1, 
by uh, Ruby Jacobs, too. That's the only way to get her at the moment. Welcome, Christophe. Uh, nous sommes barate. No, fuck. How do you say drunk in, in French? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Moi aussi, je suis. Nous sommes uh, translate. <laughs> <laughs> drunk in English. Spanish. We are a little We are Oui. Désolé, j'ai pas compris. Nous sommes et moi. Uh, uh, Whoa, well, I you don't speak no kind of French, so don't worry. Casca, what? <laughs> Hold on, I can't speak French anymore. Nous avons beaucoup beaucoup de. Fucking is this shit. Uh, Maker's Mark, private select bourbon. 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 Bourbon is uh, like a French city, right? Let's see here. Bourbon, France. Right? Isn't that ironic? The house of bourbon. So every time Christophe hears us say bourbon, he's like, what? Bourbon de France? No, bourbon de Kentucky. No, this is a bourbon de. Oui. Good, good. I know they're fucking drunk. We're just gonna move on. I can't even spell it. Everyone's watching me. It's bourbon whiskey. Bourbon. Here we go. Is a type of American whiskey, a barrel aged <laughs> liquor, primarily made from corn. The name derives from the French density, although the precise inspiration is un certain contender. Isn't it funny how half of English, like 40% of English, is French? We kind of uh, we kind of don't pronounce it that way. Like here, the name <laughs> from the French Bourbon Didosté. Although the precise inspiration is uncertain, content A includes Bourbon. The name Bourbon was not appliqued in the 1850s, and the Kentucky etymology was not avancée. <laughs> So I'm fucking drunk, so I'm fucking, probably everyone's like, I don't know why he's fucking finding this funny. But like every third word, word is literally French. <clears throat> like when you look at this, like destination, bourbon, uh, what is association, uh, particular, all this shit is like, it's like a Latin words, but spread through French, right? Because the French yep. was the language of the aristocracy. It's fucking hilarious. So like two thirds of English, okay, like... Um, Almost two thirds of English is German, almost one third of French, and then the rest is basically like everything else, like Indonesian and Indian and fucking Persian and all that kind of shit. 
hilarious. Whatever. Nerd out. Attends, je suis embêté. No connection. No connection. Mais c'est ça, Fumidor. Je suis embêté. No connection. De France. Aïe, aïe, aïe. We all understand. Aïe, aïe, aïe. Christophe. Euh, Catastrophe là. Christophe, euh, qu'est-ce que tu. Euh, ok, c'est qu'est-ce que tu bois? French anymore. I was going to say, what do you drink tonight? Well, qu'est-ce que tu bois? Um, Connection. Euh, yeah, I'm fucking drunk. Je t'écoute. Can't think of any more. Christophe, bonjour. Christophe, bonjour. Hello. Hello, Fumido. Nico, now that I think about it, Nico, please remind me because we forget about this every single episode. I think Christophe, uh, we don't have to talk about it on the stream, but remind me because I, I literally always forget. I remember to think about it. He turned on the Zoom to the headphones and then also to the audio. And then I have to mute the audio. We're hearing his uh, freaking. Uh, you're hearing the the echo. He's got headphones, but the sound is coming out of the headphones. It's it's. It, I've done it myself. Uh, Nico, remind mm. me, please remind mm. me because uh, it's a thing that can be very easily fixed. Christoph, it's not your fault. I've done, I've done it myself. I almost dropped an entire bottle of whiskey. That would have been very sad. Uh, it's like the fourth time I've almost hit a bottle of whiskey this evening. Uh, Christoph. Cheers, buddy. I'm not blaming you at all. It's it's the thing that happens with Zoom. It's 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 fucking stupid. Boy, I hit this bottle of whiskey hard, man. Dude, your bottle is empty, motherfucker. How what, what have you been drinking? This is, well, I truthfully I got into it last week. It's the Mount Logan five year whiskey, but it was more than half full when I started the night, and then there might be two shots left at the bottom. Right on, dude. Sorry, Christophe, I just had to meet yeah, man. Uh, He's drinking coffee, it looks like. Cheers, Dan. Uh, I'm drinking a little bit left of... Well, fuck it, I'll drink a little bit uh, before... Uh, well, it's a little bit too early for the 120. I don't know if we're going to make it. Dude, I'm pretty crunk. I don't know if I'm I can fun. make it to the next 120. I think I'm going to... I think we're going to have to call it. I think we're going to have to, like... Uh, man, I call this one early, man. Passe, fucking... passe or some shit. I can't speak... I can speak a little bit that of French, awesome apparently not when I'm drunk, dude. Like, uh, let's say, fucking majesty, dude, I don't know anymore. Me? Café? Oui. Oui. Oui, café, manger, fucking fromager, something. Me? Café? Oui. Privaté, c'est From Maker's Mark. From Kentucky. Christoph, how do you say Kentucky? Is it Kentucky <laughs> or Kentucky? Santé Fumidor. Every says it. It's the correct pronunciation. Joli. Joli, joli. Kentucky is one of the few places in the world that actually has like a controlled origin 
like Kansas, like Italy, France, a couple of places, and Kentucky. Go fucking figure, Kentucky. Like Redneck Kentucky, they have controlled origin for bourbon and whiskey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they take that shit serious. They take it super serious. Yeah. They take it super serious, yeah. What do you got there, Christophe? Mm-hmm. Gorilla glue. Oui, Gorilla Glue. Awesome. Dude, I'm so drunk, I'm spilling my face. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the point when you know the show is uh, a little bit. Uh, example four, the show has reached the Uh Ladies and gentlemen, we will fill it, finish this glass because uh, it's rude not to. But uh, what is Marshall saying? Uh, fluent in American Salmon. Dude, that's something <laughs> that I have never actually learned. A few of my friends learned uh, on serious. A few of my friends learned American uh, Sign Language and it's been really useful in their lives. Like encountering deaf people. Uh, apparently American Sign Language Dude, Christoph, I'm going to mute you. Sorry, dude. Uh, it's applicable evidently uh, in, in translatable form to, to other languages. Dude, I, I whatever. I guess we're not going to get into it because it's the fucking end of the show, but I've, I've kind of uh, legit regretted not learning that. Anyway, uh, my my children may have learned slight sign language. Have they? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the basics, but interesting. Uh, even though none of them need it, so. Well, you never know, dude. Holy shit, dude! I knew. Now that I think about it, how funny is this life? Like, I knew a guy who his whole life did not think that he would need to know. It's so weird. I've never thought of this before. I think today you can teach your baby to deaf. My, like language a baby, like a well, no. bullshit elective. Okay, we're talking yeah. over here. Go ahead. Oh, well, like you can teach your baby just like to call for milk, like just by squeezing its hand like this. Huh. Yeah. I was gonna mm. say like this. I haven't thought of this for like twenty years. A good buddy of mine took deaf elective because he thought it would be easy, and then sure enough, out of <laughs> fucking nowhere, not at school, nowhere else, he met like. He broke up with her, I don't know, maybe a year later. But, like, at the time, the girl of his fucking dreams, they dated happily for a year. How I mean, brilliant. You know, everyone in the chat knows how it goes, right? They didn't know that they weren't destined for happiness or whatever. And she was deaf as a fucking bat. Well, bats aren't deaf, but whatever. The only way that they were able to have that rich of a relationship is they already knew sign language. It was like kismet from, I don't know, nuclear holocaust. It was it's fucking weird. Dude, to this day, I think about how strange that was. Good buddy of mine. Anyway, that was really a fluke. Uh, Christoph, that looks beautiful. What is that? Fumidor. Fumidor. Oui. La He's either saying Merdon or Dread Persephone. I, I couldn't make it out. <laughs> I'm worried because he was saying the Morgana had some butter on it. And I was like, holy shit, that doesn't sound right. But uh, it looks like Morgana. La Larry. Larry. I feel like I only said no I was pissed off because I was like, fuck, maybe it's that uh, short flowering phenotype. I don't know. Kind of annoying because I've learned that like every every single like plus has its minus. 
you know. So I don't know. Like I, I want, I want, I want to see more pictures from Christoph because he's saying he's butter ass. Like, I don't know. Did he get the that like really short finishing mm-hmm. phenotype that's super cherry? Like there's some nice things about it. It's is really short. It's really, really it's like it's nice scary. Thing, but but it's the finicky. All right, Nico, remind me, dude. Like seriously, he's got the headphones in, but the the, the audio is coming in on the headphones and the, like on the speaker, and it comes in the microphone. And, like, he needs to go in his Zoom and hit yeah. the arrow and change yeah. which speakers he's listening to. That's it. He probably has that. This is annoying. He probably has one of the older uh, versions of Zoom that hasn't updated because the new one like updates it automatically. Hmm. Zoom is, I have to be honest, Zoom has gotten really good. Zoom like, is at the amazing. Beginning of this whole COVID shit, Zoom was terrible. And now Zoom is like, honestly, dead ass amazing. Yeah. No, it's like, still garbage if you don't credit. pay for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean we pay for it. Yeah, it's not free. It's yeah. still, still garbage if you don't pay for it. So <laughs> you don't pay for it. I bet it is, but right. <laughs> we should talk about that. Well, I haven't thought about that because I've been paying it for like eighteen months now. So I guess we should figure out like what is the difference between unpaid and paid. Oh, wait, there's a huge difference. Is it? Oh, yeah, it was terrible. a huge difference. All right, everybody, because yeah, because I, I I tried to I tried to pull up a meeting with the, my brothers and sisters, and it was like I was like, never mind. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, no, if we're gonna go on Skype or something. <laughs> Dude, with, Skype was with, always horrible. What the fuck was wrong with Skype? Yeah, it never worked right. It would work for fifteen minutes and then lock up on what somebody's in. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we could technically make it to the 20, but I am, uh, I don't know. West Indian, I am technically still drinking. What, what are your thoughts? Like, uh, I got a little bit here. We are technically still, we're, we're going to make an effort. Ladies, we can make no promises. We're, we're, we're going to try to go out on the 20, which means we're going to make an four o'clock. You can hear how we're slurring currently. West Indian, I are both <laughs> talking like. <laughs> Neither speaking English. Drunken sailors, like the drunken sailors that got sent home. We're talking mm. like those drunken sailors. Uh, mm. We're gonna. Make- they're pissed. They're pissed because we came back with. We spent our money and their money. Even drunker sailors. Yeah, That's they just wanted a little rum, and we didn't bring any of it back. Uh, did we bring back some Chinese food at least? Maybe. They'd still be disappointed if they were expecting rum. Fuck, I could really use some Chinese food. I shouldn't have said that because goddamn some like General Tsao. I hate to say this all the time because I know the Chinese people. Yeah, General Tsao like, is not Chow even Chinese man. food. You, Dude, you like would Chow General Tsao was only made for fucking uh, what was that? General Theodore Roosevelt's visit? Is that who it was? Yeah. It was that was that was not even a fucking Chinese. That was old that's that's an amalgamation made General for American Tsao, I'm gonna defend General Tsao because it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's, Don't get me wrong. I love General Tao as much as the next person. I just know that it's not authentic. No at no, all. No. I mean uh Dude, a hamburger. When we talk, like when we delicious. Talk about it, like the hamburger is the national. Like, what is more American except for apple pie? And apple pie yeah, but, is not American. Okay, but he, okay. 
Here, okay, here's my problem with the Amer- with the uh, Americans claiming uh, hamburgers. The British Army is a German city. Okay, but what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna give it to Sal to Salisbury, fucking for the Salisbury steak. Salzburgers are the hot dog people, dude. Like the Salzburgers invented I the suppose. hot dog. Did they really? Like I used to live in Probably. Vienna, and they had this bread-filled sausage that was basically mm. like almost what you would imagine a hot dog. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, like like a pig in a blanket, like uh, yeah. Actually, yes. Like it was. I fucking love that shit. I like. I'm not gonna stuff. lie. But I have to be honest. Every Austrian that's listening is pissed off right now. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna just be fucking frank with you. A really good American hot dog is just flat out better. Like I've been to Vienna. I lived in Vienna. I lived like I'm like Bane, dude. I lived in fucking Vienna. I was born that. Shit. I don't know if that pastry's fresh. There's no fucking beating that. Like, dude, you'd be surprised, man. That spongy hot dog cake pastry it makes a big difference because the Austrians, dude, they use more like a sour. Well, um, I don't know, pig in a blanket. Um, more of a sourdough. It's more of a. It's just like a wheat bread, but it's more like a sourdough texture. It's got kind of a crusty crust on it. And they squirt mustard in it, but it's like a pig in a blanket more than a hot dog. So it's like it's like a full size pig in a blanket, which is very good that a hot dog is somehow better because you can you can put stuff on a hot dog, dude. You you don't think that customers you can put mustard on a pig in a blanket. You just have never given enough time to put mustard on it. You just like how gone it's just you until you've had onions so delicious you don't know what onions well i agreed agreed like if they could just put onions in my pig you're right you're right see and so that pig in a blanket like they can squirt a little bit of like a steaming like a like a mustard mustard on it that's all they can do or they'll do like a curry worst that's fine Mm. curry worst is fine it's actually good but like American hot dog, like a Chicago dog, dude. I gotta be honest. And this, this is me. Like, even, like, this is me as a Portlander. I'm like betraying Portland. I'm like, oh, dude, go try a Chicago dog. Like, this is almost like treason. But like, honestly, if you were like a German person, I'd be like, go try a Chicago dog before you before you make a before you pass judgment on like Austrian hot dog versus like a like a wiener versus an Austrian like a Chicago dog. Go try. I'm even saying it wrong because I'm fucking drunk. Chicago, Chicago dog. Try one of those with the fennel sausage and shit, the cheese. Maybe that's why I don't like poutine because I've never like been to Montreal. Like you know, I don't know. you're a Canadian that like doesn't like poutine. I feel like they're gonna kick you out, West Engine. <laughs> and once again, I'm a half breed. Half that's true. breed. <laughs> that's true. Does that mean that they're gonna kick you out twice as hard or half as hard? They can't. I was born here, so they, they have oh, they, have, they have enough ton of problems. They've tried several times, but they're greatly, greatly. What bothers you about poutine? Because uh, Americans make fun of it. I think really largely because it's Canadian. Pretty much, uh, but well, it's because it is literally a heart attack in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a restaurant called the Heart Attack Grill in Vegas. <laughs> Heart Attack in the Bowl. <laughs> I, I've been there. <laughs> Every time after I eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, Kristen Kentucky Fried Chicken is not that healthy for you. Well, Popeyes oh. is that much better, honestly. But, oh, uh, but uh, I, I enjoy that much more. I know it's no better. It's no better by any means. Spices, it, like New Orleans spices, but like at least they can, like, they can they put a little more spice in there. But here's the problem with most of the spice stuff I find. Uh, like I find most like spice like uh, Popeyes is was an offender for sure. But uh, or even like you just take your normal hot sauce company. If your hot sauce company doesn't pull the seeds and the and the white stuff out of the pepper. Is going to burn you fucking twice. Huh. But yeah. And that's the, that's the difference. And they don't do it with Popeyes. And that's, that's the one thing. If they did that, if they, if they, if you pull the seeds and the, and the white chit and the pepper, it does it burn you once going on, on the in and not on the out. So it's hard to find. It's really hard to find a good a pepper sauce that did it. You and, Someone was talking about Black Sail Market's lights early in the chat. And Black Sail Market, he makes these cool, uh, uh, he's a pirate, right? He goes, yar, whatever. Cool, very powerful one cob lights. They're like, sink, and one big old fucking cob to rule them all, kind of like Sauron's one ring. And he always jokes about spicy food burning him on the way out. Let's be honest. He has apparently a. Uh, it's the end of the show, and I'm drunk. He has a delicate butthole. Let's put it that way. And I always laugh at him because I think to myself, <laughs> "What the fuck is wrong with you? I have never." Yeah, man, no, bun twice. Real thing, man. Bun one, bun in, bun once, bun twice. When it comes, you can see it twice. It's cheap, dude. It's cheap episodes. I don't understand you guys. Are you, well, whatever. Probably an indelicate conversation, but uh, Black Sail cracks me up because every time Spicy Food comes up, he always talks about it. He's like, what about the next day? And I'm just like, what? We're playing golf or something. I don't know. Like, No, Black Sail's not wrong. I mean, mean, his stomach is probably looking a bit weaker than most. I mean, I'm not going to say I could be like Black Sail. I'm fooled up every time I, I eat like a pepper sauce. But like I do notice that like if you do make a pepper if you do make your own pepper sauce and you take out all the seeds and you take out the, uh, the the white stuff on the pepper, it really does make a difference. And and, and it's a much better pepper sauce. You guys I, I I'm after bite my tongue. I'm just gonna bite my tongue. One twice month. I literally grind up ghost peppers in my fucking food. I am just, just Oh yeah, you're the man, man. I can't do that. I can't do that. Scotch bonnets, as far as I'm willing to go. Dude, I love spicy food. I don't know. It's one of those things. I don't know. Maybe Smurf or Smurf will tell. It's acquired, man. Dude, it's a Scooby. I'm always getting his fucking name wrong because it's literally Scooby Dooby Doo backwards, but I get it wrong the other way around. I'm always drunk. Dooby Scooby Doo. Dooby Doo. Sucking up the audio. They're talking about me. Um, that pizza I just had, you know, it, that's definitely a Thai pizza. It was super thin, and uh, I need to go get more drink because it was spicy. If you look at my Instagram page, there's a picture of a, a pizza, and literally there's sauce 
for extra sauce, they give you a bunch of packets of ketchup and like chili sauce. And the chili sauce packets outweigh the ketchup side. So that pizza was just, my mouth is on fire. Oh, it's Ben Christophe. No, wait. Okay, I didn't ban him. Thank God. No, Cheers. no, I, I, I love it. Because when you like when you deny someone, apparently it bans them from the room. Jesus fucking Christ! I didn't mean to almost ban him. What's happening, boys? What's going on, dude? We scooby. What's going on, Smurf? Come on, dude. Hello. Much man. Same old shit today. We're uh oh ten minutes. Did you see the- we might make it. We might make it to four twenty. Really I don't know how. I've had uh, <laughs> more than enough makers mark the. Uh, Cheers, Benjamin. Can't even <laughs> hold up the bottle normally. It's like. <laughs> um, cool. Something raw. Lion. Yeah, Did y'all get to see the cannons? Uh, you have black sail cannons. That's what Go she said. Cannons, motherfucker, show them off. <laughs> All right, I'll walk back out there. Hold on. Keith is cool. He's all yar. I was telling him to play up the pirate angle for a long time. He's like, oh, he was nervous about the yard. I was like, dude, you got to yard up, dude. Arr, you got arr. a beard and everything, motherfucker. Like, shit. He didn't have a beard. I'd be like, all right, skip the yard. He's got a beard. Like, Our black sail be. All right. Oh. Black sail be filthy with your lumens. <laughs> <laughs> We're filthy with bitches. Me. Arr. If you want to be, if you want to be pulling some booty, <laughs> pull the maximum booty out of that. Thing. Out of your five by five. Arr. <laughs> bitches. Garden, besides rum and bitches, what else you got out of there? Yar. Do I now? Uh, he wasn't listening to any of that just now. <laughs> what are they talking about? We were uh, we were playing up the pirate angle of the uh, black sail market because uh, you know, people want to know what pirate booty is. <laughs> Pirates are just misunderstood people, you know? Pirates, <laughs> that's what they would say. They no, would only say when they're that, out of rum. Uh, their desire... Well understood when they have lots of rum. Underappreciated. <laughs> West Indian, they would say, they would say that, like, uh, the fact that they want your shit has not yet been recognized. No, that's right. That's right. They will express themselves later, though. That's it. They will. Usually they're when they're very broke. expressive of their desire, desire to own your shit. Yes, yes. And your wenches. And Mostly your when they're bro- broke and out of money, so they can not afford any more rent- wenches or rum, so they're sailing. I've heard if they have a parrot on their shoulder, the parrot also says the same thing. Like, uh, yeah. Arr, wenches uh, and rum. Right. He doesn't ask for a cracker. Fuck no. You want a cracker, right? Right. <laughs> Paul's like, ah, all you guys are crackers. That's probably what it is. Paulie says you're a cracker. That's probably what it is. It's like a, 
It's like a like a sophisticated societal take. It's like some uh, Woody Allen shit before he got me too. Hollywood <laughs> crackers. Wasn't there like a movie back in the day about a poly like this little freaking parrot, this little green parrot or some shit? A green parrot? No, I think it was just all always just the the quintessential uh, sidekick to the pirate. Kind of no, like early 2000s. Early 2000s, early there was a movie, movie about a little green Polly. parrot called Polly. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Take your word brain works like that. You don't understand apparently how much weed and whiskey we've been drinking. Yeah, I, I, obviously you have not been tuned in the earlier stages of this where uh, oh hell no, the bottle was full. <laughs> <laughs> My bottle was full when I opened it. Yes, mine wasn't. Mine was near the top. Like mine comes in a jar not at the top. Now it's <laughs> very much at the bottom. Uh, yes, yes. What do we like to say on the show? You're welcome. <laughs> we like to say you're welcome. And don't uh, stir your dick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna be puffing a. Uh, yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't show you, dick. Oh, yeah. No, no. Those are words you're under 21, you should get the fuck out. Hell yeah. Yeah, at this point, if you are under 21, like, dude, you got what you fucking deserve, which was... Yeah. (laughs) You understand why you left. Right? And you're like, what the fuck's wrong with all people? already. Fuck. The rest of you are like, what the fuck is this shit? What the fuck's wrong with grown folks? Yeah, you're right. We'll always think like, uh, oh, are they doing it just because the law tells them? Like, no, man, we're doing it for your own good. <laughs> this is a warning. Uh, this is warning. what could happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Slow your roll. <laughs> Listen, Karen. And once again, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, what are you guys puffing on? Uh, Doobie Scooby, what are you puffing on for the uh, I don't know, finale? Of the show uh, I'm gonna cap it off with a, just a little salad mix. It's a uh, one part purple Afghan Kush, one part holy man crossed with Afghan, and one part strawberry cough. That's not bad. I oh. like that uh, strawberry cough in there. What do you think about that in there? Um, the one I like the taste of it, I like the buzz it gives you. It's it, it's a little spindly at sometimes. I wish I'd have kept the first pheno I got instead mm. of fucking keeping the second pheno because they was from feed both of them. And the one that I've got now is just it's meh. You might uh, and you know I realize this sounds like an infomercial, but fuck it, it's the first day that I had my uh, seed company. You might be interested, honestly, in Silago the Bat because she's very, very, very sour, strawberry leaning. And Sour Strawberry was, uh, Bog used to make fun of uh, kind of low-key. He was kind of a troll, a little bit like, uh, a lot of people think that Clackamas Coon and Bog are <laughs> super respectable people are like, very respectable. And don't that people, please. Thank you very much. But a lot of them were just flat out, like, they'll tell you they're just fucking trolls. And they had sock puppets. And had, like, uh, uh, we're gonna have, uh, Jim hugs so low show. that it's a fucking dick. <laughs> Breeder Steve would get on like he would get like notorious. We're not gonna ask him about the show because we're probably leave right after. But he would notoriously drink a little bit too much whiskey and then troll people online 
uh, who was in a sock puppet and just flat out told people just like up, down, backwards, sideways, just fuck with people every which way. Is it bad uh, that I respect both of them more <laughs> now because <laughs> like I don't even know how to answer that. I'm like, maybe, that I don't know. Good. Yes, no, maybe I don't know, man. We're just, Allegedly, we're just no comment. No, no comment. <laughs> Does it make you cough or exhale? <laughs> it makes me cough after I've already exhaled it all. Right? Yeah. It's almost like after you blow it out, there's still a little bit that's expanding in your lungs or something is what it feels like. But yeah, it definitely rips and it makes you cough every freaking time. But it's normally towards the end of the joint when it gets resonant. Oh. Okay. See this this phenol that I've got now. Stick it around for my 420. Cheers, Kevin. One more minute. You're on hold on a second. You're on the opposite side of the world. Yeah, this is my 420. Good folks, uh, you better load your fucking bowls, your bongs, and I just poked a hole in my joints. I'm rolling another one. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to make it to the 420. <laughs> I think this might be our last one, folks, because this is definitely stone his balls right now. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not the stone that did it to me, man. It's a fucking. It's a booze. I'm popping. Not gonna booze. lie, uh, I can have weed, pun weed, pun weed, pun weed, pun weed, and. We all usually night. we don't end up being these rasses that we are right now. Right. But <laughs> this is why without love, it's different. So okay. right now, this is a public service announcement to all the kids out there. Smoke yeah. some weed. Don't drink the booze. Don't drink and order. Especially don't, don't drink the natural holy fucking ball sacks. Like we joke and joke and joke sometimes about uh, smoking and driving. Cheers. We can drive. Holy ball sacks. Like, I'm barely able to drill this joint right now. And I haven't even, I mean, I don't know. I haven't even drank It's that amazing much. how it demobilizes like, you like nothing was, else. Dude, I'm yeah, going to straight up. It's not, a, it's not a proud thing or something, but my dad was an alcoholic, like, flat out. From when I was a kid, he was a fucking alcoholic. He was rushing and shit. Like, he could drink everybody under the table. He probably would have drank half this bottle. I drank a third of this bottle or more. I'm fucking just blitzed. He would have drank half the bottle and then driven somewhere. What a, listen, what listen, you fish guys. Why do you not drink more? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, different times, different places. Like, I am not a yeah, fan no. of that at all. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of telling you folks, like, do not drink and drive. Like, every day of my life, basically, my neck hurts because I'm fucking drunk. No, dude, just like 25. You know what? Just don't do it for the fucking hassle of dealing with the cops, the lawyers, the fucking all that. Like, just for that alone. You but then. Know. Not to mention people's safety. Like that's it. Like you. Like there's no need. There's absolutely no need. This douche. He, he had too. He wasn't even a drunk ass drunk. He was just some fucking dipshit who had like one too many beers at lunch. That was literally it. Like there is. It doesn't matter. That's still that well, every well, single day of this life. Like that's everyone. None of us is fucking. Well, some of us are stupid, but most of us are not stupid. I apologize for making fun of that was uh, that was rude. I shouldn't have made fun of you guys. But uh, oh my god, this is the end of the show. We're all drunk, and I'm like being rude and stuff. I'm not trying to make fun of everybody. I'm trying to make jokes. Uh, uh, was, the 
jokes are coming off mean. You see what I mean? Like weed jokes come off funny. It's whiskey, dude. Jug, jokes come Fucking off alcohol, food. man. Right whiskey gets you rowdy. Alcohol is not the same friend, man. It is not the same friend. It Look at is, that. Like it, whenever I make weed jokes, it's like inclusive, and when I make alcohol jokes, yeah, it's yeah. Like exclusive. How fucking hilarious is that? It's just like this natural thing. Anyway, uh, what was I babbling about before that? Something. Um, I can't even remember. Dude, that was how fucking interesting was that? <laughs> Literally, when you're just stoned, the jokes are somehow inclusive. But when the jokes are on alcohol, they're exclusive and you start to make fun of people. Yeah, well, no, no, 100 percent. When it's when it's weed, I will usually make fun of myself. I will self-deprecate and everybody laughs at me. But when I will usually when I'm drinking, I will get mean and I'll start to point it at one person. 100 percent. Like and I don't think I'm that maybe I am that person, but I I, I don't think you're the only one, man. Shit. I don't think you are the only one at all. I'm lucky as hell because when I get really, really drunk, I get into the like I love you dudes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. One hundred percent. That's my final state. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, yeah, I've yeah, already no. Get down to the house I, by that time. <laughs> Heck no, I ain't getting that drunk. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm not the I person that finds a bar fight by any means. By any means, no, no, no. no. I'm Mister Smiley at the end of the night, one hundred percent of the time. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I lucked out on that. I mean, it makes it easier because you can, uh, this is something that you kind of take for granted. You know what I mean? Like, if you get cheerful and goofy, if you overconsume, then you don't really have to worry about it. So, like, for me, like, you like to drink an entire bottle of whiskey, and like, the worst that's going to happen is it's douchey and stupid and funny and whatever else. Like, people laugh at my stupidity. But, like, <laughs> for example, my dad, like, when he would drink one beer too many, like, he'd be in a fist fight with his best friend. Like literally, my grand, my, my not my grandma, my mom told me about how uh, he got in a fist fight with his best friend one time, basically when they were drinking too much beer. You know what I mean? That's a different. That's a different. That's term. yeah. That's that's a different beast altogether. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the aggro kind of guy either. Though. Right. I'm the guy. <laughs> I smoke all day long. Uh, you can smoke while you work. That's what Rasta Bob was saying the other day about how like everyone in Jamaica is basically smoking on spliffs while they're harvesting or planting or doing almost anything like manual labor. He was saying carpentry and like all the manual labor in Jamaica, they're basically smoking a spliff, you know? Oh, dude, I wouldn't get on the tractor for uh, like because I'm from southeast Missouri. I'm corn soybeans all that good happy shit fucking salts and whatnot but no i wouldn't get on the tractor with just to be smoking on throughout the day because you're gonna be sitting on that for about 18 hours definitely gotta have your smoke for work uh that's what uh you know as snotty as snobby and uh fucking hoity-toity connoisseur this and that as we get uh there's that dude kevin kevin jodry that's been on uh one of the best places to see him is on uh potent ponic stream potent ponic was on the show earlier uh growing with fishes podcast has a couple of episodes from like 2018 or you don't even remember anymore a couple of years ago regenerative podcast from uh joshua the regenerative uh, conference puts that on anyway uh uh kevin jody was talking about that 
And I've already just been bullshitting for the longest time that I forget what Kevin Jordan was talking about. Whatever he was talking about, it's worth listening to, honestly. Whatever the fuck I was just talking about. Yeah, he about. does do it. I like how he puts, he bases all the strains into like four main categories. <laughs> mm, that was pretty, that one, that one worked for me pretty, pretty decently. Fuel, earth, gas, floral, and right? Floral, yep. So, love it. And then he, he corresponds he to like mix all and the main categories. At least the ones that exist right now. I think there's more in cannabis, but right now that's the main ones. We got to start crossing with land races on those old ones. Uh, at least that's what my dad keeps saying. Right. Dude, we are stoned as balls right now. <laughs> stoned and drunk, I think. Stoned yeah, and drunk. I'm blaming all my. I'm drunk as fuck. And like Dude, I'm stoned all the time and stoned as fuck. This is. <laughs> This is a different beast right here. I, I don't know. I guess I used to drink a little bit more. I have fr frankly drank. This is this is why I don't right, touch the fucking know? whiskey bottles on the days that we're off. Like right? I, because I'm like you are oh, not my friend. No, you have no good anything. After this, anyone who was participating, I had a friend who was like, "Oh, how do you feel after the next day?" And I was like, "Actually, fine." My dirty secret is I drink a. Fuck ball water of like oh, a ton of water. If you fucking hammer the water, you won't even notice the next day. Mm. The problem is, is getting that much happen. water in you. And you're gonna wake up you. and piss, probably. Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's worth like, it. It is worth it. You Fumero is not wrong. Fumador is not wrong. Like that, he is one hundred percent correct. You can totally drink that uh, hangover away with water. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. First show with you with Whiskey Wednesday. I I started drinking at ten thirty in the morning, and after the show, I went and probably slept <laughs> for about three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> We apologize for bringing you down that uh, that, uh, that narrow rope path. And, uh, yeah. So we just tried to smoke a lot of pot. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> whiskey Wednesday starting at too early on a Wednesday could uh, ruin your Wednesday. Really, it would be your yeah, Thursday, your day. but uh, your day. <laughs> yeah. So your your whiskey Thursday was pretty. Uh, Pretty hardcore, I, 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 no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> you will be so relaxed and rejuvenated and refreshed for Thursday. You'll be like, you'll be like rip roaring, ready to go. <laughs> no, what happens is, is I take that nap for like three, four hours, and then I'm up until like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Can't win for trying. Can't win no. for trying, man. Jesus, H. Christ. Uh, cheers, martial artist. Have a good one, dude. I think we're about out of here. Dude, we missed the 420. Yeah. And, uh, we still kept talking. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much no. for hanging. I really do appreciate no, it. I guess I'll show my... Uh, it's not every day that you launch uh, a new website with a seed line. Yeah, man. Awesome. So, uh, check out... Of course, I can't find the fucking tab right now. Uh, there we go. You got a so, seed co. On there. Humidoro Seed Co., my friends, please go check it out. Uh, even if you don't wish to buy something, I would prefer if you did wish to buy something, of course, because uh, I've been testing it for, dude, I don't even know, six or eight months or something. It took uh, 
I don't know how many uh, baseball bats to the face, uh, any number of the, the situations we're just not going to get into and uh, see that I sent into an empty black hole of hatred, but we're not going to get into that at all. We're just going to move yeah. on. Uh, right? We're just going to move this life. Uh, but, uh, dude, it is. It is what it is. You well, know? you did send some seats to some really good places. So, like, I mean, I as many bad... Excellent people. Some absolute... Look, look, like... I mean, people can do what they want with their seeds, them. I suppose. But I mean, it's unfortunate. It is what it um, is, man. I, I learned, uh, put it this way, maybe I learned some of the hard lessons up front, in which case that was uh, I, very beneficial, you know? I, will, I think people just showed you who they were. That's it. Not too much more, not too much less. That's it. Did I it only upload you. two Morgana pictures? I may have only uploaded two Morgana pictures. That's if folks, yeah. you have been testers for these strains, please let me know and uh, send me pictures because I did not intentionally leave you out. I just honestly like was frantically trying to put the shit together. I would love to put your pictures on here. I would love nothing better, honestly, than to put tester pictures up on these strains. I think that that makes these strains that shows that the future that, that shows the future growers what these strains will actually grow like. Like, for example, this red Persephone picture, that is literally the mom that I grew in my garden. That's laboratory conditions. That's uh, I realize I'm slurring, but I'm a little bit fucking drunk. <laughs> bear with me. Uh, that's that laboratory conditions. You know, that's under. A, in fact, in this case, that's under an LED and a tent and an indoor environment. Like you could almost not get more friendly to a cannabis plant than that. So that's the mom for Dread Persephone. But I would love to see this, for example, is on that whole page. This was the only tester picture. This was Uncle Trip growing Lime River Rose. And I think Uncle Trip did a great job. Actually, actually Uncle Trip had beautiful. better pictures than this. But these were the ones that I could you know, find at the time. So Uncle Trip did actually a really good job at this. But uh, I would love to show some more pictures of Uncle Trip's work and... Uh, you know, other testers that uh, live in legal places. That's the mom for Black Prince. Uh, actually, no, that's the Black mom for... See, this is the... Hey, what about the people Black that live in legal places, man? What's that, Smurf? Sorry, dude, I couldn't hear you. What about the people that live in illegal places, man? What about the people who live in what places? <laughs> you said people that live in legal places. I was like, well, what about the people in the illegal places? Oh, legal places. I well, Unfortunately, legal they'll places. have to wait the, till the they're places, legal. These are, uh, these, dude, these are for illegal places. These are still legal yeah. as like museum pieces. Actually, most of the world, ironically, except for the United yeah. States. Souvenir only. That lag that I feel like we're always talking over him. Go ahead, dude. Who, me? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, by like <laughs> two. Go ahead, dude. Sorry, it's called satellite internet. Uh, it sucks. But um, no, I was saying I don't even remember what I was saying. Fuck. Oh yeah, what about the people in the illegal places? Well, the illegal places, I have to say, it's one of those things you kind of can't talk about it directly for kind of somewhat obvious reasons. If you don't know what the obvious reasons are, you might learn it in time. Uh, they're novelty seeds only. I have to be honest yeah. with you. They are souvenirs. Uh, they're genetic preservation kits. You know, if you live in a well, place yeah. where you're not allowed to grow this, they are, they are don't museums. Don't get them wet or they dirty, are, right? They are things that you look Absolutely. at. Absolutely. Yeah. 
you might look at them under a microscope lens or a macro lens. I, I'm a big fan of photography. You might look at them. I have a right here. I have a couple of uh, magnifying lenses. You guys think I'm actually joking. Some people like this. to store them in the dirt. You guys can't see this, but I actually have a couple of magnifying lenses in front of me uh, to show you how nerdy I am. Uh, if you are a oh, foreign person, where I believe uh, one of those is a loop, wasn't it? you in the ass illegal. I would prefer that you not do anything other mm -hmm. than look at them as uh, curiosities. Genetic preservation objects, uh, whatever else. Like, don't fucking get beheaded. Jesus Christ, I'd feel a little bad about that. Like, if I heard that someone got my seeds and got beheaded as a result, that would not be a good time for me. That'd be fucked so, up, man. Uh, That would be a downer, I would be honest. So if you could please, honestly, if you are in a place where they do not allow you to grow them, if you could use your better judgment and uh, use them as just museum pieces, that is actually allowed, surprisingly. So the um, laws are weird. I mean, they're just fucking seeds. It's, it's, it's pretty bizarre. It's a thing that existed before most of our civilizations existed. So you would think maybe that... Uh, the rules don't apply, but uh, they do, weirdly enough. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. They apply if you let them apply, I guess is what it is. Uh, so long story short, uh, if you live in a place where they're going to skull fuck you or behead you or throw you in a fucking jail cell or throw you in a cage or whatever, they're just, they're just novelties. You know what I mean? But if you're allowed to grow them, I'd like you to grow them. That'd be fun, too. You know what I mean? They exist in the quantum state. They're in a super position of wherever the fuck you live, pretty much. Uh, they 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 collapse their superposition based on which dumb motherfucker is looking. <laughs> is they're it, damn uh, fine seeds, is what they are. <laughs> but, um, I no, like I, don't know. I got on your website earlier, and it didn't have a shipping option, so it wouldn't let me check out. Fuck. I'm going to have to change that. All right. I was suspecting that might be an issue. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If you do have problems like that, please do not hesitate to tell me because I may not have discovered that issue first. Uh, <laughs> you got to message each one of you. You don't know how much fucking bullshit I've been Learning here in public. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking over you, Wes. Go ahead, dude. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Good. I was done. I just said learning uh, in public. I'm so stoned. I think my own brain is lagging as opposed to the internet. Uh, I was going to say that uh, I've been fucking with that website for a good couple of days because uh, it's been a couple of years since I built a website. So I am very much out of practice. So uh, I was putting that shit together and I fucked it up once or twice. So if you guys have, you know, preferably constructive criticism, please throw that shit my way. I would really appreciate it. Humidor at chronic. Make sure you tell everybody to actually read everything on there. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. Hello, please do. Uh, you mean the, the the strain descriptions or what? The facts, the the facts section. FAQ or whatever it is. Dude, I can't even remember. Oh, fuck, Dude, I just opened up. You open up like the photo editor, the video editor. All right, Fo force quit video editor. There we go. All right. The FAQ. Where was the FAQ? You know, I don't even remember what my FAQ was. The Portland Cannabis Tasting Society website. Oh, that actually. website. Yeah, the FAQ on that one was good. <laughs> Because it, I got transferred via link on one of your contact places on your new site. Dude, that shit's epic. 
I signed up even though I don't live in Portland. Cheers, dude. I appreciate it. Here we go. Let me see if I can show it. Uh, this is my old website. I haven't actually updated this website in like over a year. Honestly, I need to get back here. Like, uh, that's Bedrock Boogie. I haven't honestly grown. No, that's not true. I grew a little bit of Bedrock Boogie. Like, I can't even say it right. Bedrock yeah. Boogie, uh, like four months ago. But yeah, it's been a while. She's she is literally that pink. She is literally that pink. So anybody that people who were listening earlier. Uh, I thought this chick here was heavily, heavily, heavily pregnant. Bedrock Boogie number two. She's a, a strawberry cheesecake kush, basically. I call her strawberry cheese kush, actually. If you were to imagine the flavor, it would be strawberry cheese kush. Uh, I've had her for a while. She's one of my oldest cuts at this point. Kaffir Lime is probably my oldest that I've kept around. And then she's probably maybe the second oldest. Anyway, uh, Strawberry Cheese. Well, she and her sister, Bedrock Boogie Number 1, who's super uh, uh, sour strawberry. Anyway, this is the sweet strawberry version. For some reason, even though she looked heavily, 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 heavily pregnant, she was only mildly pregnant. And she made a very, very, very small amount of seeds. I don't know how many times to say very, 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 but it was one of the most surprising situations of my life. Like her sister produced a lot of seeds and I suspected her produce a fucking more amount of seeds. And she produced so much less, like so much less. It was dumb. It was really interesting to learn that like, appearances can be very deceiving but anyway uh this is one of my favorite plants this i realize i'm just showing a random picture but this is bedrock boogie number two and she's actually pinker than she looks in this picture like i toned it down for for the pictures because i figured people think it's photoshop like she's literally more pink than she looks in those fucking pictures it's funny when people think stuff is photoshop a lot of times people photoshop stuff downwards and you wouldn't even realize it anyway uh uh he was talking about the the faq this is from like a year ago you sell pounds bro pounds of my foot up your ass maybe but otherwise no get thee to a dispensary get thee to a garden get thee to thy mama but most importantly get that skinny ass the fuck away no i don't sell her kindly fuck <laughs> off dan you've angered me now i said get <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> i said get now I forget. That's fucking awesome, dude. I fucking love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, a couple of years ago, I was like, I don't know, it kept coming up. Like, there was like a, I think it was like a sting. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years, but there was like a sting, and a friend of mine, like his friend, got busted. And we're like, holy shit, what the fuck? And so I was like, get the f- Fuck out, motherfuckers. Fuck you. Just fuck off. Just all the fucks. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Anyway, we have that. I don't know if you guys have, probably every state has that in America, but uh, the foreigners be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? America is a weird place, man, in so many different ways. We have good things and bad things. Like, we are surprisingly way less racist than you might assume. Like anyone listening in, the French people, the German people, the fucking Austrian people, I could say this to you from experience. We are way less racist at this point than you think we are, and weirdly enough, less racist than your countries. It's kind of a, a weird disparity at this point. America, in its fucked upness, has actually turned the corner to being slightly less racist than places like France and Germany. 
it's not much of a fucking feather in the cap, but it's, it's it's at least it's something we got that going for us, which is nice. But we uh, still not. What's that, Smurf? I'm talking. Over I here. said, but weed's still not legal. Weed's still not quite legal, but it's more legal than it is in France. I'll give it that. You know what I mean? Like sure. we're more legal than we are in Germany or in France or in Poland or in Italy. Actually, no, it's like semi-legal in Italy. Semi. So is it for real true that like when you go to Europe, you can just like camp in people's fucking yards and shit? You can just walk across the country? Some places, like in the UK, they have like that right to wander, but other places they don't really. Dude, that would be pretty cool, man. I don't think they have that in Germany. I think they can like actually shoot you in Germany because they have guns and stuff in Germany, Where? like in the U.S. Mountains. What's that, Smurf? I said there's big ass mountains in Germany. I ain't gonna try to go camping out there. That's true. In southern Switzerland and stuff, yeah, dude. Beautiful country. The Austria. Dude, beautiful places to smoke weed at. Holy crap. Like, honestly, like, imagining, like, hiking in the mountains of Switzerland and Germany and Austria and shit and smoking weed. Wow. Like, just seriously, wow. Like, religious. And, like, some really good hash. Dude, can you imagine tripping on, like, a few grams of mushrooms and smoking a few joints on the top of a hill with, like, your, I don't know, your significant other and just enjoying the evening? Oh, oh, I like, it. a religious experience. Jesus, H. Christ. Hopefully that shit will be legal before long. All right, we're slurring like yeah, motherfuckers. Sounds like a good time, but yeah, I think I got to get out of here. I got to get out of the morning. Have you learned anything? Uh, I've learned that a bottle of whiskey doesn't clear anything up. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> But it has been a great time. So that's true. That's true. Be kind uh, to one another and yeah, I don't know. Shit like that. Good people time. do good things, man. Right? They do good things. Uh I could finally finish this joint. West Indian chairs in. Very good thoughts. Uh Captain yes. 20, perhaps you have learned something among all of us. We always hope He's... that someone learned some goddamn thing. Probably not, but it is weed and whiskey Wednesday, but you never know. I learned a whole bunch of shit. I learned that both of you guys can drink. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Always something. Ladies and gentlemen, we learned something. Uh, Captain 420, I believe you can be found at uh, Ohio's Captain... Captain Dank. Captain Dank. I'm not yeah. that drunk, but I can't remember his name. Right on. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if anybody please. out there would like to, uh, you know, grab some 120 to 150, 160 day uh, Thai strains, Asian strains, we'll call them, because sometimes they get mixed in from Laos and Burma and Cambodia, but. Uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram, and uh, when I get back to the States, I'll uh, send you out a gram or two and uh, hook you up, give you some fresh genetics, a whole bunch of fruit flavors in there. You know? Dude, I'll slide up in your DM for that. 
<laughs> only takes two or three times with our Western strains at about 40, 45, 50 days to get them down, you know, to 90, 100 day flowering strains. So good luck. It's a pheno hunt. But uh, anybody out there that likes them, hit me up. Fumidor, I'm definitely going to hit you up for some of those there. I know, man. We might so, have got a train or something. Sounds interesting. Anything you want, brother. Burp hiccup phase where I don't know if I'm going to burp a hiccup every time I talk. Uh, I'm going to burp or hiccup if I tell you to say anything else. Uh, Captain 420, cheers, dude. Have a good one. Peace. Uh, fuck's sake. I'm always too soon to say it. Do doobie Scooby. Mm -hmm. There we go. Scooby dooby doo. Do yes, sir. Doobie Scooby doo. Or Scooby. Uh, have you or learned something? Can people find you somewhere? Uh, do you have words of wisdom? I don't know. Floor is yours, um, even if you don't smoke weed, hey, grow something, man. Plant some peppers or some tomatoes or something. Learn how to take care of a plant, dude. That's the biggest life-changing thing I've done in the past 10 years. Yeah. And you won't look back, man. There's something intrinsic about a human being controlling a plant and their own food. There's something that is extremely rewarding. It's called freedom. It seems disproportionately rewarding. You know what I mean? Like, you only grew one fucking carrot. It wasn't enough to feed you for a month, but somehow it felt like it was enough to feed you for, you know, more than one meal. It was like one, one week or something. It wasn't actually, you got hungry the next day, but still, like, mentally, you feel fulfilled in some way as a, as a human being growing stuff. It's almost as if we're somehow intrinsically attached to the soil or plants or something. It's, it's very strange. It's, uh, or at least we're disconnected from this modern life. Maybe that's more what it is than anything else, that uh, the computerization, the, the gridization of our lives, the fact that everything is prepackaged and so on and so forth, and our even our human relationships are boxed and prepackaged and aligned for some of us are fired and moved on to other relationships and then divorced and moved on to others or remarried and moved into others and so that's very inhumane on some level. And so like when we work with plants, maybe we reconnect with our ancient uh uh, or maybe I'm just bullshitting, but at the same time, maybe it's true. I don't know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am puffing the end of uh, the, I don't even know how many, many, many fucking joints I've smoked. So you're welcome for the uh, nonsensical and hopefully somewhat uh, arbitrary. You're welcome and thank you for the five-star reviews. That's and, it. Uh, That's it. We try to say we Take care of yourselves and uh, take care of each other and be good to each other and your man. And, and uh, buy Fumidoro many, many seeds, but most of them from Fumidoro Seed Company. You the finest purveyor of seeds. From other places, you're you're allowed to. It's okay. I understand. You might want to buy some other. What's well, fucking swag? Okay, this is like. If you wish to waste your money, yeah. I mean, sure. Dang it! Of course, I'm so stoned that I. Oh, for fuck's sake! This is the wrong page. Stop Dude, I got black the print right ruby and Morgana in my cart right now. I'm trying to buy them. You're trying to buy them, and you said that the shipping was not right. I'm gonna have to fuck with that. I'm gonna have to. Fuck There's with just that. not an eye. Like you, like you've got the little tab there, but it's not a click tab yet, and so you can't enter a shipping service, so it won't let you complete your checkout. 
He's on it. I actually tried to buy something for myself and it kind of worked. So I thought, oh, it works now. All right. I'm going to have to fuck with it. If it's not letting you buy something, it's not because I don't want you to buy something. Perhaps you think like, oh, Fumador thinks that I'm not good enough. It's not because of that. I'm literally building this website myself. I don't have like Pixie assistance or the fucking website fairy or some shit. I literally built the shit myself. And, uh, Granted, I had some fucking good man. Wrote it myself from like a hole in the wall or whatever, but uh, dude, Square Space is a little bit uh, esoteric and all that shit, and you still gotta upload your photos and stuff and whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, please bear with me if you'd like to buy some stuff. You can always email me at fumador at chronictable.com. The same uh, the same deals apply. Uh, hopefully, I can uh, apply it. I guess it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, that's kind of annoying because actually, PayPal is giving me some shit. Some fucking I gotcha. Oh, you know what? Stripe works. Stripe works. So actually, Stripe, I think I could probably send you an invoice. So if this goddamn website doesn't work, and if PayPal doesn't work and whatever, well, I think Stripe works. So it's a little bit frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. You probably know that uh I'm not gonna say the words just in case these fucking magical wizard fuckers, the fucking mortar <laughs> cocksuckers hear the names and transpose them you probably know what i'm talking about the words that refer to the plants that we enjoy they are enough to fuck you over in several different mm-hmm. places and i've discovered that yep. annoyingly and i thought oh I, i'm gonna get around this but nope nope wouldn't you know it actually i don't think you do so uh whatever fucking email me at uh, fumador at chronic perhaps we can avoid it uh you can at least if you can't check out you can see what i wrote down as the story here hopefully it's applicable Hopefully I can change it. You can definitely see the descriptions. I have left out Silago the Bat. I'm sorry to say, I just didn't have time to do it before the show. Silago the Bat is the one that you guys get it as a freebie. I think Silago the Bat is good enough as its own strain, but early, 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 early testing exposed a couple of early vegetation phenot- or, uh, uh, hermaphrodites. I had one myself. None pop up in flower. None, none, none so far that I've heard. And even myself, none pop up in flower, but there are distinct early veg hermaphrodites. So I basically thought, oh, you know what? I'm pulling Silago the bat as a as a, uh, uh, a tester. I had other reasons besides that as well. So I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm, I'm pulling it. But it turns out that a few people that got Silago the bat, they're having really delightful results. Really, really, really fruity really really high performing because i've said this before bedrock boogie number one was probably the highest yielding plant i've ever had in my entire garden so uh wouldn't you know it uh bedrock boogie number one crossed by ruby jack number two uh, f2 was actually a surprisingly decent cross even though some early testers had some bad luck he's gonna be a freebie slash uh tester to every pack of seeds, every 10 pack of seeds. I am in theory going to sell a five pack of seeds, but I haven't put those on the website yet. So every 10 pack of seeds, five packs I guess are not gonna get this deal. 10 pack of seeds are gonna get the deal. Every 10 pack of seeds is gonna get a five pack of Silago the Bat. Silago the Bat is bedrock boogie number one, very sour strawberry leaning uh, uh, bedrock boogie by uh, Ruby Jack F2, same Ruby Jack F2 that's basically crossed to all these other strains. Uh, that's only basically as a freebie slash uh, tester. So if you bought a 10 pack of Morgana or a 10 pack of uh, Dread Persephone, that may not auto complete in the store because, sorry guys, 
I'm fucking new at building this shit, but uh, I'm going to try to annotate it. Like if you bought a 10 pack, I'm just going to write down like, oh, they got a five pack. And if you got two 10 packs, then oh, they got a, I haven't decided if it's going to be a 12 pack or 13 pack, whatever. I'll be generous. Don't worry. Uh, and then also the first 10 orders uh, are going to get some shit from uh, Tommy, not some shit, some amazing stuff from Tommy Tricomes. We are stoned and drunk as ball sacks. Um, I'm done, man. I, I, I'm done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I Before hope you read it, I'm uh, done. Like, bear with Thank us. Thank you for another Before great Whiskey Wednesday. Wednesday's Fumador. I enjoyed I enjoyed my drinks with you and uh, my comradeship and whatnot. And uh, I'm off, man. I got to go to sleep, Brendan. Man, I, I think I, I don't even blame you, man. I agree. Come on. Completely. Like, I, blessings. Blessings on your way to the sleepy town. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Uh, Smurf Gardens, I feel like uh, you're... See you Saturday, Brendan. <laughs> I just said cheese. See, that's how fucking drunk I am. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see each other. Well, actually, we're probably going to see each other a little bit later in the evening. Potent Ponics has a lovely spirit. Yeah. Embracing organics. Or what? I just I'm fucking Freudian slipped myself. Uh, I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus from the Embracing Organics show. They have a fine show, but I'm taking a little bit of a break from them. No disrespect. No, 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 whatever. But uh, whatever. They, 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 they have their show. I'm taking a little bit of a break. That's all it is. We're not going to make any judgments on it. I'm spending a little bit of time with Potent Ponics. Maybe one of these days I'll be back with Embracing Organics. I'm not making any judgments, folks. If you guys would prefer to listen to the uh, Embracing Organics show, I often listen to their show as well. Uh, I've probably avoided this before. It's Honestly, it's better to rip off the fucking band-aid. Whatever. Um, I'm not going to get into the behind-the-scenes stuff. I have my personal opinions. I don't have any problems with the people that are on the show right now. I have a mild disagreement with the way the show is going, and I have more of a disagreement with the original host of the show not being the leader of the show. That's really all it is. So I have no problem with the Embracing Organic show. I will probably continue to watch the show. I'll probably continue. I probably won't continue like chat in the chat because I don't want to fuck with them. You know what I mean? Right now I'm taking a break. So if I feel like I'm taking a break, I'm just going to take a break. I'm not going to fuck with the chat, whatever. But I might be listening in. You know what I mean? I'm not like against the embracing. I'm not going to enemy or something. I'm not going to I'm not going to downvote them or some shit. I'm not going to be an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wish them well. I wish them super, super do well. I'm slurring like a motherfucker. I'm, 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 I'm drunk as shit, folks. Please bear with me. I'm trying to make sense. Uh, so all those guys, I wish them absolutely well. They've been super chill. But for the moment, I'm taking a break from the show. Uh, hanging out with uh, Potent Ponics, Coot when he hangs out, blah, 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 over on the... Uh, 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 you see what I'm talking about? Uh, Growing with Fishes podcast. Uh, and uh, every once in a while, taking a break on Thursdays. That's been honestly a welcome break, I have to be honest, because for the longest time, I didn't even take one break on Thursdays. So it was a little bit annoying. Uh, not annoying. I love this fucking show. Don't give me, don't, don't fucking jump in my throat. Some fucking drunk, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in Vino Veritas, you know what I fucking mean? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go watch the Embracing Organic show. I'm not telling you not to watch it. Seriously, go watch that first. And Potent has been deliberately setting his show at 7.30 so folks can watch. watch. Dude, how fucking slurring am I? Can you imagine if I was driving? I would have crashed in like 15 cars already. Like, don't drink and fucking drive. Can you hear me talking? Like, seriously, can you hear me fucking talking? And I'm a decently smart person. I'm still talking like a goddamn fucking, like a reject of human life. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, uh, Go watch the Embracing Organics show first. And then go watch Potent Ponics after that. 
I'm going to be watching that show probably first if I have time, and then I'm going to be watching the Potman. That sounded really douchey. If I'm, okay, fuck it. Again, alcohol. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to make some kind of fucking judgment. If I'm literally in front of the TV, I'm going to be watching in front of the computer. I'm going to be watching the show, and I don't dislike them or something. They're super cool, chill people. Watch that show, then watch uh, uh, Potent Pondix, and then watch my show on Saturday. See what I mean? Maybe you hate my fucking show on Saturday, and you're like, fuck you, people are. Well, fuck you, too. You see what I mean? We're all equal. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just fucking people doing YouTube shows. It's just, it's uh, drama is meaningless. It's fucking meaningless. I mean, God damn it. Jesus H. Christ, God damn it. Fucking drama. I mean, seriously, fucking Christ. People's parents die. Their grandparents die. Their spouse dies. Like, their dog dies. And some asshole is talking about which TV show they're talking they prefer. Fuck off with all of that shit. Literally every single little bit of it. So anyway, uh, I was talking to Coot about this the other day. I was like, people, people yell at him about, like, alfalfa or kelp or something. And... The guy, he doesn't give a shit. Just don't do fucking about it. He doesn't give a shit. And it's just, I'm, I'm laughing to myself because I'm like, why would you argue about this shit? People live and die in this world. Human beings that have hopes and dreams. Children die too young in their lives. Old people die too young in their lives. And you're arguing about alfalfa. Shut the fuck up. I mean, just shake yourself in the head with a brick. Shut the Fuck up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, on a positive note, uh, that sounded strange because you shouldn't shake babies. That's fucking terrible. Uh, take the less sarcastic version of that because hopefully you realize that we're drunk. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm slurring like a complete motherfucker. Hopefully you understand that this is an abject lesson not to drive a car. I couldn't say this, but, but, but my first memory in my entire life was my dad driving drunk. And that's an unfortunate memory. My dad was a good man, but my first memory was my dad driving drunk. And I will never forget it. So it's one of those things like, uh, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Your, your, your baby son might remember it. Like literally your baby son. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. You guys probably think this is some shit that I'm making up. My actual first memory is me on my mother's lap as a baby. I'm not going to get into more of the details, but it was not, as you as you dig into the memory, it was not more pleasant. It was a little bit less pleasant, but it was vividly my dad driving drunk. So, and again, my dad was a good person. I, I remember my dad, he's, he's passed away from drinking. So, Sorry again, that, lessons, my friends. But, uh, uh, and he had given up drinking. Again, lessons, my friends. Uh, but uh, my first memory is of him driving drunk. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not a positive note. I didn't mean to mean it, uh, leave it on a, on a negative note, but I do mean to say this. It is not something to kind of play lightly with. You know what I mean? Like these things, they will bite you in the fucking ass. They will bite you in the ass and there's no, there's no coming back from it. You know I mean, there's a lot of things in this life that they will bite you and they will bite you one time. And that's enough. That's, that's something you can learn one time in life and you learn it once. And that's enough. You learn one time in life that you can be bit enough that that's, that's, that's all there is. Please do not drink and drive. Don't do anything like that because you might not be bitten, but someone else might be bitten by that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's move on to a positive note. Thank you very much. I appreciate you for hanging. I appreciate you for uh, chilling out with us. It's been mostly a very positive night, except for every once in a while. I don't know. I feel like it is my, uh, it's not my fucking uh, uh, job to bring up negative shit. That's kind of narcissistic, but uh, I don't know. Somebody has to bring up. We just talk are... about everything on your show. 
I just talked over you, Doo-Doo, Scooby. Here's it. Go ahead. I just like how you talk about everything on your show. It's no specific anything. Sure, dude. Uh, Hopefully it's uh, rewarding, interesting, and not boring. I appreciate that, Doo-Doo, Scooby. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, take stuff seriously. You know what I mean? Don't take stuff too seriously, but do think of the consequences of life. You know what I mean? Because you never know when something can be serious. You never know when something can be the last thing. We just lost Frenchie Cannoli. I've been saying this for a while. This is a little bit narcissistic, I realize, when I say this. But it, it, it's something like every time this comes up, a lot of people, they only think of themselves in relation to situations, right? So this is why I say this out loud, because I've met Frenchie Cannoli a couple of times, but only in the briefest possible passing. I couldn't possibly consider him a friend. I knew him just barely enough to know like that's a cool guy that's 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 all i could possibly say that like, this cool guy that's all i can say and then i hear from potent ponics oh my god this that the other thing blah 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 and i i know him enough that i can believe the story that's literally the extent that i knew the guy my experience with people like uh french cannoli bog uh i've been talking about the sour strawberry and the bedrock boogie i've been talking about sour strawberry and the bedrock boogie for fuck, a, a couple three four years now i've had this it's been on my business card like well i guess i don't have my new business i have my new business card my, my old business card when i handed it to people when i handed people my stare my uh my testers all my stare my testers morgana dread persephone lime river rose everything that i sent to zoso and noob and all these fucking people it had bedrock boogie number two on it uh what happened to sour morgana what's that what happened to your sour morgana the sour morgana exists motherfucker it exists it's being bred with it's it going does? To be bred with. i lost my train of thought with the bedrock boogie what the fuck Sorry. Was I to say with that no it wasn't your fault it was my fault i literally am too fucking stone and high sour morgana exists and sour morgana will be worked on because sour morgana is actually my second favorite <laughs> now that we say that it's my second favorite line now for the first like six months of Morgana's existence, I was like, wait, sour cherries? Tell me more, fam. I hate the word fam, but I, I say that ironically and every time I laugh. At myself. I was like, sour cherries? What the fuck? And I still love the sour cherries. I have sour cherries. I'm working on the sour cherries. But more and more and more and more and more, I'm looking at what I think is actually a middle hybrid between the Cuvée and the Ruby Jack, which is the spiced wine. And it's that, um, I guess I haven't named her for you guys, but it's, well, it's this girl right here. It's literally that girl right there. She's a little on the compact side, so she needs to be biggened up a little bit she struggles from a little bit of the smallness as opposed to the sour strawberry the smoky strawberry or sorry smoky morgana a couple other morganas they grow voluminously like motherfuckers they stretch a little bit more than you might even like them to stretch with like fucking butt all the way down this girl is a little on the smaller side so she needs to be not very small just a little smaller than those guys she needs to be bred with but i'm getting fucking cinnamon cardamom, all these interesting terps, consistently purpleness. Oh my fucking God. I probably just like, I probably lost my train of thought literally in the middle of that thought. You had me a wine terps. Dude, that's it. Spiced wine. Fuck off. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like the holiday wine, right? This is Is not so it's not, it's not that spiced Christmas wine. So she's 
is that without any of the sweetness. So you get cinnamon, cardamom, kind of other uh, uh, cloves, blah, 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 blah. No sweetness. So it reminds me a lot, a lot, a lot of Platinum Yeti number six. You, uh, you guys probably haven't smoked number Platinum Yeti number no. six unless you came up at Tasting Society. But I've talked about her before, that she was this very indica-heavy kind of Girl Scout cookies cross. It was uh, Platinum Girl Scout cookies by Yeti OG. So very, very heavy on the Platinum Girl Scout cookies. Uh, cinnamon, cloves, spices, purple, blah, blah, blah. If I had to, like, if I guessed out of a fucking lineup, you know, like... Uh, uh, pick the criminal out of a lineup. I would have figured this is basically the progeny of uh, Platinum Yeti number six, which is not. Yeah, it's yeah. a progeny of uh, Cuvée F2 by Ruby Jack F2. So it's somewhere along that Pinot Noir, Space Queen, something like that. It's, it's a very, I think it's a very in the middle hybrid between the two. Love it. Fucking love it. I've had a couple phenotypes that are similar, and this is the best one right now. So I'm basically breeding with that one in the future, and I just fucking love it. Love Hell it. yeah, man. I'm. Can't wait to see it. Sure do. Uh, hopefully there's some more stuff in the future too, some other interesting uh, outcrosses and stuff. There's, there's, I don't know, I, I hope to do stuff a little bit differently. People probably, you know, well, people are definitely new to the freaking Cubid Oil Seed Co. because I literally just launched that shit today. Fumidoroseedco.com, <laughs> uh, fumidoro.com, fumidoro.net. They all go to the same place. Uh, apparently the shipping options are not working on it so, so ladies and gentlemen I'm going to work on it hopefully we can figure that shit out tomorrow I don't know load that shit in your card or whatever or email me I don't, I don't know we're, we're, we're going to figure it out uh, what was I going to say um, damn, I'm losing my tra fucking train of thought uh, I was talking about like three four fucking things at the same time we're working <laughs> on interesting new lines we're working on I am literally losing my train of thought in the middle of thoughts that I'm trying to not lose my train of thought on Fuck. All right. I've smoked too much weed and drank too much whiskey this evening. I'm trying to say that there is more interesting shit coming. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If I'm going to distill that to something I can't forget saying, James Bond will return. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. James Bond will return. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a little bit more whiskey to go. Uh, cheers. Let's have a final drink with each other. Uh, dude, I'm not going to make the 420. We could. Dude, Scooby, Scooby, we could, but I feel like it would be really struggling. <laughs> I feel like the mind is willing, but the body is fleshy and bruised. That Well, you can take that 420 to just mellow out into your couch or something then. I think that's the right advice. Right so advice. I am going to join you with us. Scooby is trying to abscond because uh, he's not, dude, he's not lying. We're tired and we are drunk and we are stoned. Cheers, Cheers dude. He's got the moonshine even, man. Yes, Tell sir. us how that moonshine is, man. Uh, what's the, dude, moonshine can be really good, by the way. People a lot of times think that moonshine is crappy. Moonshine can taste like bananas. I don't do. It can taste like fruit. It can taste like I don't bananas. do flavors too much in my, in my shine because the sugars normally make me sick. But it'll be, it's always just a plain shine. And uh, they got that one right there was made out of sweet feed. Just shit you buy, fucking tractor supply. I'm thinking I'll put of, a uh, pencil right there. Go figure, because I live in, in Oregon instead of Tennessee or Kentucky. Probably if I lived, you know, uh, back east somewhere, I probably would have had actually like a, a whiskey new make. But I've actually had more scotch new make 
than I've had anything else. And the new make is the clear shit that comes out of the still. So yeah, the stuff that basically he was just drinking out of like a mason jar. Uh, it can even be diluted, actually. The new make doesn't necessarily have to be full fucking yeah, proof, but it's clear. It's not aged at all. It hasn't been aged in oak barrels. The tannins from the oak barrels are actually what colors whiskey. It's not. It's nothing else. It's not the time. It's not the age. It, it's literally nothing else. Like sugars. It's nothing else. It's not oxidation even. People think it's oxidation. It's literally the tannins from the oak barrels. And those oak barrels are old bourbon barrels so i was just drinking bourbon bourbon tonight maker's mark will sell those barrels used literally used uh to like scotland and the sherry producers and whatever else and those guys will use those barrels to basically age their whiskey and color and flavor their whiskey and the, the the literally both the flavor and the color comes from the oak the tannins from the oak it's an actual fucking trip when you think about it same thing with wine a lot of the, well, okay, the wine, a lot of the color comes from the red grapes, but a lot of the flavor actually comes from the, the oak that it's aged in. It's a fucking trip and a half. Um, did, you, did you hear about that whiskey that they aged at sea on a boat? Like in salt air, they put it on a wooden ship and they literally age it, like going from port to port. And it'll go to like 50 different countries before you get your fucking cast. I have to look it up, man. It's freaking badass, though. I might know what you're talking about. Um, I won't swear to it. They're small batch. There's a couple of, like, novelty things. The whiskey that I drank tonight was uh, aged with staves, and that was a kind of a cool thing. I was like, oh, we should talk about that, but it kind of never came up. Like, individual parts of the barrel were made of different wood. Or more likely, because corporations are corporations and they like to do things cheaply, instead of making a barrel out of different pieces of wood from different trees, they probably literally stuck different pieces of wood into a barrel that was already made. And those pieces of oak actually flavored the, 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 the whiskey differently. It's an actual fucking mindfuck when you think about it a bit, that the flavor of the whiskey comes from the barrel that it's aged in. Like some of the people okay. that are listening right now still probably thinking like, Fiona, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, uh, okay, so it was aged in a glass jar, blah, blah, blah. Like wheat growers, a lot of us, we, we age stuff in glass jars, right? And glass jars are inert. Like glass basically doesn't react. That's one of the reasons why it, it ages well, we think, for whiskey. Well, in contrast to that, whiskey, wine, a lot of other liquors, anise, uh, fucking any number of craft liquors from fucking Europe, both distilled and not distilled, even wines, they'll age them in oftentimes American oak barrels, like ex-bourbon yeah. oak barrels, because it imparts color and flavor. It's a total mindfuck. We got to talk about it one of these days. We're going to get, I keep meaning to do it and I never have time to do it. Maybe now that I finally started my website and my Seco and whatever, maybe now I have f f some fucking time to go talk to some of the whiskey producers. I'm slurring more words again. Uh, we have all these wonderful beer producers in Oregon, but we now have all these really lovely whiskey producers too. We've had some really great bourbon and, you know, Scotch style, because of course it's a protected, uh, like a bourbon and Scotch are both protected controlled origin things. But, you know, Scotch style stuff we have here and whiskey style. We're going to have to talk to some of those people in the barrel aging and shit. This is going to be some fucking fun stuff. I got some fun fucking ideas. Uh, if you have some fun ideas, if you're listening in, if you think that this is a fun show and you'd like to hear more of it, and you have 
interesting, productive, cool ideas, constructive criticism, uh, productive ideas. I've said this like five times the same way. You know, hopefully you guys realize that we're drunk and you'll, you'll figure it out. Email me at fumador at chronictable.com. I am very receptive to positive criticism, very unreceptive to negative criticism. I usually just burn your comment in the fucking trash and tell you to go fuck yourself. I may not tell you to go fuck yourself. I may just ignore you and kind of laugh, honestly. But uh, so put, put it this way. Some of the, I have to be honest, some of the trolls, some of the fucking negative stuff, I, I'm not going to get into it. I, I, I do know what's going on. I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm not going to mention you fuckers by name. I'm not going to acknowledge you shitbags. So just go and fuck yourself. This is the one and only times that you're basically going to acknowledge, get any acknowledgement from me at all. But I do know what's going on. That aside, everything else on this channel is going to be fucking positive. So please, ladies and gentlemen, please do not engage in drama, negativity, nonsense shadow banning or any other goddamn garbage we're drinking uh, and driving the show got abruptly strange at the end but man when in vino fucking veritas man there's only so much that you can see without fucking saying something jesus h christ i pretend to ignore a lot of stuff on this show because dude it's impolite to notice everything i have to be honest it's one of those things when you notice everything it's very impolite to notice everything so you learn very quickly in life you intentionally don't notice stuff so to say you don't notice it, you just intentionally forget it or just kind of look the other way. Out of sight, out of mind. I notice almost everything that fucking happens on this show and the comments on other people's shows. Like, you fuckers, you can go fuck yourselves. Like, literally, you go fuck yourselves. You know who you are. You know who you are. I know who you are. You go fuck yourselves with a fucking bag of hammers. That's the only hey, time that I will ever mention ever, 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 ever on this fucking show. You can go fuck your mother. And the rest of it, please, let's be positive because uh, I don't know why I got negative. Oh, it's just fucking shit. Every once in a while, you got to say it. Every once in a while, you got to say it. Earlier before the show, fuck, I wish gunfights were legal. I said this earlier. I told Wes Engine, and I swear to shit, this is literally this. Like, it is so obvious. Like, 60, 70 people would shoot three people dead. Like, these three people are clearly, 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 clearly stealing from us clearly and so tomorrow there would be a gunfight like if it were legal tomorrow there would be a gunfight there are these circumstances in life it's so bizarre to imagine it like i hate to say this because this is going to be polarizing in the chat but the previous president dude he like brought out some of the worst than people and you get this stuff where the 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 shitheads they don't hide anymore and so this is one of those things like three people would get i mean 60 people would vie for a gunfight with them there, there's just no way that they would survive it because every one of those 60 people would vie for having a one-on-one -on -one gunfight they wouldn't survive all 60 one-on-ones i realized that got weird at the end there but uh, <laughs> jesus age christ that's why we relate for the show it's uh, i don't even know what the resolution for that is ladies and gentlemen i always end these shows with don't be a fucking prick and uh I mean it. I really mean it. Like folks, I'm I praying for zombie apocalypse. Like how easy it is to be a prick. Like, uh, and actually, if we get serious for a moment, like literally, this is this is this is not a joke for me. Like this is actually a really serious situation. Like the the shit that happened before the show. I don't know what the solution is. This is actually a serious situation. I mean, fucking probably should shut the fuck up. But uh, 
it's it is an issue it's serious for me and it's unrelated to me i didn't cause the situation this is the unfortunate part of it i have no way to solve that solution actually and so it's an issue of other people being gigantic gargantuan motherfucking pricks and i'm unfortunately stuck in the fucking tide you know what i mean it's one of those circumstances where i'm stuck in the tide but i'm you know fucking stuck so it's oh i don't want to get into it i don't want to get into it but um I always end the show. Don't be a fucking prick. There's a wonderful writer. If you guys have never read a book, uh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> if you guys are dumb as fuck, <laughs> I'm not trying to do like guys good stuff. If you guys have never read like, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Like a book that's like hoity-toity, like up its own ass, whatever. That probably sounds terrible. This is actually a really good book. It's not up its own ass. Forget everything that I just said, okay? Hannah Arendt, uh, there's, a, there's a writer, she passed away many years ago, Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, I could type this, but fuck it, it's late in the show, first name, H-A-N-N-A-H, her last name is A-R-R-E-N-D-T, Hannah Arendt, a uh, German-Jewish woman, one of the most influential writers that I've ever read in my entire life, uh, the most influential book that I wrote uh, read of her couple really good books but one of the most influential books the most influential book i have to be honest with, literally the i'm not going to qualify it the most influential book and it's fucking sucks to say it the banality of evil like even the 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 name of the book sucks the banality of evil if you guys think i'm making this shit up i'm not this is the vino veritas it's one of the most significant fucking concepts in my entire fucking life the Banality of Evil was a book by Hannah Arendt. She was writing about Adolf Eichmann. Adolf Eichmann was a, Jew, uh, a German SS officer. He didn't even hate Jews. He had lots of Jewish friends. He was one of those guys. I love Jews. I have some of my best friends are Jews. You know how people you know, talk about black stuff? Like uh, they're about to say something super racist, but they say, my best friends are blacks. That was Adolf Eichmann. He literally, literally, literally had some of his absolute best friends in his life were Jews. And some of those best friends, he actually, he was the guy in charge of sending people to camps. Like he was the guy, he was the guy that sent all of Hungary and a few other countries to the camps. And so he was the guy that could say, like, if, he, if, if you were his friend, he'd be like, all right, you can go to Venice or you can go to, you can go on vacation for a couple of years. I mean, that's chill too. He was that guy. Uh, Hannah Arendt wrote about him and it wrote about the trial. The trial, I realized this got really weird at the end of the show, but uh, I don't know. Fuck, it's my show. I, I'm talking about it. I'm going to finish the thought. Cheers, man. Uh, cheers, cheers, fucking uh, do, do, do Scooby. I don't even know why I'm talking about the banality of evil at this point, but uh, I'm Hey, if it's a good book, it's a good fucking thought, man. I'm going to finish my fucking thought. I don't like. People are going to be wondering, like, why is he talking about the banality of evil? I'm going to finish my fucking thought. I mean, like, I'm going to be mad at myself if I don't finish. My... I would understand you if you left, because why are you listening to this? Like, I, I don't even know why I got on this subject. Anyway, Adolf Eichmann, he had Jewish friends. He had Jewish girlfriends. He didn't even hate Jewish people, but he thought the SS was kind of a cool career path. So he basically signed up and essentially sent a couple, three million people to their deaths. 
And so Hannah Arendt wrote this book about the banality of evil. How like a dude who was essentially a paper pusher, who didn't give a shit, was not a bad man. Like you you could not in any way define him as a bad man. If you knew him, you know he told pretty fun jokes even. He was a pretty chill friend. Like he's the kind of guy who would help you move. You know, these days, if you called him, if you if you wanted to move, he would help you fucking move. He was literally that guy. And also sent, unironically, all of the Jews in Hungary and several of the Jews in other countries to their deaths in Auschwitz and a few other fucking Birkenau, a few other different camps. So she wrote this book called The, the Banality of Evil. One of the most significant fucking things that I've ever touched in my life. Like, like literally, I, I can't, I, I cannot express how much it will express my, because you think to yourself that Beelzebub and Lucifer and whatever else embody evil in this life. And then you realize it's some fucking accountant in Queens. You know what I mean? I don't even know how I got on this subject. I find my, found my way on here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. I drank a third of a bottle of uh, Maker's Mark fancy shit and some other shit. Uh, I have... <coughs> I don't know. Mazel tov. Okay, however we got here, we got here. Did you be Scooby? We were talking about some weird shit right now. Uh, let's change the subject. What do you think? Uh, talk about literally any good uh, goddamn other subject. Dude, the rain here has been freaking crazy, man. I've had tomatoes just like popping on the vine, right? Like right and left, right and left. Not even making it to ripeness and stuff. But hey, the freaking the flowers. Oh, man, I hit them with some BT and veg and stuff so they cap the top of the hard doors here because I'm still learning that. I can grow indoors, man, but you step outside in freaking Florida humidity, dude, and you're fucked. Dude, I have no idea how drunk I got because whatever the fuck I was talking about, I prefer what you were talking about, and we were going to end the show on that. Uh, never mind, Garden, I just said. We're going to talk about tomatoes. Ladies and gentlemen, humidity, tomatoes, hot sauce. Uh, they pop No, I don't even know. Like, when you get high and drunk, you're like, I don't even know. Shit just comes out or something. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, Doobie Scooby, thank you for hanging, my friend. Thank you for being chill. Uh, dude, much love and appreciation, bro. I'm talking over him. Sorry, dude, for the, the delay. Much love and appreciation, brother. I appreciate what you do. Cheers, dude. You too. Uh, thank you for appreciating the appreciation. I appreciate the appreciation of the appreciation. Okay, that sounds ironic, but I'm not trying to be That's I'm trying to make a joke about Le- Big Lebowski. Like, I'm checking in. To see <laughs> it what ties the room together, man. That's it. It tied the room together, man. It's very sad. Anyway, uh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Thank you very much for hanging. Thank you, thank you very much for popping with us. It's been uh, Weed and Whiskey Wednesday. Thank you for cheering up my mood because honestly, the shit that happened before the meeting, I still do not know what the solution to that problem is. It is actually kind of weighing on my life. But we're gonna we're we're gonna move on. We're gonna move past that. Thank you for for cheering me up past that. We got drunk as the fucking skunks. West Engine was on here. Saint Bernard's was goofing on the off the chat. Uh, Clacking was in the chat. Any number of people stop by. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, bats and frogs, space aliens on simulcast. Doo-dooby-scooby, scooby-dooby-doo. 
where are you? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging. Uh, I think I almost flipped you off. That's like the European flip off. I, I got to remember not to flip people off accidentally. That's fine. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, Go check out fumaduro.com. Okay, before we leave, shit, I spent so much fucking, dude, I spent like six months testing seeds. You don't even have any idea how many friends I lost over this shit. Okay, hold on. I'm going to oh. share this fucking thing because uh, I, I've, I've just honestly had it. Like, we're going we're gonna to share this shit. We're not gonna get into the details, motherfuckers. We're not gonna, we're not gonna get into how many seeds I sent, how many seeds I had to send a second time because the post office in Portland was broken. You guys think I'm making this up, but literally, 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 we're not gonna get into it. But the previous president, he had this whole idea of uh, fucking up the post office, and the city of Portland got fucked by it. And I don't know how many. Hundreds of my seeds got stuck in the post office as a result. And then we had some dick shits who fucked with whatever. We're not going to get into the details. I know what their shitbag details were. They think that they can fucking whatever. We're, we're just going to fly right over that. Anyway, the long story short is here we are in fucking July 22nd. I was even earlier in the show forgetting that June existed. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. I'm super high. Go check out Pumador. Even if you don't buy a goddamn thing, I don't even care. Today, it's been such a long day. Go look at it. Tell me if you think the website sucks. In fact, that. Actually, that. Literally that. If you think the website is stupid. If you think the colors are stupid. Because actually, I think this maroon is annoying me. This maroon color is actually fucking annoying me. So if that maroon color annoys the shit out of you and you agree with me, Please let me know at humidor at chronictable.com. I will not charge you a single penny. I promise you. I will not say, like, oh, that's five packs of seeds, motherfucker. No. I'm let too busy staring at the mud. What is wrong with my website? Please tell me what I should change because uh, it's been a long road to hoe. We're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into the details. We're not going to get into how many fucking friends or relationships I've lost in this fucking year. Fuck all of that shit. We're going to move on to the fucking scenes and hopefully good things coming. So please, ladies and gentlemen, if you have positive questions, comments, or concerns, please let me know at Fumador at Chronic Table. Go look at FumadoroSeedCo.com. Go look at Fumadoro.com or Fumadoro.net. Let me know what you think at Fumadoro.chronic or Fumadoro at ChronicTable.com. Doobie Scooby, thank you, my friend, for putting up with uh, my rant at the end of the show. Uh, thank you, Charlie's Farm 420, for always been there. You've been a friend for ages, like honestly, ages. Like uh, Potent Ponics was saying how rare it is. Like Charlie's Farm 420, I hope I'm not the first pers person to tell you this, but uh, 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 Frenchie can only pass away. Th that's just sad as shit. I didn't even know the guy. I'm fucking sad about it. Like, I knew the guy barely. I met him like twice, three times. I took pictures of him and Pedro and Dizzy, and they were still, like, they were, they had tears in their eyes because Pedro was so happy to meet him. And I, I literally like walked around the corner. It was the stupidest kismet on this earth. And I never got a chance to actually talk to the guy. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. Way, 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 way back on my Instagram. Uh, Pedro's grow room was a really cool guy. He had a, a gigantic Instagram that got shut down by motherfucking Mark Zuckerberg's bullshit system. Uh, he and his wife, right. Dizzy, the Dizzy Grower, are wonderful people. The Dizzy Grower is one of the nicest people I think I've ever met in my entire fucking life. 
which is not to take anything away from Pedro, who's a really cool guy, but Dizzy is just nice on a, a level that if you've met her, you'd know why I'm saying that she's that much nicer. She's just, she's that much nicer. Pedro is a really, really, really cool guy. And the Dizzy Grower is just, he's that much cooler. It, it doesn't take anything away from Pedro because he is a really cool guy, but she's just that much cooler. That's uh, he would agree with me. He would fucking agree with me. That's why he married her. Uh, anyway, I I walked around the corner at the Indo Expo, be right before COVID, where Tanasi and Blacksdale Gardens and all those motherfuckers literally caught COVID because basically we shared an airport with the CES uh, uh, electronics show in Vegas. So that was one of the first super spreader events. Dan uh, Dirtman, Dan and I. Uh, discovered that we were almost certainly this is weird inside baseball but yeah like 18 months ago or something like uh, literally like 18 months ago Dirtman Dan and I discovered that we were almost certainly immune to COVID because we were the only people in our entire friends group that did not get violently fucking ill for like a month after we went to the Indo Expo in uh, Denver, Colorado basically in Denver, Colorado in January of 2020 uh, a bunch of us. I went to Colorado, Tanasi, all the, you know, most of the Embracing Organics crew is from Colorado, but Dirtman Dan and I, uh, now uh, Family Tree Seeds is from San Diego, but at the time, I and Dan were the only places, only people that were not from Colorado. So we came to Colorado to say, hey, Dirtman Dan been doing it for a couple of years, but that was the first time that I'd come down because you know, I was a fairly new person in the EO show again. I'm not anti EO guys. Please go watch the EO show. It's a fucking kick ass show. I, I am completely in favor of the EO show. I'm just taking a hiatus from the show. I have my own personal reason. It has nothing to do with the EO show. Anyway, I was happy to go and visit Tanasi. I think he's one of the coolest guys that I've ever met. I, I think that he's like a, a real life mushroom shaman. Like people, yeah, he got good vibes, dude, for real. Whatever. You guys don't know Tanasi. Like, honestly, you don't know Tanasi. When you talk to him about mushrooms, he is as serious as a fucking heart attack. You probably don't imagine how intense he is in a good way with psychedelics. In a good way. He takes that shit as seriously as a heart attack. I think Tanasi. He's former military, though. That's, you know, part of his training. That's it. That they go through is to be serious. Seriously. Uh, that wasn't meant to be sarcastic. That was just kind of that came out of my mouth. Whatever, I'm fucking stoned. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? So, like a year and a half ago, I went to see Tanasi and all those guys, and all those guys, Black Sail, Tanasi, uh, Red River Organics, a bunch of guys got fucking violently ill. And for some reason, Dirtman Dan and I were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? So whatever. Dude, you got COVID killing microbes in your garden. Most of my life, it's, it's, what a Durman, we're not going to get into it. That, 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 that is verging on something we're not going to get into, but pardon me. Uh, there, uh, in fact, I'm going to shut the fuck up and move on. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what was I originally trying to talk about? I can't even remember what I was talking about. Y'all didn't get sick. I have to go something, 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 something. Was it? Y'all didn't get sick. I can't, I can't hear what you said. You and Dirtman Dan didn't get sick like everybody else. There was a point to that. Fuck, I don't remember. All right, I'm high. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. I've made a point of stopping to apologize whenever we get way too fucking mm-hmm. blitzed on these shows. I'm just like, all right, you're fucking welcome. 
Uh, People are waking Vegas uh, right now, dude. There was a point to that, but we're going to move on. Ladies and gentlemen, Dermand Dan, uh, I don't know if he's listening. He might be listening. Uh, Dermand Dan has gone through a lot of stuff in his life. I hope you guys will give him good vibes. There's a lot of people in our lives that have gone through very weird, and you, you might be surprised in many cases, who goes through bad times, good times. A lot of people hide it well, you know what I mean? So I would oh, yeah. just like to say that uh, that's weird now that I see the Dirtman Dan went through bedtime. Whatever. Some people know that Dirtman Dan has had some interesting times in his life. Folks, send him a good vibe. Please, if you can, send him positive message. I think the Dirtman Dan would appreciate positive vibes only. If I hear anybody send him dirt negative vibes, I will ban you from my fucking show. And I'm not even being ironic in any, any way uh, because there's more than enough shitheads. Like, I've seen this on my show. So many people will take from your fucking show. Enough's a fucking enough. Like these shows get demonetized. There's no money in it. There's no nothing. Like fuck your mothers. Like honestly, like all of you that can take away from it, just make it worse. So good vibes only for my friends. Just chill out, have fun, smoke another joint. Again, I started ranting again at the end of the show. Whatever. It is what it is. In vino fucking veritas. Ladies and gentlemen. Good vibes only. Try to focus on the good shit in life. There's so many ways to focus on the negative and the fucking bullshit and the competitive. And, oh, I think I could do what he's doing better. This is something that comes up in my life constantly, 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 constantly. Some motherfucker. I feel like Kendrick Lamar, motherfucker. I feel like Kendrick Lamar. I seriously, unironically feel like Kendrick Lamar rapping about shit. I'm like, some motherfucker thinks he could do it better. Okay, do it. No one is stopping you. No one is stopping I'm not stopping you. I am not standing in your way. I am not standing in your fucking way. But if you could please not step on my head in the process, that would be lovely. I realize I'm ranting right now, but fuck this shit. I've had enough. I've had enough. Jesus Christ, if you think you could do better, by all means. Literally, show me. I would like to learn. But please don't step on my fucking face while you're doing it. That sounds like a terrible rant. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in vino veritas, you're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for hanging. Uh, thank you very much for putting up with my uh, bullshit freaking uh, 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 rants. Every once in a while they come out, man. I try to keep them silent, but uh, oh, it sucks being observant. I have to be honest. It sucks being observant. It sucks being able to combine the dots. It sucks being able to, being able to combine the freaking... A lot of people are not nearly as smart as they think they are. And then you, you just have to look the other way. You, you have to, Scooby-Doo, Scooby, you know what I'm talking about, man. I can you understand that. You cannot tell people you know what the deal is because you're not going to look like a good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it is what it is. And it people is are going to be stuck in their ways. You ain't going to change somebody's mind. You just got to find a better way. And that's, I, I don't know, I try to find a better way. I would just like, I would just like it because I'm in that revenge mode right now because I'm a little bit drunk. I would like you fuckers to know that I do see it. I would, I would like you to know, I know who your names are. I could tell you right now. I could tell you right now. I could tell you know, what dumb fucking religions you follow and all that shit. We're going to move on. Uh, but uh, on a positive note, folks, focus on the positive. Focus on the not negative. Honestly, there's so many good things about cannabis. There's so many growth aspects of cannabis. Rasta Bob said this about uh, said about this the other day, like 
you have this idea of flavors, you have this idea of highs, you have this idea. Nobody is competing with each other. There's so much potential. We haven't even scratched the fucking surface. And so this so idea that you have to claw people down before they get, you're an idiot. You're an idiot and you don't even know, you don't even know what you're missing. That's, you've revealed yourself as someone who will never get there. That's, I think what Rasta Bob gets that and anyone who listens to Rasta Bob well enough has gotten that message. If you are one of those people that you have not gotten Rasta Bob's message, you will never get to where Rasta Bob is talking about. It's one of those things. If you don't get Martin Luther, you will never fucking get Martin Luther King. I'm sorry to say. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for hanging. Thank you for puffing with us. Thank you, Charlie's Farm 420. You're a fucking excellent legend, my friend. Atomic uh, Spoon, speaking of legends. Red Pill, cheers, dude. Robert, uh, uh, I see you, my friend. Robert, Mr. Greenfield, we have so many Roberts in the chat. It's fucking hilarious. Cheers to all of the Roberts. You know who you are. I probably even missed some because some of you guys probably don't even say hello in the chat. Folks who don't say in the chat, hello in the chat, uh, we're not trying to ignore you. We, we would like to cater the show to you as well. Uh, uh, I know some of you guys don't necessarily know how to say hello. I've been in that circumstance myself. Like, I don't know if I have anything to contribute or to say hello or to say this. The, the, the noise that comes from someone who hasn't yet typed in the chat. Folks, if you would like to join us in the live YouTube chat, we will, I promise you, not bite you. If someone does bite you, I'll ban them with extreme fucking prejudice. And if I don't, one of my fellow moderators, uh, these guys, you guys don't know this because we don't perpetuate. I should perpetuate this fucking, uh, the, the legends of this channel a little bit more. The the blue crew, so to speak, we got this from Melty. Melty has because YouTube fucking banned his original channel. Uh, Melty has used to call this this is how memes travel, right? Memes are these intellectual freaking uh, ideas that basically travel like evolutionary ideas, but they travel from mind to mind as opposed to from genetic. Uh, uh, um, yes, sir. There's Rastabob right there. Instead of from, uh, uh, let's say, genetic material, genetic material, they travel from mind to mind. Anyway, uh, memes are as powerful as anything. Kindness is a meme, my friend. You can choose kindness. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, choose positively. What happened to Dan, man? Dan did not get busted. Dan is, uh, dude, Dan is going through what happens to people. Life is what happens while people make plans. Life is literally what happens to people while they make plans. And I have to be honest with you, life happened to Dirtman Dan. Dirtman Dan is dealing with life right, life right now. And like many of us, like more than you might know of us, is trying to figure out where life is going to deal with. Uh, Life is going to uh, 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 direct him. So Dirtman Dan currently is, um, he could probably use some of your good, positive vibes, honestly. Literally no, what's going on with you, motherfucker? He doesn't need any of that. He doesn't need any of that. He doesn't need your advice. I don't think he needs your counsel. I doubt he needs your freaking criticism. I doubt he needs any of that. But I bet he could probably use positive comment perhaps like hey damn man hope you're doing all right i bet he thursdays and bob would say man give thanks for the moment and give thanks for the time that's it dude. uh so if you guys can focus on positivity i think Dirtman man could really appreciate that uh, i think a lot of people could appreciate that frankly these days i think a lot of people forget that I don't remember what the original point that I was trying to make. I, again, almost tipped over a bottle of fucking uh, uh, whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm in that whiskey tipping phase where you tip over your fucking expensive jars. You hear that, that, that glass? That was uh, 
sound effects, practical effects, just like uh, what was that movie with Charlie's Throne? Holy shit! Holy shit uh, I don't know. The Australian shit, the uh, Mad Max, whatever the fuck it was. Oh, like, Mad Charlie's Mad. Throne. I'm like, thank God I'm drunk because I get away with it. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for hanging. Thank you for puffing with us. Uh, be kind. Be decent. Be gentle. Don't be goddamn pricks. I don't know how many times I have to say that, how many shows I have to say it to, how many fucking different ways. Like, we started the show late because, I mean, I'm just be fucking frank with you. There are some people who are probably so big of pricks. That's probably not fair. They could probably be undone with a couple of joints. I fucking don't know. The one dude, his wife chiefs on joints. I don't know want to say that someone is terminally douchey, but it's possible that someone is terminally... That, that can't be possible. There's got to be enough ganja that you cannot be terminally... Rasta Bob probably has some fucking... Dude, he probably has some lamb's bread that would turn even the biggest douche into a fucking... Like a cool dude. Like, honestly. Like, Rasta Bob is probably laughing. He's like, dude, you haven't even tried but lamb's bread number three. You see what I mean? Every time I think about the, the space catapult where we throw our enemies basically into Venus's <laughs> atmosphere or something, I'm like, all right. Rasta Bob may be working on like a kindness terpene where if you smoke a big enough, you probably had to smoke a big fucking joint for these people, but if you smoked enough of a joint, you would turn into like almost a human being. We're going to roll with that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be optimistic for a change. I'm trying to roll with it. As dumb as it sounds, you go with things as they come. Conan O'Brien, I saw Conan O'Brien when he started years ago. I'm super fucking old now. I realize that I'm as old. Like, just like, like there you're comes a time in your life right? where you're like, yeah. dude, I am so fucking old because you saw some of Conan O'Brien's first shows. Conan O'Brien has retired from fucking regular television now that's when you know you're goddamn old conan o'brien has told people to stop being cynical and to work hard so i'm basically trying to make a a, a goal of it in my life like i've been so cynical in my life so many times i'm like oh i'm so fucking smart blah 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 blah. i'm trying to avoid that conan o'brien has said don't be cynical work fucking hard i'm paraphrasing but like, we're just gonna go with it we're gonna fucking go with that ladies and gentlemen that'll be the fumidor version of that we're gonna pretend maybe someone will quote that 20 years from now and be like well um Fumidor, Fumidor said uh, don't be cynical and such and such and that would be that would be fun if i'm like a thousand years old and i hear that i'll be like oh i remember saying that kind of ladies and gentlemen this is the longest outro to a show ever. Uh, thank you for hanging. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for puffing with us. Go check out fumadoroseedco.com. I would be honored if you bought some seeds. I realize that the shipping methods are fucked up right now. I, My deepest apologies. I thought that that was actually working before the show. I actually met, made whatever excuses. But trying to make it work. And before the, the end of the day, you learn all this stuff face first. It's hilarious. How many of these things you learn face first? And, uh, it's amazing how many of them that I could even not tell you, and they're still interesting. It's fucking hilarious how many things you learn face first in this kind of stuff. Not complaining. It it's worth it. Yeah, shit happens, man. Whatever. Hopefully, the next generation will be better. Hopefully, I can learn from the first mistakes. And uh, that's actually the key, frankly. If you can learn from your mistakes, if you can't learn from your mistakes, then it's painful. If you can learn from your mistakes, oh, then yeah. you get better. You know what I mean? That's the key. 
You need to learn from mistakes. Folks, if you can learn, I rarely, I always, I, I would joke with Wes Engine, did you learn anything from this show? All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you learned anything from me on this show, please try to learn from your mistakes. This is something my stepfather did not learn from his mistakes. We're not going to get into the details of his life, but I would consider him to be one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. He did not also, that was one of his character traits. We wouldn't say that's defining method, but we would say one of his character traits, one of the reasons why he became the worst person I knew is he did not learn from his mistakes. People who do learn, people who do learn from their mistakes, they turn into memes. Uh, noob grows turn them turns them into memes. But people who people who dirt dirt fuck I cannot even say right, that's guaranteed a meme. People who do learn from their mistakes finally, uh, they are able to avoid repeating them. That's the key. You you can learn. You can break the, the habit. You know what I mean. People think that they cannot break the habit, but actually, people can change. This is the dirty secret of humanity. People can change. We are smarter than dolphins. We are smarter than orangutans. We are smarter than killer whales and great white sharks. Every other animal that has ever existed on the face of the earth. We have Michelangelo and Da Vinci and Aristotle and fucking Spartacus for all I give a shit. I have a Spartacus. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will it, you can achieve it. I do believe in free will. So, folks, uh, I'm not joking, actually, at the end of the show. I do believe that you can change your path in life. You can stop being a shithead. I've seen a lot of people not stop being a shithead, but I've seen a few people stop. So, folks. Be positive, be kind, be decent, be gentle. I'll say it again. I'll fucking repeat myself. Uh, Conan O'Brien said, don't be cynical. Don't be cynical, my friends. Try to make an effort to be kind and not be a douche. Until we meet again, cheers, my friends. Pet a dog, scratch a dog. Even if you don't know that, dog, well, not a strange dog, they don't like you, but try to chill. Oh uh-huh.
Change